Painkiller Already, episode 404 with our guest Ben Glebe. Kyle? Yeah, pilot sponsors tonight, Monster Energy, Postmates, Smart Mouth, uh, Get Quip, Casper, YouTube Music, eBay, which is a brand new one, going to get to that later, and uh, of course, once again, NBA 2K redefines what sports gaming can be with their 20th anniversary title, NBA 2K19 on Xbox One, from best-in-class graphics and gameplay to groundbreaking game modes and an immersive open-world neighborhood, NBA 2K19 uh, pushes the limits and brings gaming one step closer to real-life basketball and the excitement and the culture around it. Purchase the Xbox One NBA 2K19 bundle today. Uh, also, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. This episode's brought to you by uh, Square Enix, Terrifying Tombs, Unforgiving Jungles, A Mayan Apocalypse. It's just another day for Laura Croft in the Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Witness Laura Croft's defining moments as she engages in brutal combat, heart-stopping stealth, and challenging puzzles to, to stop the apocalypse and ultimately become the Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider coming to Xbox One on September 14th. Pre-order the Croft edition for 48 hours of early access. Is that it? That's it. I knew grinding up that Adderall and sticking it in Chiz's food would pay off. <laughs> now, now the first four minutes of show is ads. Yeah. Hey, that's great. We're very loved. And everybody wants you to play NBA. We've got Ben Glebe, which is great, stand-up comedian, host of a show. And as is tradition on our show, I would love if you would spend the next Ben's a magician. 20 to 25 minutes giving a really descriptive you know, spelling out of what you believe, who you are, what you do. My theory is he switched cameras and put his use that anyway. What happened? I would love to. I'm gonna tell you a whole story of my life, you guys, while randomly switching the camera to the other camera. <laughs> so as to create the illusion of aloneness in this vast unknowable universe. Thank you. Wow, thanks, Neil. Mr. Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> is anybody else annoyed by how douchey that guy's tweets are sometimes? Where like every single New Year's he'll be like, you know, this uh, it's only happenstance that we chose January 1st. We're actually soaring through the air celestially at billions of miles. It's like you're an asshole, Neil. <laughs> Dude, we know. We he know. also acts like he's an expert on every single topic. And we're like, we only think you're an expert in science and out of space shit. But he's always <laughs> yeah. like, the political system in this country is, is broken because like, who, you're Neil deGrasse Tyson. You're yeah. the air guy. I was decided Pluto from... wasn't a planet. Yeah, that's what you did. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I could have been on that council and agreed. Like, yeah, you're right. It's kind of shitty and small. Like, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll agree that sometimes when he steps out of his uh, area of expertise, it can it can be a little douchey. But the thing is, I'm pretty sure he's more intelligent than all of us combined. He's a really smart guy, and I respect his opinion, even if it's not about astrophysics necessarily most of the time. But what I really like about him is that he's sort of, you know, exposing science and astronomy and, and astrophysics and all that shit to, like, an entire young generation. And he kind of breaks it down so that anyone can understand it, including children. And, like, you always hear that, like, like so many people who, like, work for NASA are like, oh, yeah, Star Trek inspired me to do that. You ever watch a fucking episode of Star Trek from the 60s? Kirk's running around fighting a man in a green rubber costume. And that, ins that inspired, like, the people who were building space rockets now. So I, I feel like, you know, he's doing a good thing for the world, for, for humanity. I no, like, like, it's not like he's teaching people science. He's not like, here's the formula for physics. He does, like, the, the I fucking love for science. Physics. For, you know, here's the physics. <laughs> ah, here's, the, right. here's the formula for all of physics. The, 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 you know, because there's one big one. And, I like uh, watching... No, he, he'll, oh. 
the okay. meta Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? That, that's what I enjoy. I, the whole world loved this guy two years ago. Couldn't get enough of him, right? He's the greatest thing on earth. Black science guy, national hero, etc. Now, everybody hates him, right? He's the I am very smart subreddit in a nutshell. They take his posts and... and blast him like every one of his tweets and i've just been standing back watching the show i know and, and, and look you look at it through that lens and it is just him you know like intellectually masturbating himself as he you know puts himself on as the smartest guy in the world but i still I'm like just the hold, show i'm i'm personally caught up on the on what you said a little while ago that apparently shatner Encountering green aliens is not the, the typical outer space experience. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I wouldn't think so. It's it's mostly wow. lo- it's mostly loneliness and terror after you masturbate and the and the cum starts floating around near the electronics. <laughs> I could Do you think they inside. actually are motivated by those like silly Star Trek episodes, or they're like, "What motivated you?" And it's like, "Well, I was a loser virgin who was more interested in numbers than anything. Didn't get laid till I was twenty eight, and you know, I, I just kind of got driven into there. But you don't have pussy. You have a lot of time to devote to stars. Kyle, like, no, they're not going to say that. They're going to go. I saw a really cool show, but I was like, I was slaying it, just like the rest of you. I'm just smart. <laughs> Kyle's talking you know, about your- outer space masturbation. And instantly, I'm like, that's how the, that's why that guy drilled the hole in the Russian area of the International Space Station. He just wanted it to sort of go out into space and oh. not get busted. That was his cover-up plan. He wanted to uh, into space. Yeah, yeah I he, personally... Well, he, that's how, that's panspermia. It's, it's floating around. He drills a hole. It all goes through that <laughs> tube, movie style, shoots out, and, and then he could say, hey, guys, there's a hole here. We should probably do something about it. This brings up a series of questions in my mind. One is if somebody were to masturbate in zero gravity mm. and he explodes in the spacecraft, would it be floating near his head like Homer Simpson with potato chips? <laughs> yep. Probably would you mind. be trying to eat your own thing? And then especially if you did it in outside the ship, if you did it in outer space, uh, would, you conti- would, you, would it go so far away that you'd keep floating and – You'd start thinking those are beautiful stars in the distance, and you'd reach out and you'd be touching your own cum a lot. I mean, there could be a lot of cum touching. That'd be the most powerful. That'd be the most powerful load ever blown by a man if you could actually ejaculate directly into the zero gravity, empty vacuum of space. Because, like, I I want to say that those objects up there are moving like eighteen thousand miles per hour or something like Mm -hmm. that. That sounds right. A black science man tweeted about it. (laughs) Yeah, he he explained this to me. Nobody's ever asked him the 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 jizz question, the space jizz question. I'm pretty. Well, I got a further one. I got another one. Might blow all of our minds. This is a theory that's just now developing, so bear with me. But what right. if, since we don't really know how these far-out stars, we've never been to them, we've never visited them, what if there are no stars in the atmosphere, in the universe, everything that we think is stars that eventually burn out is just cum that was exploded into the universe, and we see it as stars because it expands, as the universe expands, it's gotten bigger and bigger. When they burn out, it just dissipates eventually into the universe. And that's what we're seeing when we look up at the night sky is just a bunch of cum. It's God's cum. So ah. I like this because it's like, and you can even see with the different galaxies, you know how like you'll have an off day with coming where it's like watery course, and weak? Of course. You know, there's like shitty watery galaxies and then you get big filth. Thick Milky Way galaxies, like the maybe they can beat it off for a bit. You can see the variation in God's loads throughout the cosmos, and that's what the I mean. The I Lord feel teaches like us. If your cum is a light source that you can see from light years away, this isn't it, your cum. This is God's cum. See a cum. doctor, God's t- guys. Like, mine's not a light source. 
You radioactive radioactive this is the crazy people? Oh, I remember we lied to this kid in middle school mm-hmm. uh, at our lunch table, and we told him, like, we were talking about jacking off, as you do when you're 13. And he developed a little slower than the rest of us, like, uh, and, <laughs> and was, like, just then getting to the point of ejaculation, maybe 13 or 14. And we, like, decided before he sat down one day, we're like, we're going to, like, bring up the question of, like, what color is yours? And we're all going to agree light blue. <laughs> and we were like is everybody on the same page we're all gonna agree it's light not like really blue don't blow it light blue and like we got down and like got him to talk but he's like i don't know like clear or white i guess and we're like dude are you serious stop fucking around like stop it's light blue everybody is light blue isn't it and like yeah, yeah it's light right blue. i mean i mean that's where that's where the, the he the went to the beat. doctor Oh, no. He went to a doctor and then was dumb enough to come back to us like two weeks later and be like, hey, I went to a doctor and he says that having white sperm is totally normal. And we're like, why? Why would you tell us this? We've got six more years of school together, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, this, and this is coming every day for you. But that's I, I why can't uh, I forgot about that. That's, right that's why they call it baby blue. Oh. Baby blue. Yeah. Taylor, I had the opposite story. Like it. it, it I, I, I was at a, a sleepover. It was at my house, actually. And there, there was me and two other dudes. One guy had hit puberty before the other two. And he was describing ejaculation. He's like, you know how it kind of like jumps at the end? And both of us were honestly having like never ejaculated. We're like, what? No, weirdo. And uh, he was the normal one. But we both convinced him he was weird also because we were. Just- what do you mean <laughs> jump? What do you mean? it? What does jumps at the end even mean? Like, so, you know, like, like that last spurt of cum where your dick kind of goes like, trembles well, yeah, a bit. Well, spurts, like each, each pulse, right? It comes each, in pulses. Each pulse. I've okay, seen enough it. porn to know that this is normal. And yes. uh, yeah, you can't fool me. I'm 45 <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I've got two kids. It works. But um, You know what's not normal you see in porn? Is mm. those guys whose like, dick hole is like on top of their dick head. What the fuck is up with that? Uh, or like on the bottom of it, like where you'll be like watching something and then you'll see... The cum, and you're like, that just went straight. That was a 90 degree angle, straight down. Yeah, what are well, these? What happened? Uh, like bad circumcisions, you think? No. Maybe just no? a fucked up urethra. Like you know those urethras where like it looks like someone stuck a glass tube. That's called sounding. Ben, we're very into sound. They call this the sounding. sounding? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so sounding is when you insert <laughs> any object really into the head of your penis, into your urethra. This is something that. Some men are, are, are quite into it's it's a whole fetish and it's often associated with sort of a, a, a submissive role for the man where, where like the lady is like, oh, yeah, now I'm going to stick my long lee nail into the head of your cock, whether you like oh, it or not. What's a lee nail? Super, like a press on? It's nail? not yeah. a lee press on nail. You're not even doing permanent nails. It might get dislodged in there. Exactly. That's the fear. No. It adds to the in, in humiliation if it's a poor quality nail. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some of those shenanay nails. I'm giving I've this seen two whole... thumbs down. Shenanay nails. Jesus a DMV nail. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe you can put anything in there that's any wider than like, than like a, a pair like of tweezers. Like yeah, like a like very a stream thin, of urine. <laughs> yeah, like a toothpick or something. A stream of oh! urine width. Right. That's one of my biggest like 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 I'm into a lot of stuff like 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 I, I a lot of stuff like like sexually I I I'm into it <laughs> right that's one thing where I'm just like absolutely fucking not first of all I can't imagine getting pleasure from that it it's just not gonna happen and and second of all like what if something goes wrong what if what if there's and you cut me in there and it gets infected and I have to go to the doctor or what if, and there's pus coming out of my fucking dick hole I have seen crazy objects inserted. I saw an entire 
they you know the, like the plastic fork you get at any uh fast yes, food restaurant I've seen this image. handle first into that motherfucker and he didn't just put the tip in these guys aren't going like a millimeter in you know like oh i did it i guess i'm done right no they're going for broke they're sticking it in there till it hurts dude my rule of thumb is like if my fetish would be wouldn't be allowed in guantanamo then <laughs> it's probably not okay <laughs> like, you know, if, 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 if some, oh. like, guard at Guantanamo Bay walked in and was like, oh, what are you, do? Jesus, just waterboard him. Oh, I'm going to vomit, Ted. This is just, I'm writing you up. Come on, Hawk. Come on, We're getting out of here. My mood, I am so sorry. Like, <laughs> or on the flip side, like, they have to force feed some of the prisoners at Guantanamo Bay. What if they're like, it's time again to get the, the fork down your dick? Yeah. <laughs> no, I will eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will eat it right Fine. away. I promise. For, forget <laughs> the jihad. The jihad is off. Well, at least I'm more free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear an Israel shirt and America shorts. Just please give me food. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Welcome to the yeah, show, Ben. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Ben. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, so, My pleasure. Like, if you couldn't notice, like from our inane conversation, we're all trying out to be on your idiotest uh, <laughs> show. On, I like on the that. Game Show Network, where yes. I watched a little bit of it, and you seem to be in a fun place where you get to make fun of dumb people and then say whatever you want and then just go, hey, but what do I know? I'm stupid too, right? And everybody's like, ah, he's, he's also humble. He's not being a bully. And it's like, no, he's, he's bullying these people. Like, basically, it's hilarious. I love it. it. It is really fun to do. I get to just literally become the authority on if people are stupid or not. I get to castigate them for their mistakes they're under pressure they're in front of tv lights a lot of people would crumble in that situation but i act as though it's a regular conversation they're just dumbasses i make fun of them i hammer them hard and then i say i'm going over here and go to the other side of the stage and make fun of other people it's a dream it's a great for a time it's a dream job it's a dream job and the whole time you're like dressed up nice pretending to be like you know hosting the the price is right or something like where yes mean like that's who's the dumbest when, person or pair of people you ever came across like to where like it like it almost baffled you like you fucking retard there were these two dudes that were these like really lethargic persian dudes that were literally they were like hey bro and they really came in real cocky they were like bro we're going to t take this game bro we're going to kill you bro <laughs> And they got every question wrong. I mean, embarrassingly wrong. Missed things, didn't touch things, time's running out. And I'm like, what happened to all the confidence? They're like, bro, it's okay. We're going to come back, bro. And just straight shut out through the whole game. <laughs> that was embarrassing for them and their people, probably. They probably got hate mail from their own country of origin, possibly. Yeah. All of what used to be Persia was pissed. Mm -hmm. Mesopotamia was very yeah, upset. All, all of the Fertile Crescent was upset by that showing. Yeah, yeah they were... From the Tigris to the Euphrates. You watch those shows, and like, like I watch, I like, I like Jeopardy, and like, I don't know, maybe every sixth, I don't exaggerate, sixth or seventh question on Jeopardy, I'm like, aha, I know that answer. And it, but, but I wonder, like, what's the pressure like? Like, like, do you just fold under that pressure? Like, even in an easy game show, like, like, like Price Is Right, or or something like that, where you just got to come up with something. Like, I see people like, everybody's like, four dollars and eighteen cents, uh, five dollars and twenty cents, and then one asshole's like. Seventy-two dollars. <laughs> look like a fuck. I wonder if that would be me. I wonder if you just fold under that pressure with that studio audience and the and the cameras and fucking. Well, it'd be even harder on an easy show, I think. So if you're on like, are you smarter than a fifth grader or mm. something? It's like I gotta get this right, or I'll look stone cold retarded. Like I have yeah, to the know embarrassment who, factor shoots yeah. right up. I have to know who the third president of the United States is. Like I have to know that. But if it's like. 
who wants to be a millionaire, and they ask you, uh, you know, um, which of the following three are all Tsar Nicholas's children from the early 1900s? Which of the following three are Tsar Nicholas II's children? It's like, if I don't get this right, nobody else here is like, idiot! We knew who it was! Like, they're not going to judge you. Whereas, at first they do. I think the easier it gets on TV, the, ironically, the harder it gets. Truth. That's why with our show, Idiot Test, especially or the questioning harder as the show goes, but the early rounds, they're very easy, but there's just a little trick, so we kind of make it that often the contestant won't get it or won't see it, and then it's just perfect fertile ground for me to make them feel like very, very small, unaccomplished <laughs> people because they really should have gotten it. And, you know, I never wanted to be a game show host because I always, you know, saw game show hosting as a little bit of a cheesy activity for a career. You know, that old blues traveler lyric, or no, that old uh, Sting lyric, they all look like game show hosts to me. I'm like, I don't want to be... <laughs> A career that's made fun of as like a schlocky used car salesman kind of thing. So I agreed to host it only if I could do it my way, which was like for the first season they hired before we started in the first few episodes, they hired a game show hosting coach that was like trying to get me to smile and be real cheery. Ben, commercial. are you ready for your first day of training? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hear he a little like out that. of that, Ben. He okay. Was exactly like <laughs> yeah. that. He was like back he was behind the camera going like, smile, smile. <laughs> and I literally would go like this. <laughs> Shake your and head I just refused I agreed to host it only if I could do it my inspiration for hosting it was a combination of Simon Cowell and that old mean British lady from The Weakest Link The Weakest Link, link. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to have cunt. people Yeah, people had to come to my gauntlet and I don't smile hardly ever on the show if I laugh or smile it's because they really earned it and they genuinely said something that was funny or clever if not go fuck yourself I'm going to go over here another side of the stage I'd like I to like fuck the- that old lady from The Weakest Link you would like, yeah. I think she needs it. I I, I think like I I feel like that's ah. the problem. So you're not I feel attracted like, okay, to wait. her. You're just offering her like a pity fuck. It's a service. no. I got one of the. It's one of those weird attractions to like women with short hair and like a business suit. The same reason I'm attracted to Rachel Maddow, I guess, who's not that. Pretty. And Hillary Clinton. And, you know not she's hi- gay, um, right? Young Hillary Clinton. Actually, uh, don't, don't, even, don't even go there. No. Young Hillary but, Clinton is good enough. Good enough. Like, like, although we heard that expose yeah. from like Bill's ex-girlfriend about how horrible her hygiene was, so I bet that pussy was just a swamp of doom and despair. So, uh, so maybe not, young Hillary. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember in the Princess Bride when they go into the the swamps with the with the giant rats, like the, the rodents of unusual the size. Yeah. There's I bet her pussy there. smells like a combination of ice road truckers and the deadliest catch. <laughs> <laughs> Just horrific, terrible. Like I wouldn't it, want to be anywhere this is near working Hillary, for me. <laughs> Hillary Clinton's snatch. I don't know about you. Well, we were talking about Rachel Maddow and uh, that that old bitch who was yeah. uh, making fun of people. You who all the weakest link. Goodbye. You all the weakest link. Right. I thought she was gay but too. Who cares? The problem though with with uh, like, the thing that would concern me about making love to a woman that's as old as that weakest link lady is just the brittleness of the bones. You got there got to be osteoporosis happening there unless they're chugging Boniva and. You're gonna have a woman who might be enjoying it for a second, but then all of a sudden she shatters on top of you. That's okay. You don't oh, like that. glass bones, That's, like if you were yeah, like Mr. Glass. Stone in the last ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! That's why she's still a good lay. How old is she? Sharon Stone's hot. Yeah, but you can hear her hips move. I've heard. I have inside info. You guys, they collect on questions. Like the joint in your pelvis is just like the cartilage is worn out. Is that exactly? I wouldn't make this up right now. <laughs> yeah, I love that sound scene like in Basic Instinct. That, that, did you guys ever have like a VHS when you were younger that had that one nude scene that you had to like rewind and play over and over to masturbate? Mm-hmm. What was your hundred percent? 
Popeye. Well, I'll I'll tell you one of the most embarrassing <laughs> stories of, of my life with exactly that that anecdote was uh, I was a freshman in college, and I brought some of my favorite VHSs up with me to freshman year, fall quarter, living in the dorms, and all my friends one day were like, let's watch a movie. And I'm like, I have one Harry Met Sally on VHS. And they're, <laughs> like, and they're like, okay, great, bring that. And we go and watch one Harry Met Sally in somebody's room, like eight, ten of us, all my brand new friends, you're at college, trying to act yeah. cool for the first few weeks. And the orgasm scene in Carnegie Deli comes up, where Meg Ryan fakes the orgasm, and right as the scene starts, the tape gets kind of fuzzy and wobbly. And then right when the scene ends, the tape gets fuzzy and wobbly again. Oh. And my friend Jill goes, Ben, why is the tape worn out on both sides of that scene? <laughs> <laughs> I, had, uh, I, I, had Nas- I had National Lampoon's <laughs> Vacation, uh, the original oh, where yeah. they're going to yep. Wally World. And there's oh, a scene God. where they stay at the motel where Beverly D'Angelo is naked in the shower. And Chevy Chase comes in and scares her. And it's this big scare. And she's like, woo! and just titty she had an amazing run. I remember that not, oh, yeah, not Christy pretty. Brinkley in the pool that was pretty great no, that was well. okay but no it was Beverly D'Angelo I was much more I was more attracted to Beverly D'Angelo than I was Christy Brinkley because Christy Brinkley seems almost like unattainable some sort of okay. nomadic supermodel in a Ferrari right yeah. like like that's going to be hard to get and hold down Beverly D'Angelo especially was if like you're that. 16 at the time Right? Just, well, got my, just got my own driver's license. I, I need a ride. I feel you for sure on Beverly D'Angelo over Christy Brinkley, but, I, but I'm going to go different scenes. I think Christy Brinkley's hottest moment in the movie wasn't naked in the pool. It was when she was just seducing Chevy Chase in the car next to him. Yeah. Her faces were amazing. And then Beverly D'Angelo's best moment in that series. Please stop doing that face. That's not <laughs> Why would you act that out for us? I don't know why because you I was about oh. to start showing you my thighs. Okay. <laughs> really, okay, really great. Silly. That's a key that part of the screen right Kyle's there. Kyle's thighs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in European vacation, when she did that like sexy dance in the hotel room bathroom with the towel, she's like, bah, 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 and he filmed her, and that's what ended up being on the billboards. That I was like, what is happening here? That Forming was... my sexuality bit by little bit. I want to say there's also a scene. Um, I masturbated to this scene as well in European vacation, where Bud, the uh, you know Clark's son. Has like this German. That better go somewhere. This better go somewhere. Yeah, he's got like yeah, this German. Like, he's got the German slut somewhere. Like, like oh. it's it's like they're, they're, it's like Oktoberfest or something. And they've got the crazy cleavage, and he's got her titties out, like like somewhere. There, there's there's a good bit of nudity in those in those mm-hmm. movies. That, that's fucking top tier comedy. They don't make movies like that anymore. That is true. That is true. Very funny stuff. I wish. I also wish they would create a Wally World. I'd like to have a real Wally World. Ooh. As long like as a real theme park. As long as John the actual theme park. I mean that might that'd be fun for about as long as Six Flags would be fun, right? Then you'd be like, "Forever, just Six Flags." Well, yeah, that's true. For you. Okay, I, I changed my mind. Six Flags is always fun. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you hate Six Flags so much? Yeah. What's wrong with you? I've never been more wrong. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No problem. Yeah, we got the hardcore rides at my Six Flags. That this is this is where that kid lost his head. No, that's where the lady lost, or that uh, chick lost both of her feet, right? Well, she was she, on the Superman ride, yeah. and it fell down, and that cable snapped, and it <laughs> took both oh, her feet off. Different incident. Mine is where a gentleman's riding Batman. Batman was <coughs> fairly new at the time. It's a cool ride. His hat flies off. Must have been a real nice hat, because he jumps the safety fence once he's off the ride. Plunt, so many do not enter signs there. Goes in there to get it, and, then he, and he's like, hey, what's that noise? Oh, it's the... And the roller coaster comes over him. Of course, your feet dangle beneath this ride. Chick kicks him in the head. Head comes off. Her leg comes off. And 
that's that. Kicked his fucking head off. That's the most powerful head kick. Forget. Forget fucking John Jones. Forget anything mm-hmm. you've ever seen in mixed martial arts. Uh, a 27-year-old white chick kicked a guy in the head so hard in Atlanta, Georgia one morning that his head flew off. Did we have a ride in Ocean City? And uh, it was called the Mouse at like Gillian's or something like that. Anyway, this roller coaster sucked. As a matter of fact, it, it was probably portable, even though it was there all the time. People died every year. It doesn't make it good. <laughs> every year on the same ride? Ah, dying is a stretch. There were major injuries every year, sometimes a death. Whoa! Yeah, was it, the ride so great that it was worth keeping? Uh, the Widowmaker. There were just low safety standards on this ride. <laughs> Welcome to the nineties. It's kind of like uh, well, you can't get rid of things just because they're a little dangerous. Like Kyle, your example, like the 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 woman, the uh, girl ran or getting her feet chopped off. Mm-hmm. That's a problem with the the roller coaster. Your problem was a problem with some retard who jumped the fence and cost some poor girl her leg, and also gracefully didn't pass on his jeans. Like that's what that was. <laughs> yeah. Like. It, you can't get rid of things just because they kill a few people. Like sli- then we wouldn't have slip and slides, and we all remember how fun slip and slides were, right? Oh, Where they would so always say, fun. "Don't slide down face first; you're going to paralyze yourself." And it's like you're not going to you're not going to make me not do you're it. You're not the boss of me. You, know, you like I, we would take like three and put them all together on like a giant mm-hmm. hill and see how fast you can get going. And you'd have like two or three people stand at the bottom to dodge. Did you guys do that? Honestly, like I hate to top your story. We had a mega one that my dad had built at my great grandmother's house. She lived next to the river, and there was a mega a mega slip and slide. It wasn't slip and slide material though. They had like this plastic tarp that was like maybe eight feet wide, and it was staked down all the way with like tent spikes so you wouldn't impale yourself. And it was like in a trough in the in the dirt. Leg open and getting yeah need to go to the ER. Yeah, no, we got to use the iron ones. Keep it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we just put Bowie knives on the side. (laughs) <laughs> and and they would take like dish like like dish soap like like the big you know squeeze bottle oh, yeah. put it on there and then turn a water hose on top and it would slide all the way down into the river and at the bottom you had a little bit of a lip so you'd get a little mm. air and the wee and, and like, the fish would blow bubbles. Well, fuck the fish. I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that uh, does sound um, awesome though. That sounds great. I'm sorry I've been a little quiet during the slip and slide part of it. When I was a kid, <laughs> my sister died on a slip and slide. Oh, well, uh. rest in peace. Did she do it wrong? Did she do it in a funny way? No, I'm just kidding. I never had a sister. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> well, not since the accident. It's a good point. <laughs> if my if my sister or brother or someone died on a slip and slide, like, like a, the name slip and slide. How are you supposed to make that tragic? It's like, well, I lost my lost my brother when I was when I was nine. How do you do, how do you go? Slip and slide. He slipped. And he slipped. <laughs> she she slipped. And then she slid. Yeah, she, she slipped, and then she slid too quickly. Who too could have anticipated it? With only 150 <laughs> yards of soap sheened plastic between her and a wall. You know? Probably in your little slip and slide into the river example, what would have been probably the world's worst way to go, like the most, the highest fun childish high into low is you slip down the super slip and slide into a river and an alligator comes right up at the bottom and grabs you in. I'd be that fine was- with that because you shouldn't fuck with animals. We have a hard stance on this show about if you're fucking with wild animals and you're killed, you deserve it. And that wild animal deserves a meal. They didn't know they were fucking with animals. They, they should have known better. <laughs> they should have <laughs> known there were alligators in that in You that, go into in their lake. domain. Man, the water's it. looking a little scaly. You know, <laughs> as you're flying down there towards it when he's supposed to You don't do that in places like Florida where there are alligators. Like, do most lakes like, we, look we like got washing a, machines? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of thrashing. <laughs> that would be the craziest part, though. What if, 
not if not if they came up at the very end of the alligator and, and, and got her. But what if the alligator all of a sudden came up just halfway through your long, long slide and you see jaws open, but you just can't stop yourself. You're oh. scratching down the slide. You can't stop yourself. You're trying, right that's when you're like very quickly becoming religious. Yeah. <laughs> trying trying yeah. to choose the right God. <laughs> yeah, I do like a catch catch all with that. Like, I'm not sure who's right, but I believe in all of you at this moment. That's a strong like, <laughs> move. Yeah, and then afterward, be like, nah. <laughs> I, I think we've all been there before. We've talked about this. You know, no atheists and foxholes, et cetera, et cetera. You know, some some rough stuff starts happening. You're like, if you're up there, this would be the time to show it. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Yet again, right, no then. evidence. Damn it. Yeah. It seems like though there would be no atheists in foxholes, and then after being in a foxhole for a while, you'd be like, "This fucking prick god isn't helping at all." Like I'm done with you. Like no way. No, it's I'm just not. a hard conundrum all around because there's no atheists in a foxhole because you wish there's something better, but also the scenario you're in is so fucked up that what god would create that scenario? So you're just sitting there. Maybe in your last moments, you're just very existentially confused. Mm. That's probably what a lot of it is. Just a lot of existential confusion, fear, uh, pissing and shitting. Doesn't sound very dignified. It's, a, it's part of a bigger plan, though, right? That's what you got to believe. Like every one of those nine-year-olds that gets leukemia, probably a Paul Potter or a Hitler. Oh, Everyone. You know, that's, they're, they're all potentially going to recreate the Cambodian genocide yeah. in your mind. Perhaps, yeah. There'd be those, those big walls of the skulls. You've seen them? Oh, that's that's what little that's that's what little Stacy was up to. That's what that's where, she, that's where she was heading. It seemed like there's a better way to avoid that, right? Like maybe just not make evil people. Why wouldn't they just like? Why wouldn't interesting? Why give them right, Hang on, I like I like where Woody's going here. <laughs> How do we do that? We're God in this scenario, right? Oh, you're saying God's plan is to birth millions of Hitlers and then kill them at nine via leukemia. Well, he wants maybe you to know he could do it. Or also, maybe it's just so satisfying for God to kill living Hitlers that that's what powers the whole universe. Right? What hobbies would you have if you were God? Maybe just killing Dude, Hitlers like, repeatedly is, that's is like, your thing. Yeah. That, that would be like playing a video game with like cheat codes on. You know, like if you just killed Hitler when he was nine, like he didn't do anything. Like he didn't have any power. Like if you're, you know, if you're God and you're trying to have some fun killing bad guys, you got to let them come to fruition. Got to let them do some bad stuff and then take them out, right? If you Otherwise, kill you're just Hitler. playing on easy right, mode and you're just going to kill too easy for God. So, Nine-year-old Hitler was still a dick, though. You know he was pushing kids off slides and shit. I, I, he may have been. I bet he was probably an awkward kid. He was really into art, got turned down from his school, and was like, you know what? Someone's got to pay. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, let's say you got a time machine. You can go back and you and, and deal with Hitler, but you can't kill him. You can't kill him. You've got to you've got to soften his heart, as uh, as the Lord may. I think what you want to do is send Jeff Goldblum back. Send Jeff Goldblum back. Let him be an influence on young Hitler. Okay. Hilarious. Okay. A hilarious. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, hilarious Jewish man, beloved now, the thing by about all. The Jews. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and get him in there as as that influence. I I think I mean Hitler's clearly an incredibly uh, a magnetic figure, right? He he stirred that country up from ruin and and nearly conquered the whole world. Imagine if all of that charisma and 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 energy had been directed in a positive area, right? So no, what you'd want to do is send back like Norm Macdonald instead, <laughs> because then he'd be like, well, you know, Hitler, you could just apply to another school. <laughs> 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 and then he'd be like, 
yes, it make, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll just apply to another reference. You're right, Norm. It's like, yeah, I know I'm right. I, you know, it goes pretty poorly if you don't, if I'm being frank. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the old Norm McDonald joke. He goes, you ever hear about those uh, people that uh, just all of a sudden snap and uh, chop up their whole family and uh, kill them, but put them in the, uh, a, a duffel bag there? And they say, because the devil told them to do it. How often at that time do you think the person kills their whole family, chop them up, put them in a duffel bag, go back to the devil, like, here you go, old thorny leader of the underworld. Here's my family in a duffel bag here. And then the devil pulls off a mask. Hey, it's me, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, buddy. He's like, oh, that's a great one there, Steve. I got, got, my, whole, got my whole family in a, in a bag here. It's a great one. It's a good one. Dude, Norm is, Norm is my favorite comedian right now he's he's hilarious. Uh, like he was in some hot water for like defending uh saying like rosie and louie like aren't that you know aren't that bad which i agree like they shouldn't be like treated like they're fucking rapists or some shit and he like in his apology like everybody was like you know he's got to apologize and he was in his like interview well, wait, he was like say what he apologized he said about two hundred dollars so, so basically he, he said uh you know you know i'm good friends with louie and and roseanne and i don't think they you know they're getting way more than they deserve. Like basically, like he his his big sin was not like roundly condemning and like lashing them. Like he he went too easy. They thought I, so. It, like he has to apologize for for not going hard enough. Now, oh, are you excusing this behavior, Norm? And so then he. Uh, so what Norm McDonald said, said, I just want to lay it out. It, it, he yeah, said yeah. that refund their tickets, give them two hundred dollars, they'll be fine. Like the, and and people were like, oh my god, two hundred dollars for for all the emotional that, abuse I had, and go on. Yeah, that was one of the things. Is he was. He like, also said that um, I love Norm Donald, but he also said that he's glad the Me Too movement is slowing down. He thinks that none of the victims of these things had their whole careers and lives taken away from them in one instance, like Louis and Roseanne did. And uh, that's, that's fair. And they're oh both God, good he, friends, and he encouraged I, them to talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah, I thought what he said was pretty reasonable, which is kind of like, hey, this whole Me Too thing has become a bit politicized, and it's kind of jeopardizing the actual desire of true victims to come forward because they go, oh, that, that people are going to assume I'm trying to get ahead or something, and which you know is not what you want with sexual assault victims. You want them to feel comfortable coming forward. And he, Norm, you know, he was giving his apology interview with someone, and they're like, so you said, you know, that you didn't. You didn't feel bad for these people who were harassed by Louis or like the people who took offense at Roseanne's tweet, which, you know, as if those are vaguely com comparable. And he's like, oh, no, that's that's not true at all. I, I think you'd have to have Down syndrome not to feel bad for people who are sexually harassed. And so now he's in trouble for saying that you'd have to have Down syndrome to not have empathy for people who are sexually it, it's harassed. It's like a whole group and I, of I people. I fucking love Norm. Like he, he goes in, does his whole, I don't know exactly what I'm saying, but I'm just going with what I do. And, you gotta have Down syndrome not to feel bad for those. It's like God, Norm. I, oh, I, if they cancel his Netflix show, I'm canceling my subscription. I swear to God, I, I fucking love that dude. It's like a whole group of like snowflakes just discovered Norm McDonald because because he's mm -hmm. a fucking he hasn't changed a bit since like the fucking eighties. He like like, like when he was ripping OJ. Changed like, about ah. seventy five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's the big now. difference. Yeah, now he's a hoodie Carter man. Is now yeah. legal in California. You know. With yeah, Frank and Jake. you gotta. You gotta hand it to him for his, for his willingness to always still riff, but that particular joke is also just like not accurate, just because people with Down syndrome are known for their empathy. They like feel bad about everything. They're yeah, but they like, don't Give like me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> if you said yeah, like but, I was sexually assaulted, they'd be like, oh, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> they they feel bad about they feel bad if you broke your blue crayon. All right, they're not they're not big thinkers, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean let, let let's be real. 
Blue crayons very important to them. We've had all those wonderful leaders. Especially if it's indigo, you only get one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are facts. I like Ben's point of view on this. You have to really consider the Down syndrome empathy point. Let me do yeah. a let me do a quick ad read here, and then I want to yeah. hear about that fan who told you that uh, your your joke might might have you end up with a bullet in your head. Indeed. Yes. This episode of PK is brought to you by uh, Monster. Uh, excuse me, by uh, Monster Energy's delicious new espresso drink. Uh, when you need an extra burst of energy but don't have time to wait in line, grab Espresso Monster. Espresso Monster is a premium blend of smooth espresso and cream, packaged in an 8.4 ounce can. It's just the right size and perfect for when you're on the go. Each can is three shots of espresso blended with European milk, just the way the Italians do it. And at 150 to 160 milligrams of caffeine per can, it's sure to give you the energy that you need to conquer the day. Espresso Monster has two delicious flavors to choose from, espresso and cream and vanilla espresso. They're produced in Denmark and the Netherlands, and Espresso Monster is made with freshly brewed espresso coffee, hormone-free milk, and a unique energy blend that's complete with taurine and B vitamins. Close your eyes, take a sip, and enjoy us an Espresso Monster today. Uh, I've been drinking these things uh, a lot since they started sponsoring the show. I really like um, the uh, the regular one, uh, the 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 regular espresso one, and I, I got a pretty serious tolerance for caffeine. I drink so much coffee, but I drank two of these things back to back, and it was it was as much as I wanted and more. They are they're they're super powerful and they taste good. So check them out. Also brought to you by Postmates. Uh, by Postmates. We have a lot of personal experience with Postmates. You know what's great about eating your favorite thing? It's your favorite thing and you're eating it. You know what's <laughs> not great? Getting it. And the only fast things that deliver are not what you're craving. Uh, introducing Postmates, the app that adds a delivery option to your favorite restaurants. Imagine anything you want to eat delivered and you don't have to drive, park, or even talk on the phone to order. Uh, just download the app and order 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. You can even uh, you can even see where your food is and track the driver. If you forget your uh, eggs, your milk, no problem. You're craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking for the perfect bottle of red wine or a summer beer? Order up. Postmates is the new long-term munchies booty call. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 of free credit, uh, free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app today and use code PKA. That's code PKA for $100 of free deliveries. Uh, credit for your first seven days. Save the hassle. Get the food you love fast at Postmates with code PKA. Um, this is probably the sponsor that I've used the most, and that's that's saying something considering I sleep on a, a Casper mattress every night. <laughs> um, I, 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 I freaking I have spent literal thousands of dollars on Postmates, and I can't tell you how satisfied I am with the service. Like like anytime I'm traveling, especially. Uh, we, we, we get on Postmates and, and it might take us an hour of research. There's so many options and choices that, that you've got on there. It's stuff that it's overwhelming almost. You could check your own area that you've been living in for 10 years and you'd be like, ah, there's a, there, there's one of those, a taco Mac. Oh, all right. You know, whatever you want. You, they have you, Lebanese I, in this city. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an awesome service. Awesome service. Big fan. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, I was watching some of your stand up earlier, and uh, I, I guess you were um, you were. You I was were, trying to find my Postmates. I have a hundred dollar Postmates coupon here somewhere. I can't find it. Yeah, well, I just gave you one. <laughs> yeah, now you, have, you use code PKA. You get another hundred bucks. There you go. I'll, I'll use your code. I guess you were doing some jokes about uh, Donald Trump, and I, I watched the jokes. They weren't inflammatory. They weren't harsh or, or, or extreme or anything like that. You you were making like kind of a Donald the Duck reference and making mm-hmm. little little, little Don, doing an impression of Donald Duck, which is pretty damn good if I might say so. And right. uh, and I guess someone in the crowd's yelling out, "Don't make fun of Donald!" 
So, you know, you did what you do and made Are fun you of sure Trump. they meant Trump and not duck? <laughs> I'm <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure. Don't, don't make fun of the Donald was yeah. the phrase she used. Oh, okay. Yeah. And after the show, what happened? So after the show, I do a meet and greet, a free meet and greet like I do after every single show that I do on my stand-up tour. And, um, and I'm selling merchandise as well. And a Trump supporter came up to me and said, I was enjoying your act until you mentioned the president. And let me just tell you, you better not talk about the president around here anymore or you're going to get a bullet in the back of your head. And where was this? In Rosemont, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was pretty stunned to hear that because uh, every comedian in the, his, from the history of time has always made fun of the president. And it's sort of a big part of the tradition of comedy is to hold leaders to account, speak truth to power, to question authority to question our institutions to question the way the power the power structures and the way things are currently being handled in the country and um i am no trump fan but i made fun of obama too and he was in office even though i supported him a lot more of course from my perspective he was a much better president and but i make fun of everybody and i think at the very least even to a trump supporter you should be able to realize the guy gives you fodder for jokes i mm-hmm. mean that's just pretty plain that's as pretty day obvious. the guy Pretty obvious, the guy, if you weren't making jokes about the president, when the guy's like literally the Don Rickles of presidents, and he's just talking <laughs> shit to people every day, uh, and you can't take a little shit talk back, it's pretty insane. Yeah. So I'd, I'd never experienced somebody threatening my life. What did you uh, say? In, did you just walk away? or No, I was still there. You and still I still got to sell him, merch, Taylor. That's right. <laughs> right. Make oh, from, from that guy, here. be like, all right, so you don't want a shirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he asked what I just said to him. I said to him, excuse me, he goes, a lot of people around here carry. You're going to end up with a bullet in the back of your head. I'm just telling you, man. And I go, well, if that's what has to happen, so be it. I'm not going to stop speaking truth to power. That's what I do. And honestly, this will probably encourage me to do it more. So have a good day. And he just like shaked the sugar's head and walked off in an Did angry a little huff. Bit? Was a little bit of you like, if I were the comedian that got assassinated for making fun of the president, I would be the the cool, like, you know, the blue and red Obama picture that that guy made that's so famous. They would have your face up there and all the marches where you kind of like did that, like cursorily, like go through your brain. Like, I'll be the I'll be the face of the movement. I'll the, no, I, I will only, never die. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you're familiar with how death works, but. You're dead <laughs> at the end you, of it. Wait, you live on in a pretty neat way. Yeah, I, I mean, no. look, the, the idiot <laughs> no, is... No, just the, the idiot. People that say you that. live on, you don't live on, you die. People can keep talking about you. Everybody's like, you live on forever. I always care about my legacy. I don't give a shit about my legacy. I'm going to be dead. I hope I inspire people to do good shit, but it's not because they're going to think I did a good thing. I want to do good shit when I'm here. Hopefully it lasts, but something to do with me at that point. You'd be on T-shirts, though, right? I mean, the idiot test is going to be on cable for for another decade or so, but you could be on posters and T-shirts and buttons 30 years from now. Oh, you'll, you'll be a face of every sports stadium for every team. They'll have Ben mm. Glebe night where they give a little pin of your face and they say, remember Ben's bravery, speaking truth to power. You know what? Hashtag okay, Ben Glebe. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you've convinced me. It's it's worth being assassinated. I think you're right. 
I think you're totally you. right. I, I knew I was right. Yes. Yeah, I didn't see it from that perspective until you mentioned pins. I always wanted them. <laughs> it was the T-shirt now that it sold me. Pretty. Yeah, yeah. Now it's appealing. There could be a lot of merch that I won't make any money on because again, I'm dead. But hey, it's fun to be a dead icon. Let's do that shit. Yeah, you could like have your own like Make America Glebe Again, like like a mm. pun on glib. Like, be mm-hmm. funny, be jokey, you know? Let me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell merchandise that has to do with you when you are assassinated. Oh, just... thank you so much. Thank you so much. And then let me just now clarify in case there are some people <laughs> that would make some weird legal argument because I sarcastically said I am down for being killed. I'm joking. Don't kill me. Let me just make that mm-hmm. a little bit clear. Or he'll sue you. Or I will sue you. My <laughs> estate. My, 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 my pin money will go right into lawyer fees. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Glebe Foundation. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> the Pen Glebe Foundation. For what would it be? What would if you like could set up your own thing for after you died? What would the Ben Glebe Foundation do? Like, what would their goal be? I think it would do. It would be two different foundations. One would just be to help kids with speech problems. I had one as a kid, and then the, and then also I would do one just to make sure people don't ever infringe on people's right to free speech, and that they are reminded that the whole point of the country is us being free and that's the ba- very base of america is our freedom of speech our freedom of the press that's the thing that bothers me the most when right trump... to bear arms yeah absolutely yes. oh i when wasn't trump sure if you rails... up i would just check in <laughs> oh no i i believe very much in the second amendment i don't think that means you can't have common sense regulations so crazy people and criminals don't get guns but i absolutely think we should have the right to bear arms i'm considering getting a gun myself especially after recent events nice but and i go shooting guns sometimes but um I certainly think that that you can't have one freedom, not the other, and you can't pick and choose when you have those freedoms. So I would have my foundation support the support all of our freedoms, arms, speech, assembly, press. A constitutionalist. That's right. Yep. Well, that's I I like those two. I like the obviously no holds barred freedom of speech thing. But I also like the uh, the speech impediment thing. Is that what you said it was? Like a speech impediment yeah. uh, mm-hmm. kind of foundation? So you dealt with one of those as, as a kid. I did. I had a severe stutter and beyond that a disfluency where I couldn't even – my vocal cords would lock up and I couldn't even like say hi to a friend walking by in the hallway. I had to tell every teacher to not call on me ever. And unless I raised my hand, maybe I felt like there was a moment I could talk. And it lasted from age like three or four all the way till about 22. It wow. got better in college. From 18 to 22 was a lot better. But – it was on and off throughout my life. Each year, there'd be times when I'd be more comfortable and confident, times when I would get in my head and I would get my and I would lock down. And I couldn't talk all the way till I pretty much graduated college. And then I, I had a show in college, a TV show, that I would even like stutter on the air and stumble and kind of work it through. And I'd like touch my eye to clear gaps in my speech. And it was weird quirks you develop when you have weird shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. and then I uh, spoke at my college graduation. I wrote this cool speech and I was asked to speak at it in front of seven thousand people. And somehow that speech was perfectly delivered, and the problem just melted away from that point, and it never came back. Um, ex- and then I started this career on camera, you know, do- and doing stand-up ac- across the world and doing TV appearances, and I, became- I ended up being on Chelsea Lately for seven years with Chelsea Handler, and it only came back one time during an episode of Chelsea Lately live, <laughs> live on television. Did uh, uh, did you did you have speech therapy as a as a young man? Or? I did on and off throughout my whole childhood. Have you ever seen the movie The King's Speech? I did. I did see that. Was, was did, did, could you relate to that a yeah, little bit? Oh, yeah. Was that it was, was that so cool for similar. You? Yeah, it was oh. very similar to what I went through. Amazing movie. Colin Firth's just fucking strong as shit. That's that's yeah, good. Love that really movie. really so, good movie. There was a name for your 
speech impediment? What was it called? Speech. It was disfluency. Disfluency. Is it a psychological thing, I guess? Like, I always knew for me, in my back of my head, I knew it was psychological. That's why speech therapy didn't work that well for me. I'd always go to therapists, and they would say, they would teach you little weird tricks, like like you, if you put an H sound before certain consonants or letters that you can't say well, it opens your vocal cords. So instead of saying, uh, Mom, can I go to the store? You go, Mom, can I go to the store? And it just made me sound like a breathy pervert. Like, you don't want to, it's just yeah. kind of ridiculous. I'm digging it. And <laughs> How are you going to finish that? Yeah. <laughs> and I just never even tried that shit. And I knew that for me, it was something that I was seeing off in my brain. And one thing that a speech therapist said to me once that it really actually helped me get over it, start seeing it differently, was she asked me to read a passage. And I read it very, you know, slowly and struggling. And at the end, she's like, what did you read? What was it about? And I go, I don't know. I was just trying to be perfect in the way I delivered it. And she goes, oh, that's your problem is like you're so concerned about the way you're presenting it and the way you're coming off. You're making it about you and your presentation style. You're not caring about the content of what you're saying. You're not caring about actually the words and the message. It's not about you. It's, it doesn't matter if you're perfect. No one's expecting Martin Luther King Jr. given this paragraph you're supposed to be reading. Just you're just there as a conduit. Those things are hard to realize. You're there as a conduit. You're just, it's a, speaking in front of people is a service job, exactly like serving fries at McDonald's or working in an office building. You're just there delivering a needed service. Yours happens to be in front of people on a microphone. So that's the way I started looking at it after that, and it really started to melt all of my nerves away. And now I can go on a stage in an arena opening for Chelsea Handler or Dane Cook in front of 12,000 people in the round in NHL or NBA arena or go on TV on the Today Show in front of millions of people live on television. And I don't even – my heartbeat doesn't raise one beat a minute. I don't get nervous the slightest bit because hmm. I just realized it's, I'm just going up there just to talk to people, communicate, and make them laugh, make them smile, deliver a message. That, it's that, not about me. That kind of sounds like the sort of thing, and maybe I'm just completely wrong here, but like, like maybe a couple of drinks would have even helped you smooth that out. Like, like oh, I'm always gonna... drunk on these shows. I'm always yeah. very drunk. <laughs> you um, sober up tomorrow. You're like, that was a great show. Yeah. Actually, is Kyle right? Would would a couple drinks help? I think it definitely. I mean, it's liquid courage in a lot of ways in people's lives. So, I think it's it it would be a way to get comfortable with being more relaxed in front of people, but it's not a habit you want to start. When I was getting started in stand-up, I got the great advice from great comics like Butch Bradley and Bob Marley, like not to drink before shows because it becomes a crutch and then you end up being an alcoholic comedian that never goes anywhere. So yeah, David, I've heard David Spade talk about that, like, like, like having a couple drinks before he goes out and, and, and the interviewer was mm-hmm. like, you ever go out drunk? He's like, I've gone out too drunk before and sure. realized once I was out there that, oh no, Oh no! I don't even know where this story is going. Where am I again? Is this is this Houston or Atlanta? <laughs> just, just just so yeah, they could, they could definitely take that too far. With the yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely thing, done like, it. As a comedian, that you see a lot of your peers fall into that. Like I'm just from listening to podcasts with comedians on them, and I know you have a podcast where you're a comedian. So there you go. Where you'll mm-hmm. watch like your peers be like, oh shit they're totally becoming a drug addict or they're totally becoming an alcoholic. Like, what do you, I feel like that's an industry where it happens so much more than the norm because it's like you work at night, you're working at clubs, places that serve alcohol that will give it to you. I assume for free after sets free. Most of the time, like mm-hmm. what do you, what do you say to a friend who you notice is like going down that path or do you kind of just let them do their own thing? 
Yeah, I mean, you you see somebody ruining their life and starting to become dependent on these substances, and you just it just fills you with joy because that's one less comic competing against it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I love that you, answer. That's the reason you put it in their food in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you love to see it. It's like, you know, thank God, someone else is not going to be cut out to be successful. More TV shows for me, more roles for me, and uh, more gigs. And so, you know, you, you when you see them, you're like, oh, you should, you know, it's so sad. But then in your heart, it fills you with a warmth like the holidays. You're uh, makes sense. <laughs> uh, no, it's horrible. I mean, I don't. I haven't personally witnessed so many people that like have really gone to a very bad place with it. I, of course, have heard stories. I've never been particularly super close with comics that have like ruined their life with it. But I've definitely had friends that were drinking too much or doing drugs too much, and I'll just talk with them and I'll be like, "This is not a good look. You, do, you seem like an idiot when you're doing it. Your set's really bad." But like, dude, that set was just kind of incoherent. You didn't deliver what you needed to, to deliver. You gotta you gotta slow your roll on that shit. I mean, I even had a, a podcast. I went on Owen Benjamin's old podcast with Skylar Stone. He and I had a big falling out for a while because he did some shit to me that wasn't the coolest, and it was you know largely due to due to substances. And so, um, you know, you I tried my best to to explain that that's not a way to live and to encourage them to stop. But at some point, you can't really be somebody's keeper either, you know. But, yeah. but he's all good now. He he figured the shit out. And he's all great now. But yeah, your um, uh, your podcast is last week on Earth, right? Yeah, on the Smodcast Network, Kevin Smith's network. Um, been doing it for seven years. I call it Last Week on Earth because I cover everything that happened during the last week: news, politics, pop culture, weird stories, and also because the world's probably ending. So those two reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, and I do it solo a lot of weeks, and then some weeks I have uh, big celebrity guests like Brian Cranston or Bob Odenkirk or. Aisha Tyler or Megan McCain or Blake Griffin or Moby or all kinds of different people come on the podcast. That's really amazing. Adam Devine, Chris D'Elia, but also like political figures like General Wesley Clark and, wow, and that's cool. Senator Frank Loudenberg, late senator and cameos I've had even from like Nancy Pelosi and from um, Sam Donaldson and all these cool people. So it's been a lot of fun. Hillary Rosen, the political pundit. And um, so I like to have discussions with people about just the issues of the week and of the day, but I also... Uh, love to do solo episodes where I just kind of go off on my take on the world. Dude, and my parents that's a, sometimes that's a lot of too. High-profile guests. Are, yeah, are, are, Megan, are, are Megan McCain's tits as big in person? I think what you see on TV is probably what you get. Hard oh, I questions. thought she was like sitting. <laughs> the, well, yeah, we we hit hard with our with our journalistic integrity because <laughs> they look enormous on TV. It's like Jesus. I mean, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any personal comment on that, but I can just tell you, I don't think wow. they're probably, I don't think they're enhancing things through television magic. I think someone looks at how they God. look. God, wowzers! Oh, are you googling you. things right now? Uh, those are maybe. Some, those are some freedom-loving cans right there. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm more proud to be an American now. That is impressive. <laughs> more important, she's a lovely human being. Um, and her speech at her dad's funeral was pretty amazing. Did you guys see that? I didn't. I was. Uh, I, didn't watch I, I watched funeral. it, but I, I didn't hear a word of it. I was. I was just locked on to those cans. I. I. It, I'm sure it was. It was pleasant. It was Jesus pretty great. Christ. She was talking a lot of shit to to Donald Trump. During yeah, she was eulogy. tearful. Was, see, she started crying, and that's my fetish. So I. And I she, really oh my god! Her. And she yeah. said, and she. Oh, go ahead. And she said that that America doesn't need to be great again. It's always been great. I thought that was a pretty good line. Ugh. <sighs> could always get better though right uh, that's true 
we can be up. even greater. Yeah. More perfect union, no doubt. This yeah, woman I, has 90% of her weight gain in her boobs. Yeah, baby. That's what That's I got to be like a fortunate thing. That's right. like if you were a man and you just lucked out genetically and it's like, yeah, I gain all my weight and my buys and tries. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. I just look yoked all the time. <laughs> I'm still vascular. I don't know how it works. Like, yeah, that, like that would be the, the best place to gain weight as a man. I gain weight like thighs. Well, that would be the second best place to gain weight as a man. Mm. Oh, like cock weight. I, okay, I see where I, I saw where you were taking this train, but you. then you might get like a. Have you ever seen those? I know on this show we've watched it where uh, the guys. It's not fat, but they inject their penis with like some kind of silicone uh, synthol thing synthol. that like yeah. makes their synthol. It's either the thing they put in their penis or the thing that they inject in their arms. Maybe it's the same, but they'll inject that in. And they get like addicted to it to the point that their dick just looks like a lonely sock that like you poured sand into, yeah. and it's just a yeah. bunch of like it's just a, like they're just like they're not even filling up cock anymore, they're, like filling up the foreskin. Like, yeah, it doesn't it's just, work it's great. It's grotesque. It, no, it, it, it doesn't work great, and I regret it. <laughs> I haven't had any complaints. So. I look great in sweatpants, though. Believe you me. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like there are better. Yeah, options, look at this guy. Right. It, look at these freaks of nature here that that use synthol on themselves. This, this has got to be some of form science. of it's got to be some form of body dysmorphia or something, right? Mm -hmm. where, where like like they they just to think that that's a good look. Like 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 everybody has their own uh, opinions on aesthetics, right? The, but but there's a general consensus. There's a median ground where everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's the physique that that. 90% yeah. of men like in a woman, or 90% of uh, men like in a or, or women like in a man. And then there's this guy who's like, uh, you ever see those uh, those Popeye cartoons where he'd eat the spinach and then his arms would turn into like four <coughs> battleships? That look. This is retarded. <laughs> he this has normal forearms. That's what I was going to say. Is like If you're going to pump then, your arms up to over Arnold Schwarzenegger levels, you better have some big forearms or you're going to look like a goober. Like and this he needs guy. a little bit of peck. You know, like he's. It looks like he's wearing an airplane neck pillow. <laughs> like that's what he, that's what he's done to his traps. Is he he injected them, and you can tell there's no musculature there. It's just a pouch of skin, barely holding on to synthol. Is this the Philippines? Why in God's name are all these like so many of these people Filipino that do this? And Is also, air, air, airplane neck pillows themselves are already mm. poorly designed, so I don't know why you'd want to emulate it. The, the, I agree. The, big, the, the big problem I realized recently with airplane neck pillows, I travel so damn much for stand up, is your seat already sucks and it barely reclines. Or keep, I don't even recline it because I want to be able to sleep extra. So I, I don't recline it so I can sleep from the same thing on the plane all the yeah. way until I get to the gate and they can't wake me up for this descending bullshit. So then you put your neck pillow up and then your head's forward. You get this thick, four inch deep pillow and I'm sleeping like I'm in, like I'm in some kind of a torture device. I found if you just sleep on the person next to your shoulder, most people are too polite to say no. Yeah, nobody says shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. You just interesting lean over. Idea. You can even like snuggle in a little bit. You know, I've found women are more receptive, but men they'll do it too. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I feel like men would be better in a way because you know the, the shoulders more at the right height. It's well, less those bony. women like women, you have that subcutaneous fat layer over their whole body, and so you get a nice softer pillow. Like, yeah, and do they start? Do they start petting you as you're as you're sleeping? Do they give you like a nice comforting? Some guys I, do, I, some guys I, don't. Ideally, but, <laughs> but no, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to be rude <laughs> on the plane as I'm sleeping on a stranger. You could no, ask right about just like under moment. your breath. You could ask kind of like you're sitting like, oh, please massage me. Please I, rub me. Please massage me. 
Who's around me? I do a, me. I a little like sex. I just respond well to the things I like. You know, give those kind of hints back. If you mm-hmm. pretend to be mm-hmm. mentally handicapped, you can get away with Nuzzle murder. Nuzzle a little. If you, it, oh, that's that's absolutely true. That's literally Probably true. Probably not specific murder. You really can get away with murder, too? Yeah, I didn't mean to. And they're like, oh, he learned how to use a knife, though. You know, didn't cut himself. That win's a win, you know. <laughs> that's what you might do. I don't know. <laughs> Are we talking about Down syndrome kids again? Well, we're talking about a retarded person murdering someone and people, you know, at least celebrating the fact he used the knife safely and correctly. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He cut himself once. You're no. real good at you're you're real good at finding silver linings in certain certain situations. There, I guess. I try to be optimistic. What really would nice your found you. What would your foundation be, Taylor? What, what legacy would you leave behind once you once you've accrued your 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 billions and you know you you you, you die alone uh, as you inevitably will. Uh, as we all do, just the way it goes. Keep everyone the, does die alone. Stick that in the back of your mind's Not audience. Everyone dies um, alone. Everyone I dies alone. I just mean alone. like you're born alone and you die alone. Technically, like yeah. you come into the world on your own, and even if you die right next to the person you love, you're still going out on your own. I think is yeah. what that phrase is meant to mean. Absolutely. And uh, even if you kill each other simultaneously. Well, that's difficult to do. Even if but you're then, holding oh, hands while you jump off the bridge. Then you both oh. get to go to hell because you're both murderers. You ensure, and even then, you ensure you're in the same circle of hell. Now you go to, you go to hell. Suicide, you go to hell. Yeah, but like, uh, I think that's a. Uh, Are we talking about Robin Williams? Special again? level of hell. It's a good uh, movie. I thought you Kyle, attacking. how dare you say that about our beloved Robin Williams? I, I mean, I loved him in life, but, and, you know, he had that crippling illness and, and depression. Mm-hmm. He, God, God probably doesn't see him as being responsible for his actions, quite frankly, because of his, his, uh, his, we're his mental dilemma. In this one? Where, no, no, no. I, I figured you'd want to take this opportunity to Maybe. attack Anthony Bourdain. I, I thought that's where this I would didn't, end up going. I barely knew him. Like I, I mean, I barely knew of him. I, I recognize his picture, but I don't think I've I ever seen I just know that show. he used to go to like Thailand and eat bugs and things, right? A, that's a strong move, though, because they got a lot of bugs there. They do. That's why they eat them. Yeah, he was yeah. going all over the place, and like that's what I didn't like about his programs or any food programs mm-hmm. where they like go to Cambodia and they're like, "Oh, this is a wonderful dish here. It's a, it's." It's deep-fried grubworms covered in dirt, and it's a delicacy. <laughs> Only three times a year is this available. Other than that, they eat mud cookies. And it's like, you know, he, sits, he sits there, and he like eats them with like a stick or something, and he's like, oh, fantastic, wonderful, can't believe it. You know, Gordon would have something to say about this. Believe you me, sir. Yeah, you can't understand me. You're four foot three, okay? You know, <laughs> he's eating his shit, like, and he has to pretend it's good. It's not good. If they had discovered Snickers, if they discovered Milky Way, if they had fried chicken, they would not be eating this trash in these corners of the world. And we all well, know it. Okay, but a Popeye's all, in Cambodia and nobody's eating slugs anymore is my only point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have, I, have two, I, have, I, have, I have two responses to that. One is, why do you think because somebody is four foot three, they can't understand you? I don't see the correlation between height and, and ability to have cognitive oh, I don't think Cambodians speak English. That was more my... And it's my, directly related like, to Like a Cambodian like, tribesman. Like some, Got it. You know, Got it. The height was more to denote the remoteness, the pygmy, like you're in the... They never were able to grow because they never knew tall people were things. So they just said, I'm going to stay this size. Well, because they survive on a life of grubs and mud cookies, apparently. That's what's holding them back. Right. But then part two, I, of course, never was into the idea of eating bugs. Seems terrible. But I went to this, like, fancy conference recently in Tulum, this, like, fancy beach town in Mexico. It's old Mayan village. And they had all these amazing fancy buffets every day. And they had at the buffet for lunch one day two little jars of of bugs, fried bugs. And I had them, and they were fantastic. 
I you know what too? kind of bugs they were? You enjoyed your they bugs? They were kind of like little crickets, I think. Oh, okay. How did they... Were they like crispy or were they like mushy on the inside of all No, the they were pretty crispy. Were they salty? What made them good? Yeah, they were a little bit salty, so I guess it might have been largely that, but I would literally, I had, I took just two initially, I'm like, I'm like, handful, motherfucker, let's do it. I'm picturing started... bugs that taste good, uh, almost in the way that to me, french fries can sometimes be just ketchup shovels, and it's really ketchup right. that tastes good. Bugs right. that taste good, are they just coated with something wonderful, and the bugs taste bad? Yeah, I mean, there must have been some salt in it, but all I'm saying is, MSG. you know it's got protein. You know mm. it's got some protein. Mm. And uh, ladies mm. love it. Ladies like to see you eating a bug. It shows you can survive the elements. That's true. Women get wet when they yeah. watch you eat bugs. Nothing yeah. works. Like, a lot of girls, I, I, mm. I'd be spitting game down there <laughs> in Tulum. I'd be like, what's up? And they're like, I don't know about you. And then I pop a bug in there, and they're like, damn, boy. I keep a little cricket hind leg in my teeth, yeah. you know, stuck between yeah. them, just so they know yeah. what's up. They know you're not afraid to go downtown if you got a cricket leg sticking out of your teeth. It's a tactical cricket leg. <laughs> what if you were still like, no, that's not my thing. Sorry. Oh, that, that'd be like a double <laughs> slap in the face, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, just... see, like eating bugs is A-OK as long as they're dry. Like the only time yeah. it seems gross, yeah. even at nature shows, is when they like yep. pop a wet grub in their mouth and you just know yes. it's, a, just a, it's like a gusher mm. full of guts. Like, or that a live gross. bug. That's yeah, live there. bugs. That's the that that I couldn't fathom. I don't know how you do that. The thing is squirreling around in your mouth. I would die. I think I might die just from shock. Yeah, for for someone who doesn't know how to start a fire with that wood trick, I watch an enormous amount of survival videos, and <laughs> uh, the thing that that I really am pissed off by all of them at this point is like they'll be like, "All right, we're going into the bush here. We're going to find a thorny frog, very rare. We're going to find it, cut its head off, eat it." They go, they find it, and he comes back, and like I'm like, all right, I'm ready to watch them kill this thorny frog that I'll eat if I'm in the bush in Australia, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm totally capable of this. I'll cook it over the fire I don't know how to make. And they'll be like, for two full minutes, be like, another thing to remember here is this thorny frog, it's not going to hurt the environment. Nothing's being done wrong here. Flies, fine. The environment's not going to be hurt. And this frog right here, when we behead it and fry it up, it's not going to feel anything. You watch right here. It's not going to feel. It's like, just fucking kill it. Nobody cares. Nobody fucking cares. Do you think that anyone would have clicked on a thumbnail of a headless frog if we gave a fuck? <laughs> no, we don't care. Stop being this fake environmentalist. Oh, we, you know, we, when we caught this thorny frog, we checked the area for other thorny frogs. No, you didn't, you liar. You, that could be the only thorny frog in this area, you bitch. Just cut, just cut it up and eat it. That's why I'm watching. Nobody they probably else. had them ready to go, too, because... What are the odds you're going to say to the camera, I'm going to go find a thorny frog and then go into the jungle and find that exact thing? That's some bullshit. They had him in a little cage, ready to go. They pop him on camera. That was like when Obama went on Bear Grylls or whatever, and they oh, went yeah. like like fake survival and they ate rattlesnake. They had some prepared rattlesnake. I'm not giving the president of the United States fucking raw, possibly poisonous rattlesnake. Yeah. Meats. <laughs> no, oh, just no the way. president. Oh, I'm going to come from behind him. You stay in front. If he rushes you, stand your ground. Like this, the Secret Service is over there. Just, no, no, no. Yeah, that's not going to happen. What are you not drinking, Ben? Bob's not. Oh, it's just water. Out of a mason jar. Out of a, I, I go all mason jars all the time. Okey that's dokey. very cool. Very cl- it's, like you, it's like you live in a brewery. Yeah, it's exactly that's the vibe they, I try yeah. to create. I also have bars in every room in my house. It's lucky I'm not one of the alcoholic comedians, to be honest. You really have, have bars in most rooms in your home. That's I have a bar neat. right there in the theater. I got a bar right there in the living room. I got a bar in my little Moroccan ashram speakeasy out back. I got a bar in my kitchen. Two bars in my kitchen. I have about five bars. What's your drink? What's your, yeah. 
I'm a whiskey man mostly. I like whiskey, whiskey sodas, whiskey neat on the rocks, but I also do enjoy Moscow Mules. Uh, no, Moscow Mules, Dark and Stormies I like a lot. What kind of whiskey? Uh, you like know, a Macallan? Like, like something nice or like something Yeah, neat? like, yeah, sometimes I'll go a scotch, but I generally just go Johnny Walker Black is my favorite. Oof. And uh, and then I also will enjoy whiskey with ginger beer, so it's kind of like a whiskey mule. Yeah. That's enjoyable. Or just with dark spice rum, then you go dark and stormy style. Splash of bitters is the key in both of those drinks. So you're not Make one of those right. guys who has like 50 bottles of different things with like this much out of each of them, like sampling. You're like, I know I like Johnny Walker Black. I'm not going to fiddle fuck around. Like that's, oh, that's for sure. Goal. But I still have bars that are full of every kind of alcohol for my guests because I'm, I'm a mm-hmm. good host, not just on TV, but in life. I like to yeah. entertain motherfuckers. So I have people over my house. They got the full range of options. And I always set up a full bar. I'll pull one out to the outside table. And people rarely even touch it. They'll just grab beer. Or they'll do a shot. I'm like, I got everything made for a cocktail here. People disappoint me with their laziness when it comes to alcohol, but that's on them. That is true. Like, I don't know how. To, I don't think I know how to make a single mixed drink that isn't like a Moscow Mule. And even then, I don't know the ratios. And even, I think that's just vodka and ginger ginger beer, ginger soda. Vodka, ginger beer, right? and some lime. See, okay, and lime. I didn't see. I didn't even know how to make that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you, Kyle, I know you've been making Bloody Marys. Are you still on that Bloody Mary kick? Yeah, man, I like them. They're fucking tasty. You know, you wake up early in the morning. You're like, ah, oh, I got the shakes. What am I going to have? <laughs> you don't want straight alcohol, right? They're going to smell that on your breath. So, you know, you mix up. You get your get your mixer. Get, get a, I, like, I like to put some some food in there. You know, a little, little, uh, little cucumber, a little celery. Celery, celery cucumber, olives. A little, little mini, miniature hamburger on top, whatever you're sauce. doing. You can make it a whole meal out of that thing. A little hot you sauce. Know, a little White Castle. Mm. I'm a fucking idiot. It didn't cross my mind until right now that that's the reason that some alcoholics drink uh, Bloody Marys in the morning is because tomato juice would cover up the alcohol smell, right? It's delicious. And, and you also, know, it just makes you not die of like pat. It gives you. It forces some sustenance in your body other than just raw alcohol. <laughs> a, a couple of vitamins in there with the tomato yeah. juice to try and keep you keep your ticking. It keeps the scurvy <laughs> away. I went to a place that had unlimited mimosas, like a brunch place. What's in a? Mo- I don't know anything about a mimosa. It's champagne and orange juice. It's oh, fucking yeah. delicious. Like champagne like is already heartburn and carnet. Is what uh, you, that is. I, I, champagne is already so smooth and like low in alcohol that you can, you know, you don't taste it at all. But you mix it with delicious orange juice, and suddenly, like, and then again, they're all you can drink. You know, you, you just pay a flat fee, and you're there, and you're just like, yeah, keep them coming, keep them Where coming. Where is this all you can drink alcohol? All over. The world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, any, uh, any brunch, brunch, brunch place. spots. Yeah, yeah. brunch spots give you free mimosas. They have different flavors of like peach ones and Bellinis and grapefruit ones and mango ones. Things Where? get out of hand. That would Seriously, be are there actually free mimosas in places? All you it's not drink. free. It's like you pay $9 and then they'll just keep bringing them out. And I, like, Which for our drinking free. episodes, yeah, for our drinking episodes, mimosas would be the worst possible thing. You'll be vomiting up orange juice and feeling terrible. But for mm. like a casual drink, Woody, if you go out for a brunch and you say, you know what, bring me mimosa, that's one that I don't even think you will. You think I'd like I, that? I don't, I don't even think you juice. would. There would it's be like, a, oh, juice. this isn't as good as orange juice. You, you'll actively mm. like it more. Yeah. Orange juice. Like this is this is like carbonated sweet deliciousness. But it seems like it great. doesn't yeah. get you drunk, right? It, oh, so we, oh, you get wasted because no, you just but keep only if you're them. drinking a lot of them. If you have like two or three of those, you're like two or three. They're all you can drink, Taylor. But it's, it's brunch. brunch. Who's getting hammered at eleven? We're staying there until three in the afternoon. There's no yes. limit. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, there's there's no worse feeling than like day drink. I did this at Mardi Gras this year. We're like, you're like, all right, we're meeting up at 10 a.m. and then we're going to get trashed. And then like 5 p.m. comes around and you're like, I'm going to die. I got to go home. 
And then you pass out and wake up at midnight rested, sober, and just like, what a terrible use of time. Yeah, but I also, same token, I don't even see the purpose anymore, especially. It's almost a hard and fast rule for me of getting, of drinking if you're not going to get at least a strong buzz, if not drunk. Then you're just getting calories you're wasting, you're getting fat for no reason. I'm not trying to have like a beer or one cocktail. I'm having three minimum, otherwise I'm not going in in the first place. Yeah, I agree uh, with you. Because like, why why have one beer? It's like, oh yeah, I'll drink a sandwich worth of calories for the fuck. Right, of it. right. Fuck that. I want to get my buzz on at the very minimum, and I can hold my alcohol. Sometimes it takes a while, then the bills raise. Like I do it, and and speaking of drinking on stage, by the way, I used to do a thing that I just retired about two years ago. But uh, every Christmas around the holidays, I would do a show at the Improv where I would teach the audience how to make a proper eggnog. I think there are a few of them on Ooh. YouTube, and basically it would just I would. I would proceed to me to be, I would just get plaster drunk on stage, like obscenely drunk, and become very violently angry towards the audience, berate them, throw things at them. I would bring lots of props and become prop comics. We've all been I, there. We've all been there, baby. And they would just end progress. I'd have different uh, famous comedian guests join me. Ron Jeremy joined me one time and scored it live musically on, on the piano. Apparently, he's a classically trained pianist. I got so drunk, I forgot to say at the end. That's one hell of a pianist right there. I mean, <laughs> real drunk, real drunk. The last one I ever did was my 10th annual. I, I did it for 10 straight years. I had a 10 cart shaved into my beard, and it ended in a way that you won't forget if you look at it on YouTube at some point. It was fucked up uh, the way it ended in an almost, not tragic, but violent way that uh, I can't explain. We would this do weird musical tragic. songs. This is yeah, roughly I'd about like the to, time the... Elder comedians told you you shouldn't drink and do comedy together. Yeah, right about then. No, this was, no. They told me that about fifteen years earlier. I ignore <laughs> it solidly, solidly about once a year, or I used to, because I just figured I, this was my like like my ode to Andy Kaufman. It was my chance to be extreme and weird and do something that didn't make any sense. I was supposed to do a twenty minute set. I would run the light by about forty minutes. I would do about an hour every time and just wreak havoc. And it it, it was a lot of fun to do. But I realized that at some point, you know. I was getting old and I couldn't really handle it so much anymore. And I was getting like real jobs and I'm like, Hmm, maybe that won't, I won't keep getting game shows jobs. If I, I'm a complete drunk on stage. So I decided to retire the bit. I was thinking about that. So you're a comedian and that's a pretty cool job, right? A job that a lot of people would envy and wish they had, but you're just one bad joke away from getting Kramered. And yeah, like does that job insecurity, if I use the word right, on security, I don't know. Ever bug you? Like, this is the fact that you're a bad joke away from done. Especially, yeah. especially you, because you were ranting and raving about the blacks before the show. So I'm sure it's just always on the tip of your tongue that word. Just I n- worry that the n- women he raped in high school are going to resurface you, you, at a convenient <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could I'm get so Roy Mord. <laughs> you guys cut off for the last 20 seconds, but I, <laughs> I do know that, yeah, Snickers. It's a little. It's a little, oh yeah, I love Snickers. It's a little mm. scary, uh, for sure, especially in this modern climate. Like, you didn't used to think that so much. It wasn't so much of a thing, but now people are, are very, very touchy, and you have to be able to take a joke. I, it's, I find it very ridiculous that people are, like, so ready to just tear down a career for a statement that's made in just comics have to be given license to say crazy things, because otherwise you're going to be getting very boring comedy. But it is, it does make you a little bit scary these days. Does that same does that same sort of rule set rationale apply to Alex Jones, someone like that, who I would argue is a spreader of propaganda and and fear and hatred to to a large extent with his with his antics? 
Yeah, I don't think it does extend to him. Like, I think we still have freedom of speech, and he should be allowed to speak. But I have no problem with platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube kicking him off because they don't owe him anything. And and I'm all down for a fun conspiracy theory. But when you're literally taking dead children and and saying that they're actors, that's just so that was morally foolish. bankrupt. He so stepped dumb. in shit with that so much. It, 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 it's it's shocking to me that he didn't see the line between because he's a performance artist. It's right. shocking to me that he didn't see the line between the thing with the children and Sandy Hook and frogs being gay or 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 like the universe being a uh, a simulation, which you know a right. lot of people like the propose that thing, your you know it's reptilians us. running the government. You know you, you you can go out and say, hey, look. All of the dem- Democrats are fucking reptilians, and the Republicans know it up at the higher levels, and they have been fighting the reptilian overlords since t- since time immemorial, and they can't come out with it because the, the the galactic lizard will come down and just crush it. So they're fighting the good fight for us. You can say that, and like yeah. some of us will crack up and laugh, and then some kooky people will be like, "Holy shit! Yeah. Well, maybe if we could." Maybe this whole global warming thing is all part. It all makes sense now. They want mm-hmm. it. They, oh. People have been fighting the global amphibian overlords for too long. <laughs> Everyone knows it. And those kids fake their own deaths. Like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, are, are, you, are you people right now talking about me? <laughs> Absolutely, Alex. Alex, I'm I'm sorry, but but we feel like you went too far with the Sandy Hook thing. Quite frankly, there were there were people showing up at those. The, the parents I, I that, specifically said, if you want me to believe, present the dead bodies of those children to me in those <laughs> caskets on my terms, and they roundly refused. And that enough is that is to me enough to say <laughs> this is a deep state <laughs> conspiracy well, against Alex, someone for some reason. Alex, we were going to we sh- we were going to show you the dead bodies, but you specifically requested that we do it live on the air on your show. You wanted to. To display them on, on uh, we, we just couldn't. How am I them. supposed to win the info wars and sell protein powder made from crickets if I don't <laughs> show dead bodies of kids on, on my internet website? Now you haven't answered that, and I can't. <laughs> whoa, whoa, you can talk shit to, to Alex Jones, but please don't talk shit to crickets. They are, we've discussed this already. They're very tasty. <laughs> now, I would never talk shit about crickets. I'm talking about cricket made protein, which is fantastic oh, okay. for you. It is the one remaining food source that the, the deep state lizard man haven't touched. It's bugs. And believe you me, they are coming soon for the bugs. You'd think lizards would go for the crickets first. And then people yeah, believe that's, this. That's, that's why they that's want it on the market. Flag. That's a red herring they're throwing out there, and people like you are eating it right up. I, I, <laughs> I like you might eat people a red like herring. Like you enjoy. <laughs> Any more Jones. questions, Kyle? Um, I, I, I just like to know, do you have a coupon code for that bone broth? Because... <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm addicted to it. Well, no, we've had to discontinue the bone broth after a few unexpected uh, E. coli outbreaks. But, <laughs> but we do have uh, my neck thickening agent available. It is now in a salve form. <laughs> it will turn you red. It will make you red and thick. I'm a Perfect to, to, to resist penetration of deep spate web, web, web attacks <laughs> and such. How do you... The uh, the election cycle's coming up, and there's there's you know Obama seems to be out there really rallying the troops, right, giving speeches, and it seems like the the roles between he and Trump have almost reversed because it wasn't so long ago when Barack Obama was president, you had Trump out there sort of rallying up the Republicans to go after this guy, and it, it, how how do you feel about that? They, I mean, I expected him to do as much. He is a deep state 
lib who's going to do whatever he's told by his Soros masters. Uh, so I, I, this was totally expected. Uh, frankly, I'm excited by it because people do not care for Mr. Obama, and he's just driving more people into the arms of, of my side. So I expected it. I called it. I've called many things. People say I'm a clock that's only right twice a day. No, I'm a clock that's only wrong twice a day. Now, Barack Obama is 420 because I do not smoke. I do not take any substances. Now, Michelle Obama has a book coming out this week. Uh, Michelle Obama's book's coming out. She's going on a book tour. And, and I don't know. How, how do you feel about that? Barack Obama's wife has been really demonized by a lot of people and often attacked and mocked and ridiculed by, by the writer. Are you one of those people? Now, of course, you know I've always been the one to lead the charge uh, with the argument that Michelle Obama is actually just uh, Patrick Ewing dressed up standing next to the president, and I've never been met with something I, I believe is an actual reputation of this. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I'm pretty sure that is Patrick Ewing with the president. Yeah. If anyone can prove to me that Michelle Obama is not Patrick Ewing in a dress, I'll give you a, a year of bone broth once that <laughs> FDA regulation is lifted and the E. coli is confirmed gone. Let me, let me do a quick ad read here. <laughs> sell our own bone, bone broth. Uh, bad breath is a gross, embarrassing problem that impacts everyone at some point in their lives. Fortunately, it isn't your fault. Smart Mouth Mouthwash knows the real cause of bad breath and how just two rinses a day can solve it for good. But first, what is bad breath? Bad breath is a natural consequence of bacteria living in your mouth. Naturally occurring oral bacteria consume protein in your mouth and give off sulfur gas as waste. So when you smell that rotten egg, bad breath odor, you're actually smelling sulfur gas. Using alcohol to just kill germs to try to cover the odor with a minty mask it just won't work. It doesn't solve the real problem. To solve the real problem, you need real science. Smart Mouth uses a clinically proven, patented two-liquid system. When poured, the clear sulfur-eliminating solution combines with the green zinc ion solution and activates the activated zinc ion seek out and bind to bacteria in your mouth, stopping them from being able to consume protein or release sulfur gas for 12 hours per, per rinse. No sulfur gas means no bad breath. Find Smart Mouth in the oral health aisle at your favorite supermarket, pharmacy, grocery store, or online at Amazon. And now, this is the important part, listeners. For a limited time, go on over to smartmouth.com slash PKA and get a free $3 off coupon for any Smart Mouth rinse. That's smartmouth.com slash PKA to save. smartmouth.com slash PKA. We are Check all heavy users of Smart Mouth. <laughs> heavy users. And it is, uh, it is definitely the best mouthwash I've ever had. Like, like it's uh, no bad breath late into the day. You know, use it early in the morning. Late in the afternoon, you're still fresh and kissably fresh. Just oh, you're, you're, you're going to be getting laid way more if you don't have bad breath. You're not going to get laid at, well, way more than zero is infinitely more. Because you're not going to get any kind of snatch if you have bad breath. Unless she uh, has bad breath. There's also a toothpaste now available, Smart Mouth Premium Toothpaste, that you can find right next to their products at Walmart and Walgreens. And so check yes. that out as well. And of course, uh, the, these two products go hand in hand. When it comes to your health, brushing your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day. Quip knows that. They've combined dentistry and design to make a better electric toothbrush. Quip is the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into, into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of those bulkier traditional electric brushes. And guiding pulses alert you when it's time to switch sides, making brushing the right amount effortless. Quip also comes with a, with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel anywhere, whether it's going in your gym bag or your carry-on. And because the thing that cleans your mouth should also be clean, Quip subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist-recommended schedule, delivering new brush heads every three months for just $5, including free shipping 
worldwide. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and dental students. Most toothbrushes don't get named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year, but Quip did. Find out for yourself why. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash PKA right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's that's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash PKA, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash PKA. Links down below. Quip is awesome. I use it every day to brush my teeth, and it's a very comfortable kind of electric toothbrush. Very gentle. Never feel like it's ripping your gums apart or anything. I love it. It's great. And uh, it's it's much more affordable than uh, I, uh, I had a girlfriend who had a ridiculous one. It was like $150 or something like that. And I'm over there with my $25 Get Quip electric toothbrush just blowing hers away. My teeth were much cleaner. Oh, yeah. See, we care about... Did you do a side-by-side? Side? Oh, yeah. Did, that you, do, snaggle, did you do a side-by-side? Side? That snaggletooth bitch didn't have a chance. Mm. Ha! Stupid, stupid whore. Didn't know how clean that mouth is. Because uh-huh. of smart mouth and Quip. That's keeping right. you clean. Keeping you hygienic. No cavities for you. No cavities for anyone on our program. Hopefully right. not you either, Ben. Well, I have cavity issues. I have a couple more that have to be fixed ASAP. So uh, we're going to send talking... you a quip and some smart mouth. Are we I'll talking, take it. Are we talking root canal, a filling, or a I hope removal? Not. A, no, no, no. Just a couple fillings. I just had a couple filled. I have a couple more I got to fill. I also uh, have a, to wear a mouth guard now to sleep. I'm getting old. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm in that boat with the mouth guard. It sucks. You feel like, like there's nothing worse than getting into bed after like fucking with a woman and being like, all right, before we, you know, snuggle up and start going to bed, I got to put this really unappealing thing in my mouth and just know there's a tacit understanding that you won't talk to me. There will be no pillow talk after I put this in where they're like, so you still want to go to my, my brother's thing tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to make that anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just fucked you. Ew. And it's even worse for, for Taylor because Taylor grinds his teeth in his, in his sleep. And he skipped a night a few months ago and chipped one of his front teeth. How much did it cost to get that fixed? No shit. It, uh, they, he patched, my dentist patched it up for free because oh. it was so, like, he, he, my dentist literally noticed, like, how bad my grinding was. And he's yeah. like, we don't usually do this, but, you know, for the composite, we remake your teeth with. If you chip it, like for the first like eight months or whatever, just come in and we'll get it filled in because I've never seen anyone. I've been doing this for 32 years. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I grind badly. He's like, I've never seen anybody with masseter muscles as powerful as yours from all this grinding of your whole life. My teeth were 125 years old as far as the grinding patterns. Like I'd ground them down to the level that you'd find in like a Japanese super centurion. Like (laughs) that that was that level of grinding. So they had to rebuild it. It's such a disconcerting realization because, like, we all probably all believe about ourselves. I know I did that. I was a peaceful sleeper. I don't have horrible dreams. I'm not dreaming about demons attacking me. I'm, I'm, I'm a nice, normal person. I believe I've, I, I, I sleep peacefully. Every time I go to the dentist, they're like, you're having thrashing, horrible grindings yeah. happening every night. I'm like, I don't buy it. They're like, look at your fucking teeth. They're being rubbed down to nubs. Yeah, that's what – did you – do you uh, wake up – with like soreness or did you before you started using a, a mouth thing where like you'd wake up and your jaws would just like click or be tight or anything? No, that's not a thing. I think some, someone's doing something to you when you're sleeping. That might be the case because there are a lot of homeless people around me. Sometimes <laughs> I don't lock my door cause I forget. That's so the problem. Anyone could shamble in and you know, mouth fuck you in your mouth. Sleep. <laughs> you know what? There is no more dangerous place for a penis than my mouth while I'm sleeping. 
Here's an important <laughs> test. Before you use that, because <laughs> of all the aggressive grinding, I guess. Oh, that. you're you're not getting even a little bit of your dick back, sir. Like, but here's nice. how you know, though. Before you use that great mouthwash in the morning mm-hmm. when you wake up, do does your mouth also smell like homeless penis? Well, it's a little bleachy, but I don't, <laughs> there you, you know. Go. I'm not, I'm there not you sure. go. Have to know. Bleachy. Yeah, take, I feel like I just learned change. something about Taylor. Yeah. You ever spit out pennies? Ever dimes coming out your mouth when, when you wake up? A little metallic. Yeah, no. Yeah, just like loose change coming out of you. Oh. <laughs> no, I I hope my mouth isn't being fucked by homeless vagabonds. Uh, as I the see. homeless are the last subclass of people that we can still mock freely. You notice that? Because they don't have any groups. Not really. And, and they, they're certainly not listening to this fucking show. Because <laughs> they don't, yeah. you know, they're poor and they don't have electricity even, much less a, an internet connection to, to connect and watch What's this. What's the right fix for the homeless? I've proposed like battle arenas and things that'll actually <laughs> drive up revenue for the state, you know, get better roads, better schools. Cut down on the number uh, of homeless. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a happy coincidence of my fight to the death thing. <laughs> Uh, but what what can you really do with these people other than give them a ticket to California? <laughs> uh, I'm in California. I think we're good on homeless. We got a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, you guys have more than like the rest of us combined. That's why just just add it to the pile. Just we got California. Lot. I don't know. I think no. Has lots of homeless. California. Expensive housing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I think you just you do temporary do? housing. You got to do more temporary housing. There's a group I support called LA Family Housing that helps build temporary housing for the homeless peoples. Um, Mayor Garcetti's trying to right now build some new temporary housings that then will help them find permanent housing. LA Family Housing actually finds permanent housing for homeless people and it helps them break the cycle of homelessness by giving them job training services. It can't just be a home. You got to give them job training services. You got to uh, help them get back on their feet otherwise they're just going to end up repeating it no i feel like you got to differentiate too between the different kinds of homeless because Mm -hmm. like the truly crazy homeless you can't give that guy a subway bread knife he's going to murder his you know 17 year old manager on on an angry day when they run out of sweet onion chicken teriyaki and the fat guy at the other side of the counter won't take it so you need to maybe put them in a mental institution we can rebuild those that reagan tore down and, and ruined back in the late 80s it's true but uh the regular homeless, which I think is a smaller, smaller group that like are able to get their shit together. Just down we the should, luck. We should do something. What kind of jobs like would they be good at? There's a lot of voluntary like, homeless, right? A, van life. Hashtag van life, baby. We're, we're doing there this. are some. The, the voluntary homeless get no help. If you're voluntarily homeless, right. you're no, agreed. You, fuck but you. I think it's actually the opposite. I think actually I was talking to someone recently about this. There's much more homeless people that are the normal, mentally stable ones, but the ones that get all the FaceTime are the ones that are coming up to you with, to you with a coin, uh, with, with, with a coin cup, and being like, "Hey, come on, give me." And that's what the face of homelessness becomes. And they take that money and they use it to have a key made to your door and come in and fuck your mouth when you're sleeping. So that's what they do. <laughs> Fool me once, shame <laughs> on me. Get your mouth fucked in your sleep two or two, four times. Shame now on you're into giving it. out copies of my key. Yeah. Yeah. I think we want to <laughs> just, just skipping it. Yeah, I, mean, I think that, we want to draft the right. homeless, draft draft the homeless, and and create this crack squad mm. of, of 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 shock troops that we use just willy nilly. Like there's no this isn't one of those things where we need congressional approval or even the president has to sign off. Like we can drop parachute parachute these things in anywhere these on the globe. 
within within 18 hours, right? We can have a whole mess of hammer murdering, street living, cup shaking hobos just dropping right into Pakistan. Just just they got no ID. They don't have any identities. We couldn't find their identity if they if they were still here. The Pakistanis are never going to know where ghosts. they came from. Kyle, yeah, they don't even need to be murderers. Ourselves. I think they could just be a drain on their economy instead. Right? Let's We're playing the long game here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let Pakistan <laughs> come up with temporary housing for them. Right? Drop them in all these other countries that are bragging about their health care. <laughs> health care these motherfuckers, huh? Well, you guys know for a fact, though, whether you support Trump or not, you know if Trump heard that idea right now, he would literally go, yeah. not a bad idea, not yeah. a bad idea. Nah. Don't hate it. These guys are Don't good. Hate it. You these take guys the are good. You make them into a super troop. It Move over sense. Fox and We're friends. Here it. come the race squad it. killers. Easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna call them SEAL Team Shakes because they all get a handle of vodka after they're done with the mission. Stave off those shakes. They're not the most accurate battalion, but goddamn, they'll die for anything I say. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a bad idea, right? Like, like we don't want them. We don't need them. We could put them to use, right? Like, like give them Let's a fucking send them machine to gun. Mexico. Oh shit. These yeah, are terrible yeah. ideas. For the record, these are very <laughs> terrible ideas. These are we, we make them guard the border, and for every. Uh, person trying to sneak in that they catch, they get like a cheap little like $7 plastic 7-Eleven a bottle of vodka. Imagine the money will say. I'm writing this down. <laughs> that, that's the idea. I think It'd that's, be just that's like collecting idea. recyclables, right? They Instead just go of, and round yes. up all the Mexicans <laughs> and hand them over to border security and get like $7 a bottle. And they take all the empty vodka bottles, give them to homeless people in like Michigan. They trade it in for 10 cents a pop and you're solving homelessness in two areas now. Instead of a wall, you just build a long, thin hobo village that 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 goes all the way across the southern border. Oh, this place looks even worse than Mexico. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go they show up. They, yeah, they show, show up. up they see the shanty town and leave. The coyotes <laughs> like, hey, over there is the United States of America, the land of prosperity and freedom." And they're like, ah, ah, as they wipe the dirt and sweat from their their dirty eyes. Oh, it looks terrible. That man is shitting in the. That man is shitting in his front yard. You all appear to be drunk. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that last you put a big sign that says worst. Dallas up there so that they're fooled. Like, no, it said Dallas right there. You know, we made it. It's just terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dallas, the big shanty town? Yeah. That might work, actually, because everybody knows you can't fake signs. So I think that could work. They don't see they, but they See, the problem is the they wouldn't expect it. It's so, so stupid and insipid that it might work. And Ooh. I think that it's much cheaper than a wall. Before we build the big expensive wall, let's give this homeless, you know, solution a go. We've got nearly, we've got plenty of homeless <laughs> to span the whole, the whole wall, right? Probably that not. That idea, I really don't even hate. I don't hate that idea. <laughs> the only problem is, is shifting, getting them there. The travel expenses is what I'm mostly concerned about. But Mexico is going to pay for it. Trust oh, me. that's strong if point. We can bust them to the poles. We can bust them to the border, right? Maybe we'll just while they're on mm -hmm. the poles. You know, on election day, we take them, make them vote, and then we line them up on the border. How much worse do you Loving think it. the country would be if you literally just for a year on a lark replaced all of Congress, both houses, with just random homeless people? I don't think it would, it would be, be much worse. It would be fine. That's what's they hilarious. Would get more <laughs> done. They would get more done. Yeah. Or they could do nothing. I, I, like, I don't yeah. think they wouldn't impact my day-to-day -day life at all. No, like every time they're like, we're like going to shut down the federal government. And then like, they plan it up like this. It's gonna, they're going to shut down the federal government. And then like, when they end up doing it, you're like, huh. Well, 
going to work. Yeah, like yep, <laughs> everything's nothing the same. changed. Yeah, like that. I, I bet with those homeless. What would their first resolution be? Do you would think? the senator from Missouri please stop pissing in the aisle? We have yeah, a resolution. If I hammer him to death, he can't vote. Like it's like oh, that's a good way. He's our whip. He's our party whip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've already. We, we have a joke because I live in St. Louis, and there's been a string of hammer-related murders here for the last year or so, like people being hammered to death. Uh, like a homeless guy broke sure. into an abandoned school and hammered a few other homeless gentlemen to death. Sure. And so, you know, I don't, I, 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 I'm wary when I'm walking by Ace Hardware. I don't know which one of those miscreants has a, you know, has a bad I would call I would call him MC Hammer because that guy's got the skills. I mean, he's the master of ceremonies of hammering, hands down. He actually, he, he is. Yeah. He's in jail now. God rest him. But Hammer time. You know. Too legit to quit. Do you guys have I'm, the death penalty? Do we what? Uh, Taylor, do you guys have the death penalty? He's in jail. In He's a hammer murderer. Oh. He seems eligible. Yeah, we've got the death penalty. Yeah, it. Uh, oh, I, I, we're bragging I over there like you're Texas. <laughs> oh no! Like I'm just saying, like we're we're all in the same region of the we're in the death penalty region of the country. Ah, the we're Bible the, Belt. <laughs> yes, the Bible Belt. You know, the Bible was very clear on you know murdering people at the end of the state. You see what I'm saying? You know, I'm a party of small government. That's why I like allowing the state the right to kill people. You know, it's like that's like, that's, what, that, yeah, yeah. that's what makes no fucking sense to me. Cause yeah. I, I'm pretty conservative, but like. Like that, that makes no sense to me when it's like people who are like hard line death penalty people. It's like, who really cares that much? Like, just lock them up forever. And if it turns out that someone didn't do it and you accidentally murder them, you don't, you don't accidentally murder someone who was innocent, you know? So, like, it so, seems like an easy problem to solve. So, here's a list of all the Missouri death row in, uh, inmates currently. And if you click on them, they give you a whole story. They give you a whole story. It's got his image there. All the case facts. Uh, here's a uh, here's case facts. Here's Elroy Preston, who had been living temporarily with his brother Irvin. Uh, looks like uh, Irvin was a paraplegic confined to a wheelchair, and uh, Pee Wee Richardson and Betty Klein lived together upstairs. All were present in the quarters for the evening of heavy drinking. During the course of the night, frequent alcohol-related verbal disputes were exchanged between the three men over petty issues, including who was to sleep where. And where some chicken, and where some chicken, which had been purchased, was to be shared with Pee Wee Richardson. Pee Wee and Betty eventually went upstairs to bed with Elroy Preston from uh, from time to time interrupting their slumber with trips to their room. Angry with a uh, for a continuing assortment of reasons, Preston made a final trip upstairs and ordered Pee Wee and Betty to come back downstairs in the presence of Irwin and Sherry Brown, uh, his girlfriend. Preston announced to Pee Wee and Betty that he would kill them just as soon as they. As he removed his clothes, mm. the idea behind the clothes removal was to keep splattered blood off of them. True to his word, someone seen Dexter. Yeah, <laughs> true to his word, Preston removed his clothes and proceeded someone... to stab and critically wound them with a hunting knife. Yeah, when somebody warns you they're going to kill you, maybe at that point during the disrobing, take off. I think that's the move. The this guy apparently trained under on Team Ben with this one. Then with the single swipe of the knife, he severed Betty's spinal cord at the neck, killing her instantly. Hmm. Yeah, he's got a lot of power behind that He's pretty good at killing. Guys, on this note, this is the time that I have to actually bounce for this event I have to go to. It seems like the perfect time. Um, (laughs) You're heading to OJ territory. Yeah, I know. I think it's a great time. I think it's nice for us to reflect on the current status of St. Louis death row inmates and <laughs> just think about think about what they've done and what we've done to deserve them in our society. 
Well, look, you've got some upcoming show dates, right? One of them is Missouri. I think uh, October 11th, you're in Sunnyvale, California, and then you're in St. Louis, Missouri on November the 1st. Then November Santa 1st through 4th in St. Louis at Funny Bone, and November, uh, October 11th through 14th with Steve Hofstetter, both of us uh, at Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale and Bay Area, and then Santa nice. Barbara one-nighter uh, in, in November as well. Yeah, tickets at Glebe.com, my website, G-L-E-I-B.com. Nice, man. We'll link that description so people can find oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, people yeah. can subscribe to my podcast and listen to it. Um, I will be continuing the list of death row inmates in St. Louis on my podcast this week. Awesome. <laughs> and hey, who knows? Maybe I'll stop by your show and uh, to shoot that. you afterward. Thank you. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep the trend going. You keep That's how I'll up. know it's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, thanks for coming on, man. Everybody check out... Uh, Ben's podcast and all Ben's dates. Very funny guy. You'll have to have you back, man. I would love it. Thanks so much for having me, fellas. That was a blast. Thank you. All right. Later, man. La- later. On ourselves down a rabbit hole on YouTube. There's so much to discover there. You can spend hours exploring uh, new songs and artists. And now there's an app to make it all so much easier. YouTube Music is a brand new music streaming service combining everything you, you expect for the, uh, from a streaming service with the magic of YouTube to bring it all to life. YouTube's, YouTube Music makes it easy to find the music you're looking for, official albums, singles, music videos, live performances, even covers and remixes. Don't know the song's name? Search for the lyrics. It's that easy. The YouTube Music app gives you recommendations based on taste, location, and time of day. You can easily find the music trending around you no matter where you are. And with uh, YouTube Music Premiums, it's even better. Get ad-free music that plays with the screen off or while using the other apps, finally. Enjoy your music wherever you want, whenever you want, even when you're offline. Uh, download the new YouTube Music app today and start a free 30-day trial. Then enjoy music for just $9.99 per month. Terms and restrictions apply. YouTube Music, it's all here. Check it out, YouTube Music. Very cool. Yeah. And that does not expire on September 3rd. And so you are good to go, YouTube Music. All right. Yeah. You guys have anything you wanted to jump to? Uh, I do, but I'm flexible. Yeah, sure. No, no, no. We, we can roll with yours. Dude, I've got so a video for a bit later. I have a video too. Uh, this one, I think. So I feel like sometimes we're pro, we're like almost anti-woman on this. This is almost. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken. This is amazing. It's a shooting in Cincinnati, Ohio. You guys probably saw it. It was major news. We're about to see it from the perspective of her body cam. Are you familiar with this? Yes. No, I I have not seen this. Oh, dude, this this chick I've kicks ass. I've got it ass. up and ready. Uh, I do too. Is there any backstory needed for what's going on? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess the, the the tiniest bit of backstory is that they are responding to shots fired in what looks to me like a mall. Kyle, do you have anything you want to add? It sounds like you knew about it too. Uh, I, I watched the video. I'm uh, nothing to add though. All right, are you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. Ready, set, play. So this, this comes from a couple different angles. This is footage of them inside the, the thing. The security guard's taking people to safety. And at first I was like, you know, is he really that aggressive a shooter? He shoots at anyone he sees. Damn. He's shooting like outside of the, the area he's in, just at anyone. Yeah, if he sees a person, he tries to kill them. And he's in like a white button-down shirt and slacks, like business attire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. suspect... Like someone who went postal. Absolutely. Now here comes the cops. What we're looking at is the woman's uh, body cam. Mm-hmm. They come around. They see him. Uh, oh, we're going to see it from a couple body cams. This is a dude. 
He he saw him. He runs around and he's putting shots on him. So they 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 positively identified the bad guy. The front door. Just shooting through the glass at him with a handgun. I don't know how well that works. Kyle probably does. Oh yeah. I... Now this is the chick. She's coming in. Instant decision. She's I think the first one to put shots on him. Yeah, she got it. Some this dude with the what I assume is an M16. I, it, he didn't, I think, put the mag all the way in, or maybe the bolt was in the wrong spot when he, when he put it in. But the magazine falls out immediately. <laughs> That's one deal, one deal, one deal. Yeah, and pick it up and fix it. Don't just go to your sidearm. I don't even know what the right thing to do there. I, I could make an argument for both, maybe. Uh, and there it is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to loop. I'll just mute it while we talk more. Man, that's... It was legit, I mean, Was yeah. it confirmed that that woman hit him with that shot? Because it looks like she put three in a tight little <laughs> cluster right towards him, and he seemed to falter, at least in that like difficult-to-see, like pixelated glass. <laughs> right? I, I don't actually know if it's confirmed that she hit him, but it seemed like she did. And uh, she did some other stuff, right, too. The guy with... I assume it's an M16. It could be an AR-15 or M4. They all look the same to me. But... um. The, as soon as he tried to shoot, the magazine fell out, and then he gets into her line of fire, and she, like, you know, puts her gun at the ground and, you know, kindly not shoots the cop who jumped right in front of her, and uh, I don't know, she she nailed it. She did it all right. The cop's lucky he was white. <laughs> her instincts would have taken over. <laughs> Wasn't um, that cop white? Yeah. Oh, wait, I don't even know for for, for the sake of this joke, he is. <laughs> for the sake of this joke, he is, yeah. Like, that was... Like also it was that, creepy seeing the guy march around just totally with his like you could tell with his posture it was like an uncaring posture the way that like in Dark Knight Rises the Joker would walk around like he's not worried about like correct shooting posture he's just he's not worried about a specific target he's walking around just kind of listlessly holds his arm up and, and fires at someone he sees oh there's someone else one oh there's somebody else over there let's uh, you know one handed blast at him you know who know, if I hit him it's good if not whatever I'll find somebody else to shoot at like. It was clearly like, not clearly, but it looks like a suicide by cop situation almost. Where, like cop- it didn't look like he was fighting back with the cops, did it? Too often to in these situations, I, I'm not impressed by the cops' bravery. I recognize how tough a situation it is. I get that. Uh, you know that France shooting where the, they were inside with shotguns for like an hour and a half while they were outside coming up with a plan. The school shooting where 17 people died recently. The, there yeah. was like a school cop working there and he just hightailed it out the, the first time he's ever fucking needed. Um, and he got fired. Another guy got fired too. Like it, We've had too many instances of American cops who I've praised before. Just when they hear bullets, they run the other way. These guys mm-hmm. heard bullets and ran right to it. And they were not, like, safe. They're just jumping in the glass. Look at on, on the screen right now, you can't see it. The guy just darted across the bad guy's line of sight and gets into a gunfight with him. Th- these, these cops don't lack bravery, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that for sure. Yeah, yeah I saw one the other day. Um, it, was a <clears throat> it was a shooting on a highway. The suspect stops his car and gets out, and a cop sort of sneaks up seemingly uh and and they have a sh- uh, they, they shoot across the the hood of the car like at each other and they both hit each other like simultaneously they traded fucking hits like it's like it's fucking call, call of duty or something the cop gets shot in the arm and until you've seen someone bleed from a gunshot wound you just have no idea because the movies are bullshit this cop bleeds out what looked like i don't know like four soda cans of blood 
in the in like thirty seconds Where was or his something. Injury? On the in the arm, like like shut like like near the bicep shoulder type area. Uh-huh. The uh, the the suspect is in so goddamn much pain, he drops his gun and just lays on the ground, rolling around, sort of writhing in pain. It was nuts though how much blood was. But the cop he did the cop didn't fall. The cop goes and like starts applying a tourniquet to himself, but he can't quite get it. So his buddy comes over and z- like zips the tourniquet up. It was a uh, it was pretty fucking hardcore. Yeah, they must have hit that artery. Right? I guess everybody knows that. Uh, what, what is it called? The brachial? Maybe is that what this one is? I don't. That know. sounds sciency. I yeah. choose to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is that? I don't know. So, and then I saw one the other day where the suspect they they pull a cop over or they pull a car over and the female uh, police officer she's at the door and her male partner sort of at the back right uh, fender of the vehicle. Guy gets out of the car, shooting like right away. He shoots her and she hits the ground, screaming really loud. You can hear him. He shoots the guy in the chest or something and then comes around and no hesitation shoots him in the head right there. Fucking like like kills him instantly. And, and but the whole time you can hear her crying in pain. It's hard to watch. I have the opposite story. Neither of these people were cops. They were both bad guys, I assume. But they're on either side of a pool table, popping up, ducking down, popping up, shooting at each other. None of them get any hits. They're just just going up and down, shooting, doing their best. I'm sure it's a really stressful situation. Yeah. But... They're using a pool table as cover, and neither of them can get a hit on each and other. And nobody thinks to shoot under the table. It seems, yeah. <laughs> now, I, I don't know if you can on a on those like vending machine ones. Like they're pretty deep. On mine, you can. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, it was pretty funny. It was. <laughs> the uh, the age of body cameras has has just given us this incredible like wealth of like scary fucking videos. The um the the craziest thing I've ever seen was the one. I want to say it was Dallas. It was like right when the Black Lives Matter thing was in its its like most pitched moment when there were people like calling police and then ambushing them. And there was that guy who went on a rampage with um, with a rifle, an assault rifle of some kind, with with yeah. armor piercing ammo. He's got steel tip. He's got steel core uh, ammunition in his gun, and uh, it was like he was so aggressive with his like gunplay and gunfighting. It was like he was in a video game. There was a cop. There's these big pillars that are supporting the, the front of this building, and you're watching this kind of from like a civilian's camera who's recording it from like a second-story apartment. And they've got these big pillars to get behind as cover, like really big, bigger than any tree trunk, maybe three and a half, four feet wide each. Mm-hmm. And the cop is kind of behind one, and the suspect's behind one, and the suspect just runs at him like it's paintball and like sort of like does a half circle around him firing. And you can see the bullets go through the cop, and hit the asphalt and spark. Because and and it killed that guy. He killed that guy. With body That's, armor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he killed six cops that night, right? Yeah. You you need like to stop that. You need the uh, the plate armor. That's like a big steel plate. Uh, and you know on, on your chest that soft body armor doesn't even come. It doesn't even stop AR, like regular uh, five oh, five six. You're right. Yeah, of course you're right. But I forgot. I should say. Yeah, it's pistols and shotguns, and uh, and then uh, that's of course the guy where once they got him cornered in like a parking garage, they sent a fucking like bomb defusal oh, yeah. with with a C four payload on it and blew the motherfucker up. Dude, body cams are awesome. Good body cams are great, and, and like Kyle said, you know, we get a wealth of footage, which is cool. Police departments that implement them, you know, big cities. I've, I'm reading ninety eight percent less police brutality charges now. There's two coins, the two sides of that coin. It could be that the police are behaving better, right? That's a possibility, a real one, I think. It could be that 
people are not filing false charges anymore because they know it's on camera. Or it could be both. That's what a huge percentage of it has. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, because the, the actual filings have slowed down. So it's probably a combination of what you said. Yeah, like, I don't think we can know which one it is. I mean, yeah, it, it, some, some combination. It's not all one or the other. Right. But in either case, it's good. It's good for society. You know, whether cops are behaving better or people are behaving better. Hey, you know. And that, it's good for YouTube content for us. This is a pure win. I'm really loving these body cams. What I, other jobs do we need to make them wear body cams? Ah, well, I think we need them in more kitchens, right? I, I just picture a lot of bad behavior and arguments and unsanitary things going on. So let's get them in the kitchen. That's something that, like, there would be a revolt, I feel like, if people really knew how gross some kitchens across the country and restaurants are. Like, some some of them are genuinely disgusting every friend i've ever spoken to who worked in the food industry even at like upscale bars and shit they're like oh yeah that kind of you know it's not a meme that they'll spit in your food like that shit happens like do you know who most cooks are do you know who like 30 percent of the people who live in, who work in kitchens are they're felons because <laughs> when you get out of prison you can only go into food service or entertainment i i went to this uh paramotor training thing sales. i did last month i went to lunch every day with a guy who was a server and they'd be like, hey, do you want lemon in your tea? And he's like, no, no, no. I know how the lemons are treated back there. You, you keep your lemons. I do not want them touching my drink. And it's every time. And I'm just like, what are they doing with the lemons? What, yeah, what could- were they doing with lemons? I yeah. love lemons in my water. Yeah, I have lemons in my water. If I have sweet tea, which I try to avoid. This lemons are great. Lemons make almost every drink better. I, I, I don't even like beer, but I somehow like Corona with lemon or lime in it. And... Uh, that is like the the funniest thing with like Corona is like I'll have some and be like this isn't good and then you put a lime and like you squeeze it into the glass and thing it stays and in you the drink neck. it yeah and you suddenly feel like it's like I'm sitting on the beach you know like <laughs> having my Corona yeah. it, it does it makes it a million that's a shit beer without a lime but I, I had no idea they were sabotaging our citrus yeah it turns out that's the case they just they let them lay around in unsanitary places they pick them up ah, here's, here's one sitting in the used oil from late yesterday's grill we'll just toss it on i'm making this up but apparently it, it, that's a big thing at chinese restaurants mm-hmm. in china itself is that they have uh like it's a chinese restaurant in china oh best best chinese in all of china <laughs> like it's like that's a pretty hard sell you know my friend oh, it's but, a uh, bold claim <laughs> What the yeah, it is? Oh, they are 1.4 billion of us, and I make the best pung pao. Like, <laughs> so like what? What apparently some Chinese, some restaurants are doing in China is like the you know how they like they have special trucks to like dispose of oils and cooking oils and things to like pump them out. Mm-hmm. Is that some restaurants buy that oil and use that to cook with? And so there was a big thing I saw. A, a, a big thing in China, at least, where like people are like, "This is ridiculous!" Like you're buying waste from other restaurants and then cooking it in that, and being like, "Oh, Dude. where do you get all those spices?" Oh, a family secret. <laughs> <laughs> that ties into one of the topics I have for tonight. That there's a so in China, cheating. The way it was phrased is cheating is so rampant that they protested in the streets that they weren't allowed to cheat. They they, they said that. Um, that I want to get the phrasing right, so I'm pulling up the article. Uh, there's no fairness if you don't let us cheat. 
<laughs> That's great. And uh, uh, over 2,000 people barricaded the school staff in, chanting, there's no fairness if you don't let us cheat, when they confiscated their cheats. They brought in, like, notes and phones or whatever yeah. it is they used to cheat. And uh, when they didn't allow them to cheat, rioting in the streets. And uh, the, the article, the, the subreddit anyway, they just went on and on and on talking about different ways that they cheat in China. And not just in yeah. school, but all over the place. Like there was one guy who said that uh, he worked in manufacturing. And they're like, well, you know, if we move our stuff to China, they can build it so much cheaper for us. And we'll just be really good at QA so that the quality won't drop. They did that. And it turned out. They had quality issues with the raw materials that they were using, even though they bought the same raw materials before. Like they, 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 they and it turned out what they were doing in, in this Chinese manufacturing place was they were taking the good raw materials, selling them, and then buying shitty raw materials and manufacturing out of that. And when they like got caught doing it, they didn't even understand why they were mad because cheating is that that rampant. Baby formula, right? They put melamine in it. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard about. I don't know what it was they put in it, but I've heard about this. And apparently, if you test it, melamine can fool the testing into thinking that there's protein in there. So they would meet nutrition standards. Am I using the wrong material? Is it not melamine? Is it something else? No, I was saying wow because like like yeah. that's a fucked up thing to do. Yeah, and yeah. To, to little babies, you're fucking up their whole life. Potentially. Yeah, you're fucking up babies. You're fucking with baby formula by putting like a poison in there instead of protein because when you test it, it kind of like tricks it and makes them think that there's it's high in protein. And like, China can just be, uh, I don't know, pretty off the hook with regards to yeah. cheating and doing the wrong thing. But it turned out at the schools, the people that protested for and, and said that if there's no fairness, if you don't let us cheat, had a point. And that was where I, I thought it was so fascinating because China tried a pilot program where they didn't let the school cheat. So now, when they're trying to get into universities and colleges or whatever, they're probably universities they call them, or Wong Chung Phoenix or whatever the fuck they call them. So anyway, <laughs> uh, because this school didn't let cheating happen, all those kids got substandard grades compared to the yeah. kids that cheated. So there wasn't fairness if they didn't let them cheat. Now, like, what do they say in China? You may have said it on a previous episode. Like, Wong if Chung in China... Kong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that translates to in China, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> like everybody everybody cheats in China. That my I have a friend who went to Thailand for like kickboxing for like three weeks. Or no, he went for a month to a kickboxing camp in Thailand. How'd that go? And uh he's he's like pretty he's a former marine. He was pretty proficient. Like he's very into jujitsu and stuff. He's he's not a big guy, but in Thailand he's he's sizable. Like he's he's a very muscular, like fit dude. And he went to China and Thailand apparently is where or he went to Thailand rather. And there are a lot of Chinese there, a lot of a lot of Asians from all around that region come there. And he was like, Yeah, I loved the Thai. They're like fun, like you know, having a ton of fun partying. They're like the Mexicans. Uh, over there where it's like, you know, they, you know, some people look at them with a little bit of derision, but they're like, oh, they have a fun time. Uh, and then I met a lot of Japanese people who were very polite and reserved. Uh, and I met like even a Cambodian who was very kind. But you know who I left Thailand hating? I'm like, no, who would you leave hating? He's like the Chinese. I've never met a group of people as rude, as insular and as racist as Chinese people. I was like asking him, like, what are like examples of this? Like, 
he's like, yeah, I would go to like these kickboxing things and like Chinese people would dominate entire like corners of the whole establishment because it's China. There's even in tourist groups, they travel in enormous groups and they would like turn whole areas of like tourist friendly places, which in Thailand is a lot of kickboxing because that's, they're very known for that. So that's tourist heavy. Sure. And they would just turn that into like little China to where they're just speaking Chinese. They like, they spit on the ground all the time, apparently like in China that you just go and just spit on the ground in public. And he was like, I, I have never thought I was Taylor, you know me. You know I'm not a bigot and a racist. And I'm like, I know that, buddy. And he's like, but I I don't know other, any other way to say it. I hate Chinese people. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, if, if, they, if they're if they gathering in enormous gaggles in, in public places and spitting in unison, then yeah, I don't, I, no one's going to like that. So that was interesting to me. Like, it's such a large country that like weird cultural things can start that no one else on earth is cool with. Like even in like Muslim countries where they do stuff like cut girls' clits off, like there's a lot of other countries that do that too, but like China, I don't think there's any other country on earth where you can just spit on the ground and it'd be like, yeah, this is just the bus. Well, they have that new this social we do. capital system. I forget what they call it, where like you know it impacts their social credit the... system. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, spitting is one of the things that can knock your credit score down. Oh, that's nice. It should knock it down. Like that's why uh, Singapore is so nice because they you can't chew gum in public. You can't spit. You can't like be drunk in public you like they they are super fucking strict with everything and consequently no crime in a very nice little uh authoritarian state <laughs> so there's that right. north no, korea, you guys I, 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 that's what i like about north korea it's just lovely there because they kill you and put you in a prison camp if you look at them the wrong way but you have to weigh that against no <laughs> spitting <laughs> <laughs> you know, which one do you prioritize more? No spitting or freedom, uh, you know, on every level. Yeah, I'm looking forward to North Korea crumbling down because of how interesting it's going to be to see what was really going on at every level. And what's frustrating is like they'll be praised. We're we're not going to get the real story, like of what was really going on. Like our our media, our government, like they'll give us whatever narrative they want us to believe about it. Like, sure, it's a fucking terrible place, but, like, you want to know how it's really ticking, like, how it all works, you know? Like, that Vice docu before Vice became shitty, they did this awesome documentary about uh, North Korea where they sent a dude, and he was, like, showing how all these steps along the way, uh, it was like, oh, yeah, and they know I'm showing up at this checkpoint, and I know that this checkpoint for this train stop is always abandoned like no one's here there are no cars in the parking lot because the populace doesn't have cars there's nobody here but i'm gonna walk in and there's gonna be a full spread a layout as though they're expecting a hundred people because they know i'm an american and i'm gonna report back what i see and so it's like they they do that shit there well they set up huge fake banquets and it was him sitting at a table in this in this like checkpoint by himself like being served the same few things, ironically, because their their agrar agrarian culture is so poor they can't even support themselves with basic shit. But it was super interesting to see, like, if you haven't seen that, Vice North Korea, watch that. It, have you seen that, Kyler Woody? I, I liked I it have. a lot. Yeah. Is that it's, the one that has the really hot Asian chick, uh, Lisa Ling or something like that, doing the, like, she goes undercover? It, it may have been. It, uh, it, it, it's it, the I one I saw. Lisa Ling is. I want to say she like goes in with that optometrist who's fixing cataracts for people. Oh yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, they got permission to go in under the guise. Well, and, 
Oh no, this that's a different one. This is a different one. I've, okay. I've watched that one too. Yeah. Yeah, that one was really scary because like after this this doctor works like around the clock because he's only got like three days in the country before they kick him out again so he's trying to fix as many people as he can and i guess cataract surgery is fairly simple he he, they like cut the eye and remove the cloudy part and then put a plastic lens in and bandage it up and like a week later these people can see again or maybe a few days later or something it's it's remarkable your eyes heal very quick it, it and these people go from being essentially blind, like 90% or 100% in some cases, to, oh shit, I'm, I'm good again. And th- th- uh, there's a part where they unbandage everyone. There, it, it almost is like a church. I don't know what the, the building was, but there are pews of people. And this old lady, God knows how old, because she's Asian and she looks old, like 185 or something like that, something out it's of like Tolkien. like a turtle, yeah. Yeah. She, when she can see, she, she doesn't think the doctor, she doesn't think the camera crew, she thinks the great leader's picture. And she like bows down to it and says she's gonna mine twice as much salt now. It was fucked. That is it, fucked because like you know that she knows on some level that's what she has to do. Yeah, Woody, I've got a video here that you should probably pre-watch and decide whether we can put it on the show or not. But um, it's uh, it's basically what the way I understand it is these two gentlemen have played Russian roulette and uploaded a video in the past, but they aimed the pistol at their feet. Yeah, because it's bloody and in a bandage. Well, he, uh, he just got out of the hospital. That's why his foot's bloody and bandaged. And, uh, and I guess that, that some of the commenters on their video were saying it was fake, and he's, like, and he's addressing those individuals. You know, he's, he's like, is this, this Eastern is- Europe? It uh, might be. Oh, these aren't not- Adidas sandals, though. They're Nike. <laughs> I promise you it's not. Um, it might be Eastern St. Louis. Uh, and uh, the the gentleman says, you know, y'all thought this was fake. I'm going to show you. And they go back and forth playing Russian uh, roulette, and the results are predictable. Fuck it, I'm but down. But did someone win? All right. All uh, right. Someone always wins. We'll this is called Millennial Russian Roulette on Live Leak. Yeah, I don't know why millennial, but you know those millennials, they just do everything wrong. We're crazy, you know. <laughs> These goddamn millennials eating their Tide Pods, shooting their toes off. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Yeah, yes, sir. Ready. Uh, oh, ready, set, play. Fresh out the motherfucking hospital. Niggas yeah. talking shit about that ain't my foot. I got a white foot and all that, that other shit. That bullet is not in the position you want. He does have a white foot. So you want Man, first I'll shot? pop that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you want to play? First shot. First it's not keeping it on good. screen very well. But I think this video, because it's on Live League. Oh, I clicked. I was nervous. I, I even fuck. seen it. I know how this goes. They're trading. They're trading. They, so they're, they're shooting each, each other's I, feet. I, I, God damn. Fuck that. I'm gonna make sure I don't miss motherfucker. I ain't never I wanna scared. play, motherfucker. We're gonna play. I got it at. Oh! Ah, fuck. Look at this guy. He lost no, twice. I told you I'm gonna get your ass. No, he's holes in both of his feet. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he the goes, fucking. That's what he said. He goes, now both your feet <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I like how he claims he's better at Russian roulette. <laughs> That's like the kind of where he's going with it. Like, yeah, you know, you're not as good as me at Russian roulette. Dude, this 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 guy is two challenges away from having the stigmata of, <laughs> of Christ on his hands. He's got holes in both his hands and Dude, both his feet. Did you see the tags on the video? Because I thought they were funny. Yeah. Russian roulette, the pussy <laughs> version. <laughs> Dude, and that uh... that punched right through his foot, like in a perfect little hole. And Kyle was right about saying. 
you you know when you see somebody shot in a I don't know I'm doing a Chris Rock you know you know when you see somebody getting shot no you know when you see somebody getting shot and like the blood pours out that's exactly what you described Kyle like immediately it's a dumping of yeah. blood yeah like, we're pressurized we're a big balloon full of full of goo over here you pop a hole in us and it starts squirting out I don't care for blood I don't deal with it well uh, like 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 animals don't bother me like I never had a problem hunting. But if um, every time I've been sort of seriously injured, so that, like blood starts spraying out, I have a hard time with it. I, I start I start getting lightheaded, like almost a, a panic attack kind of reaction. Scott and I, my cousin, were having a sword fight once with these metal sticks with hooks on the end, and at one point I decided we we're getting too aggressive because it's gone from like pirates in a cartoon to like the princess bride or something and Anigo Montoya over there is giving me the business he's like ting ting yeah. ting 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 and I'm just like stop but what I should have done is go like stop and kept defending and he just hooked me right in the forearm right here and it went to the bone I know because it you can feel it it feels different and it made a pop and I pull it out because it didn't just like bounce out and Ooh. there's a hole there there's a hole like not big enough to stick your pinky in like like big scar. enough yeah, my arms are kind of hairy, like, but, but, but like, this isn't one of those wings of redemption wounds or anything. Like, I could, <laughs> I could, if you were in person, I could show you. But, but no, there's not much to it. It, 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 it bled, and there was a lot of concern over. I went and got a tetanus shot, but, uh, but it was no big deal. I had to go throw water on my face, like within 30 seconds, or I was going out. By the time I got to the spigot, I was already cold sweats and like everything starting to look kind of gray and brown. That was a little cold water, like fix that situation. Yeah, that was. I'm so a, that glad was... I've never felt that browning out feeling. That's how That's I imagine it, just browning out, just like a. It's like a, an old TV turning off, like your brain. It's it's like if you ever stood up. Have you ever stood up too quickly and and you get that like like it's yeah. that it's that, but it it doesn't go away. It just keeps getting worse, and that mixed with awful. cold mixed with cold sweats and like your 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 like your stomach starts cramping and nodding up and sort of like twisting the, it's 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 pretty rough take away the fun. cold sweat and the stomach thing and it, it seems a lot like getting choked out like just you know the, the closing mm. in the tunnel vision oh yeah yeah you know what's annoying is like the same poor doctors who had to take care of this guy's first problem with his foot now have to deal with the same guy coming back with an identical injury in the other foot i would and go somewhere else d- call me crazy but i don't think this guy's the one footing the medical bill <laughs> I think you're right about that. Ah, I'm glad you guys got it. But yeah. the, <laughs> the the other side, like I just couldn't take the judgment. You know, if I shot my well, I guess technically his buddy shot him in the foot, and then got that treated, I would pick a different ER. I I I I couldn't go in there and just deal with the judgment from the nurses and the doctors. It's still and, it's still getting reported yeah. to the cops. That's the other thing. You know, gunshot wounds are reported to the police. Uh, you know, the, so the cops are going to show up again. Like, really, again? Mm. Oh, yeah, freak, a... freak accident. Well, then, can you explain these two videos posted in the last forty-eight hours on Live Leak of you and your friend shooting each other at the feet? Like, what an asshole! Yeah, Woody and I played like, Russian roulette. What a roulette. prick! It's a goddamn Not shame he didn't bleed way. to death. Yeah, Woody and I played Russian roulette, but we, we let uh, we let watermelon be our dummies, which mm-hmm. is the fun way to play Russian roulette. You when still get I a fucking shot that watermelon. For no good reason, I was fully confident I was okay. You know, I I took it, I spun it, I put out the watermelon, and I was just oddly confident that it would click. Yeah. And then it exploded everywhere. And then it exploded everywhere because that's a forty-four Magnum, the most powerful handgun on earth, and it'll blow your head clean off. <laughs> that was a cute clip of you putting your hands on Woody's <laughs> ears, right? 
Oh, yeah. you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Well, he was in for a shock if I hadn't done that. That gun is loud. Yeah, we we recognized, I think, that we needed hearing protection just beforehand, and it was yeah. either like reset up the, you know, like, go, it would have been a while, or just yeah. do that. So that's what we did. Yeah, that's that's when Woody started that that like field fire that ended up on the news. It was the same yeah. day. Yeah, it was on uh, Glenn Beck's channel. I was like irresponsible gun owner of the week or something like that. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. I didn't know that was like Glenn Beck covered it. That fat Mormon up there <laughs> talking shit. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? He I used to do be a podcast. Big. He does it. Does he do a podcast, not a radio show? Ah, uh, I thought it's a podcast. I could be wrong, but I thought it was a podcast. I go through periods. And people give me a hard time because I, I think I describe myself as a honey badger, like don't care years ago. But the truth is I go through periods where like sometimes I'm kind of thin skinned and sometimes I'm not. And during that thing, for whatever reason, I was in honey badger mode and Glenn Beck is running with the story. And I'm like, fuck it. That's more clicks. I'm fine. It's with It's because this. he's misrepresenting what happened. Like we were being silly out there. There was no danger. There was no fear by, by anyone. It was a, it was a, it was a, Ha ha, the, the grass is on fire. Meanwhile, like, I've got like a big water truck over there to put it out with, but you know, comically, we run up there and stomp it out or whatever. It wasn't a big deal. I, you know, I've started much scarier fires than that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said shit. I've started much scarier fires than that. <laughs> I have. I was like, in like a hurry, was... though. It was a little, uh, like, and I'm not a marathon runner or anything, but you had to it, picture it. It's hot, right? I don't know, call it low 90s. It's hottish. And uh, you're running up this hill with the dry grass. I'm stomping on one. And I knew I was getting it like 90% out and that it would re-catch. But I didn't want any of them to get more than like waist high. Because then you, uh -huh. they become sort of unstompable. Like you need something better to put them out. So it's like, all right, this one's semi-controlled. Let's go to the next one. Get it, make sure. So I'm kind of juggling all these different fires. And then Kyle came up there and he had some water. And that would, you know, once you put it out with water, it doesn't come back. Yeah, for sure. We uh, we were in Florida one time at this guy's range, and uh, someone, you know, I, when when I get, when I would go to the range, I'd bring an, a, an assortment of stuff and all kinds of special ammo. And if there was anybody there who wasn't like, we do work, and then there was playtime in the afternoon, and uh, some guy had never seen Dragon's Breath before, and I, I I demonstrate it, and then I give it to him, and this knucklehead aims the shotgun straight up in the air and fires it, and and the kind of Dragon's Breath I have had been kind of special made. I, I kind of told them what I wanted to get the effects that I wanted. And it's got a, a slug in there. I don't know if it's magnesium or, or what, but it's one of those metals that burns incredibly hot. And it's a slug of it, not just like uh, some pellets that'll just make a psh, like a like a like a firecracker. It's shooting a, a flaming hot ball of of death when it comes out. And so that we watch it go straight up in the air, burning orange, bright as shit. And then it starts coming down. And it lands in the woods right over there. And we're just we're all just like Hmm. And then smoke and fucking flame. And there and there's like a like a like a heavy duty barbed wire fence separating us from it and no hose. So the, the poor owner crashes his high end golf cart straight through five strands of barbed wire. And we all follow him in with two liter sodas because that's all I had. <laughs> and each of us has one like a glug, a glug, a glug, a glug, fighting a goddamn fire. It was with your with your eighty nine cent. Yeah. $2 off-brand sodas. Yeah. I remember Kyle in a video once was like, you know, we shoot sodas because it, you fat Americans, it's cheaper to shoot soda than water. <laughs> My Russian yes. accent's so bad. But it was yeah. like, I want to I I work on the right. accent. I want to work on the, the 
on imitating Woody's Russian accent. Now that's going to be a hard thing to master. You fat Americans. <laughs> you fat Americans with your sugar. You're trying your... too hard. No, that's too good. Damn it. <laughs> I was you... like, mine's okay, not I'll bad. Just put it down. You fat Americans with your sugar and and terrible. Damn it! I accidentally almost rolled an R there. More arms. You got to you got to go wide for some reason because yeah, Russians do this. Because... <laughs> Every time Woody does an impression, oh, arms wide. <laughs> <laughs> this is how much I'm trying, folks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I try. Like when you're a kid, how much do you love me, Mom? This much. Like, Woody's trying this much to get a half decent <laughs> Russian accent out of there. Fuck. Uh, there's oh, something yes. funny about listening to people who can't do accents try to do accents. Uh, if I not can... even that, like, Kyle and I are good because we're not. Pretty good. And you... Russian, okay, Kyle's very good. Dude, I... It... Do you guys get through YouTube rabbit holes? Like you get into something that YouTube is like, oh, clearly you like this. Oh, yeah. I've been into arm wrestling lately. Oh, no. Dude. We're getting suggested the same things because I also <laughs> watched the video of the guy with the biggest hands on the planet. Yes! Uh, yes! Wrestling someone. I, I knew it! I knew yes! It oh, my it, God! I, I watched it and I had to watch three different videos and I was like, this, is, this, is, this guy's hands are so big, it's literally unbelievable. It's like cheating and they, they like genetically test him and... Apparently he has nothing, just ginormous arms, and his arms are long too. He's like a like he just had gorilla arms for some reason. Uh, I, uh, so <laughs> here's a his name is Jeff Dabe, and I, I there's a documentary, but it's too long. Like it wouldn't be good PKA material. But um, this guy makes other world class arm wrestlers seem small. His hands are huge, super duper huge. And other people with giant arms and giant hands seem like they don't have big arms and hands anymore. I, I, have you seen this, Kyle? This guy? No, I haven't. Then uh, let's uh, let's cue this up and watch like the first minute. Like We don't have to listen to the audio or anything. It's just the visual that, that you need. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, are you it's, ready to play? Yeah, I'm ready. Ready, set, play. Just, dude, I... I Holy <sighs> shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, these are not these fair. are Check these are the... muscle men who yeah. are going up against him. These are big dudes. He looks like the the mascot for Hamburger Helper. Uh, it it oh, this guy's head is in the way. These other people are big dudes, and their hands just look small by comparison. Oh, it's so this is life ruining. That guy's like, hands. Look he's at halfway that. down every competitor's forearm. Yeah, like when you hold hands with someone, like in arm wrestling, you're supposed fingers. to you know grip. What he does. Is his hands are so big, his opponent has to only hold on to his thumb. Because his thumb is like the size of a normal person's wrist. Taylor, what's the most amount of fingers you ever put in a girl? Uh, I guess all of them. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's answer is one. <laughs> I, I, I've heard that... That's my I, wife in the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I had to Those process fucking that. sausage fingers. Yeah, uh, the women can wear his wedding ring as a bracelet. I read that online. Yeah. I'm sure it's He true. said like his size this... of wedding ring was like 40. This guy that he's beating right now in the, in the video as you watch it, is like a legend. He's the best that's ever been. He's, he's a little over the hill right now. But just by size comparison, this this is the champion through the 90s. Or so. Like, it, he's outrageously From huge. this angle, his hand looks like a breast implant. It's oh. so big. I, I, like it, and he, I, I watched a, a clip of him 
where it was some dude being like, hey, like, so what do you, what's your workout? What do you do to be so big and strong and everything? He's like, well, you know, I used to work out when I was younger. I don't really work out anymore. I, I you know, the, you know, I was graced with a lot of strength. And it's like, really, you, you drive a, a forklift? He's a heavy equipment operator of some sort. I pictured excavators. Is it a forklift? He looks like a video game character. <laughs> Look at like th- those hands are. Imagine the bombs that guy could throw if he was frustrated at you. I wonder how well he palms a basketball. I wonder how oh well he blocks he a punch. He could pop a basketball. <laughs> you oh, imagine like he's those hands a basketball in this picture. Of course, it's not that hard to palm a basketball. I mean, can well, you? it is if you want. Con- I can. I, I can hold it and like hold it right here in front of you and show it to you. But if I try like what what I see athletes, I can't like do, move it around. Yeah, they like yeah. They, they'll like do stuff with it. Like 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 they're holding a baseball. Like I can hold it and make it stay in my hand and like move my hand three hundred sixty degrees or whatever. But I can't like start jerking it around or anything. It just comes right out. I have a terrible grip on it, and and like even just you could poke it and it would fall out. Yeah. I uh, I see reports here that they're trying to get John Jones for uh, UFC 230. I keep seeing that report. I don't know what to make of it. Like, Ooh. he's still banned. It is who else is on 230? Uh the 230 card, like maybe Sousa or something. Uh, Sousa and Br- Poirier is fighting Diaz. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking for other like notable names. I, Rock, look, Rockhold's fighting Weidman. That's a good. I like that. And like I, I mean, I, I guess I'm. I don't really know the rest of the guys to like like off the top of my head. I've never heard most of their names. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be nuts. I, I want him to come back. Look, he's the villain. He's a cheater, but he just happens to be the greatest martial artist that that may have ever lived. He's just the best there is. He might be the most dangerous man on the planet. Like, 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 who? I don't know who beats that guy. Who's, who's that guy? Who, like, like with this Conor McGregor Habib thing, we're all like, ugh. Conor's in big trouble, or maybe he KOs Khabib. We don't know. There's nobody where you're like, oh, John Jones gonna fight that guy. Ooh, John Jones might be. No, you're like, oh, John Jones might fucking kill that guy. John who, Jones gonna embarrass who, DC again. Like, did, is he fighting DC? You think? I doubt it. It's probably just rumors. I saw Colby Covington talking about it, and then I saw like um, one of those UFC uh, like podcasters, one, like one of the big ones, one of the big uh, UFC radio show guys. He was talking about it. I think it's, it might just be rumors, but but man, I want him back. I I, I know Chael he's Chael Sonnen guy. seems to think it's not true. Chael Sonnen seems to say like I he's like I don't see how this can possibly be true, and he's an expert in the USADA rules because you know he's he's been through the process here and there, and uh, <laughs> he's just like second time or third time i forget what it is for him he's like it's mandatory two years like it, it, it's two to four like that's yeah, the, they, within their discretion fabricio verdum just got two years um so that's, that's he's old too he's older than some people know like he, I think yeah that's he like might. a light that's a career ender you know with the, at that age you know it, it, it's almost one for, for john jones he's gonna come back he's gonna do great things the only way that's happening is like and i don't know like if it's even if this is even close to being true like like maybe the ufc pulls out of usada like, like maybe they just stop doing it right and they're just like ah we want john jones i, don't I mean because it, it's because it's not like the federal government came down and was like hey ufc we're mm-hmm. making you do this USADA. like ufc was like we're gonna do this usada thing they really and needed it they did they yeah. did from a from a from a lot of standpoints, but then from some other standpoints, it's like, holy shit! I, like, 
these guys on roids are fuck. I mean, it, it, it's pretty good for fighting. I mean, forget the aggression. These guys are big. They don't they don't get injuries that 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 take that sideline them and shit. Like they heal like, faster from injuries. Their chin yeah. is better, so outrageous things happen. Um, uh, they're uh, everybody's saying that. Um, what's the competing organization? Um, uh, Bellator. Uh, I, I keep hearing that the guys that switched over to Bellator are making much, much more money. I don't know how that's possible. Maybe Bellator is just like, you know, instead of holding, you know, they're they're investing and they're trying to steal fighters or whatever. But I keep hearing people say that like the like uh, those guys who switched over are making more than they ever did in the UFC. I hear that too, but I think that we're not comparing apples to apples. Like like Rory McDonald in particular was very undervalued by the UFC. I don't know why. Right? He had this contract where he, he just wasn't getting paid very much. Uh, even after he had that incredible fight with Robbie Lawler, and then he compares the contract he had in the UFC to the one he got in Bellator, but he doesn't compare that Bellator contract to like maybe what UFC would have given him. You know, I sure I imagine Bellator maybe beat by twenty percent or fifteen percent or something like that, and he went with him. The uh, the the Habib Conor McGregor uh, press conference is Thursday next one week from today. Is it even going to be good? Uh, yeah, it'll be good. It's in New York. Connor's going to talk a ton of shit. Uh, Habib barely speaks the fucking language. It'll be entertaining. Like, like it, it, he's gonna he's gonna put on a show. He always does. He's never failed to put on a show at a at a press conference. That's true. It, uh, he, he seems to be a different Connor this time around, and I, I think that means Connor's taking this very seriously. Uh, if people don't know, Connor usually does these world press tours, and Connor is great at press tours and seems to even thrive. At press tours, you know, you put him on with anyone in front of CNBC and uh, he's like, yeah, bitch, I'm the money person. This is the money channel. I'm the guy. I'm this rich. I drive this car. I make this much money. Did you see me on Forbes, etc.? Every environment, he crushes it. This time around, no media. He's not saying a thing. All he's doing is training. And yeah. I think that means he's taking Khabib pretty seriously. Yeah, he, uh, he also did this in Diaz, um, when he fought Diaz the second time. Uh, and this, probably oh, for two reasons. What? Yeah, but probably for two reasons. One, hard to talk shit when the guy just kicked your ass. And, and two, wanted to fucking focus and win the fight. Um, can't wait for it. It's the biggest fight of the year. Maybe biggest fight ever in mixed martial arts. I'm buying it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some friends over, get my dad over, make a, make a whole event of it. Very excited. It's soon. It's October 6th. Does that sound right? That sounds right. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Very excited. Let me do a quick ad read here. Tell everyone about... Oh, I should wait till Taylor's back for this one. So instead, yeah. Uh, Painkiller Already is brought to you by Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Terrifying Tombs, Unforgiving Jungles, A Mayan Apocalypse. Sounds like just another day for Laura Croft. Uh, experience Laura Croft's defining moment as she becomes the Tomb Raider in Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Laura must master the jungle using brand new skills, overcome tombs containing challenges and puzzles, and perceive and um, persevere through her darkest hour as she races to save the world from a my apocalypse that she put in motion. Laura will ultimately be forged into the Tomb Raider she is destined to be. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is available on Xbox One on September 14th. Pre-order the cropped edition, uh, your favorite retailer, and experience Laura's journey 48 hours early. Check there, check that out. It's one of the all-time classics, all-time greats. Yeah, I watched Wings play it some this week. It was That, that was fun. Uh, he, uh, he was streaming Laura Croft. Oh, spit. we should talk about the storm. Mm. Oh, Taylor's back. Let me do the, the, the other ad because, because he's a vapor, and this is a vaping sponsor. Yes. eBay. 
Ever think vaping is too expensive? Ever wish you didn't need to buy batteries, coils, a tank, and a bottle just to get started vaping? Ever have your vape's battery die on you at 2 p.m. and you don't have access to a charger? Abay, A-B-A-Y, the new vape system from the creators of Zamplebox challenges all that. Abay's hardware blends simplicity with top shelf quality. Abay features a super compact battery, high capacity pods that are more than twice the capacity of the Juul pods, and that that, uh, features ceramic coils so that you don't ever get a burnt hit. It also has two charging modes, USB and Abay PCC charging, so that you don't have to worry about a dead vape at the end of the day. Abay features a perfectly curated lineup of five delicious flavors, so you're sure to find one that's perfect for you. For a limited time, get a free Abay kit and $10 off each pack of pods on your first order when you sign up for monthly auto-ship delivery with three or more packs of pods. Plus, all Abay auto-ship orders get free shipping. Just use the code PK at checkout when you visit A. B-A-Y.com. That's abay.com. Yeah, unfortunately, our sampler of abay products went to Chiz's house. <laughs> but that's okay. I've already spoken to Chiz. He's going to help me out happen? with that and, and get some Bonkers. because he doesn't use those. But uh, oh, I did okay. look it up. I, I watched a couple after Chiz told me that and was like, hey, we got this sponsor that you'll really like. And you're not getting any of it. And I was like, oh, well, that's that sucks. You'll mm-hmm. send me some, right? He's like, of course. And, yeah, I was the same uh, way. I was like, I, I want to try it. Let me try it. Yeah, I want, I want to try it for sure. I looked up reviews online. It looks fantastic. Like, it does look like a way easier way to do all this shit. Because, like, I don't, I don't want to go to the little little store and pick this stuff out. Like, I, I don't want to go. I, I want to get it quick online. That's the way of the future. I'm a millennial. I need it online. I need it quick. I need it to be a, a thought in my head, purchased, done. And that's what this does. So I'm two thumbs up from me. And I haven't even had the opportunity to try their undoubtedly wonderful products. Well, Taylor, there is a massive hurricane, I'm sure you know, impacting the east coast of the United States. It's been downgraded, I believe, to, to a Category 2 at this point. However, they explained that something about the winds mean that the storm surge could be equal to, to what they were predicting days ago when it was still a Category 4 or 5 or whatever it was. And our brave, brave friend, Wings of Redemption, has refused <laughs> to leave his, his abode. He is... He is staying right where he is, stuck in spot. Um, he had like 2,000 viewers a couple days ago, like like lots of people concerned about him, uh, getting some pretty good donations. And they're all like, dude, why aren't you leaving? And he laid out his survival plan. It was great. It was, <laughs> it was like the survival show we never got. He's like, I got four cases of water. We've been making soup all week. Here, here, here's a picture of the soup. Like, oh, he's got props. It's he had the ingredients for the soup. We know he's not fucking around. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, how are you gonna heat it up? Aha! I got propane burners. I, I don't need electricity to heat this soup up. I got. He's got this. He's got that. And they're like, well, what, what about your your home? This modular home is it? Is it rated for hurricane winds? And he says, ah, I've got awning braces or something like that. My home can withstand 160 mile per hour winds i'll have you know so i'm just going to go out today and i'm going to pick up any any the picnic table and anything that might be in the yard that could be thrown about put that in the in, in the shed out back and we're good to go meanwhile i'm seeing like storm surges 38 inches he's like it's never flooded here once like the storm surge is like cutting storm right in like, like 12 feet i think it's like like out to where he is like because like, he's 30 miles inland out out mm. to like um like, like like the flooding the potential flooding that's what i should have said oh, okay. it's it's crazy it, it says 80 miles an hour can break windows and so double that is you know i'm no 
hurricaneologists, but it's going to do more damage if it's double the window breaking. More, speed. you say? Okay. <laughs> I would say close to double the damage. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, probably more. I, I, yeah, probably probably exponential. Really, I'm if you're guessing. thinking about it, because as soon as you're able to pick up a car and hurl that into something, like you're capable of destroying anything. So, so let me. Yeah, you should probably not be in Myrtle Beach or uh, whatever area really he is shouldn't. near that. Uh, he's, That's pretty he's near Myrtle Beach for people that don't know. Uh, I grew up two blocks from the beach. Uh, I, I know a little about hurricanes. I think because of that, I used to get school days off for evacuations and things, and. Uh, where I currently live, some people worried about me. Not have to worry about me. Like, Raleigh is kind of where you evacuate to right now, not where you evacuate from. But uh, Wings, on the other hand, is where you evacuate from. And I, I, I don't know exactly where Conway is, but it, it, there's just a lot of, like, low-lying area on this part of the coast. If you're 30 miles in on Jersey, you're probably, like, 60 feet in the air or something like that. But that's not true. It's all, like, swampland and stuff inland on in this part of the country so because it's really the flooding that yeah, you fear more than the, the winds and stuff it's like the oh shit i'm out of water he said he lives on a hill and if he does then maybe that's a thing like i live on you've a hill. been there, there Wait, it, I, I don't remember uh, the like elevation change though look i not to dispute wings on measurements or numbers <laughs> or anything like that but if that's a hill yeah. i live on a mountaintop all right, mm-hmm. and it, like, like that's it's it's not a hill. It's 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 all flat, low lying area, sandy soil, sort of already uh, more you know wet, inundated with water to some extent. It's it seems like the danger zone to me. I'd probably take a little road trip, pack up my gear, and you know go inland somewhere, get a get an Airbnb for a week or something like that. But uh, but sixty five dollar a night motel, Kyle. That's the move you make here. I can see why you wouldn't do it. Like, I don't live in that area of the country, but if I did, I could see why I would resist relocating if I'm like, every year they tell me to relocate, and then every year they downgrade, and I'm fine, and I, if I relocated, I regret it, and if I stayed, I'm like, huh, my internet didn't even go out. Like, I can definitely see how you would be tempted to stay, but... The other side of it is... You know, but I'm from the middle of the country, so I fall for all of this. Like, it's the new biggest <laughs> storm, and I'm like, it might be. Like, the the I, other I motivation know. is, like, you don't know what state your house is, so you're wondering, you know, when they evacuate you. And then they don't let you come back forever. Like, two weeks later, they're still like, no, you know, we don't, we don't want to be happy to rescue you. And you're like, motherfucker, it's sunny out now. The yeah. water is still, if anything, I want to see my house. You know, like I, I need to know yeah. what's up. I was living. I, I could be home all this time. Instead, I evacuated, and I, I can't check out my stuff. It sucks. So that's what happened last year with my my dad. Like I've said, bought a place off like close enough to Tampa. And last year, I don't remember what storm, but it was like going right through there. And I was like, "Hey, Dad, you worried about you worried about your house?" This is like before, and I was doing it like tongue in cheek. So I don't fucking know. He's like, yeah, yeah, it really sucks. Just bought a house there and looking like it's going to get destroyed. And I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, that's what it looks like. And then it ended up like veering way off in like the Gulf or some shit and didn't do anything. And so it was fine. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to deal with this every year. Wings, if you're listening, if you still have time and it's starting to look... You don't have time anymore. It, it's over, right? Evacuation time is done. Like it's hitting. So Kyle showed windy.com, one of my favorites. It's a paramotor thing too. But he's showing, I guess, the path of the hurricane or maybe a, a, a moment in time. What is this tomorrow afternoon I'm betting? 
it looks like the predator vision. It's like 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 they don't even bother with like the blues and the yellows necessarily. It's just all white, which is like the worst I think. Yeah, and like even bright white was pink, a thing. Magenta and orangey red. It, it it looks rough. And look at all those lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you can't oh, see Oh, that's those are lightning bolts. I thought that was like a textured speckling on the design. <laughs> no, you, okay. If you can't see the dot is on Conway. It's kind of hard to read Conway cuz the dot is there. Wings is like right in the middle. The only way he could be worse is to move a little closer to the beach. Yeah, he's, like he's in a what spot. What is that? Three point three point four eight inches of rain is what's come down there so far. I guess. Um, I think that's or how much they're expecting. I don't know to how to read down. this. Maybe it's an hour. It, you know? it like looks like Kyle has this set for oh five a.m. on Sunday. Yeah, so I'm a little confused. What does it look like on Saturday? Maybe I should open Windy. I already have it open, of course. The real question, Woody, mm. if, if, if she gets bad and, and, and Wings is able to get the word out that, hey, help me, I've sandbagged myself into my office. The water level I've is... I've piled up my, my silk clothes at the yes. front door to defend myself. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm just, it's just me and, and squeaky chair and, 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 gangster, <laughs> and gangster grandmas on my shoulders and like we don't know what to do. Like We can't fit out the window, obviously, and we've sandbagged our way into, into my bedroom. We'll the Nighthawk swoop in and, and, and save him. You'd now have your tandem rating. You could swoop in and, 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 and save Wings of Redemption. This doesn't work on so many levels. Like, I, uh, you, you can't fly a paramotor in that kind of weather. Ah! You're not allowed to fly anything. If you don't know, during these uh, rescue and evacuation options, they tell everyone, like, you can't fly your drone there. You can't fly your paramotor. They're like, you get sucked like four miles into the air and freeze to death. No, <laughs> they, there's helicopters and shit that need that airspace clear. They can't have oh, okay. your recreational jackass flying around. Recreational? <laughs> this is a life saving mission by the Nighthawk. And I don't have tandem gear. And if I did, Wings would be a really challenging passenger. This You've is got like, toe straps. Let's go. <laughs> toe strap oh just to bring him on the ground ah it, it's rough so I, i'm just showing everyone on screen right now the path of the hurricane and, and if you don't know wings is right about here so it looks like in the early period is where he gets it rough it's gonna peak for him saturday friday night in saturday morning it's gonna suck no matter what. Even if like nothing bad happens, like like no wind damage or uh, or flooding, he's almost certainly gonna be without power for an extended period of time. Which is, I can't tell you. Like like that's the that's such a big inconvenience when you when you don't have mm -hmm. electricity. Like like, I lost electricity a couple mm -hmm. years ago for maybe a, a four or five days or something like that, and it it was awful. It was awful. I'm, I'm like driving over to my parents' house to take showers so I can have hot water. I'm I'm like you know no internet obviously can't charge the phones it, 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 just in the car just in the car listening to XM radio and charging my phone out there it was awful. Part really of the real. part of the issue is that most of the time these hurricanes they either come up the coast or they kind of rush into land like when they do make landfall they they curl in and then they leave. Now this one there's a high pressure system kind of messing with its path. So it lands almost on the coast of North Carolina, goes back down, which is abnormal, and then comes into South Carolina and then works its way inland. By hovering in this spot, it's going to dump so much more rain than most hurricanes do because they don't usually linger from Friday to Sunday in the same area. 
and yeah. that's the challenge. So oh, we'll see. I, I'm sure we'll, you know, he'll he'll be streaming. Uh, I'm sure up until the point where his power goes out or whatever. So we'll we'll know what's up over there. Uh, it'll be cool to see. I, I wish I have enough um, like UPSs and stuff here to survive about 30 minutes of power outage. Like I could just keep going with the show for about that long. I wish Wings did. I wish there was like a little countdown timer and the beeping in the background as his stream like, you know, wound down towards the power outage. Or if he had, he had ever done that thing that I was suggesting years ago where he's power, powering everything with a bicycle. Like, like, like a peddler. <laughs> Go green. Yeah. That would, be, that, would is, be, that would be so cool. That would take a is, lot of uh, energy. Run is like, Raleigh oh, so a, much. a city that gets hit ever by this? Or is it like, ah, it's too far in, we kind of know the drill. Yeah, it got hit a while ago. It, like it was actually the year before I moved here, Hurricane Irene, maybe something like that, in like '98 or '97, and uh, it just it beat the shit out of Raleigh. But it's pretty rare. I mean, I'm pulling up a 20 year old example. Yeah, well, that's good. The, uh, so so Netflix is continuing their pattern of making just incredible content. Um, the Coen Brothers' next movie is is a Netflix exclusive. The guys who made No Country for Old Men or Brother Who Art there, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and it's a western. It's a What's fucking. It called? Uh, it's called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and uh, that sounds western as fuck. It, right, <laughs> right. Buster and, Scruggs, dude. All right, so have you seen No Brother Who Art Thou? Yeah, it's it seems to be. You should watch A Brother Where Art Thou. It's mm. excellent. Uh, it seems to be cut from the same cloth as A Brother Where Art Thou. Much of the cast is the same. And uh, it seems to have a really... It, it's like a Western comedy, but not like a silly comedy. But like, like the, the Coen brothers have their own brand of comedy. Like that, a darker so, comedy? Darker and sort of tongue-in-cheek at times. And, and, and a little silly, but not to the point where you, you cross into like the Ridiculous Six or anything like that. It looks amazing. I, I I'm as psyched for it as I am for anything. Well, I've, I don't, I've got the clip here. If we want to watch it, Is I don't know if we can. Watching? We can't watch trailers. It, it will oh, get I was going to say they have. I was just writing it. The, trailers have music like ninety five percent of the time. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I'll check this out. I, I've well, been let me see. Asking for a western, and this looks like a pretty good one. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I'll check it out. I'm psyched for that. Yeah. I uh, I promise if you watch this trailer you'll be psyched, especially if you've ever seen A Brother Where Art Thou. You'll recognize a lot of the the actors that were so great in that. And uh, and man man I'm I'm very excited for this movie. It's gonna be great. You know what I've been watching recently. I'm only a couple episodes in, but I'm on season two of Ozark, the Netflix original series, mm-hmm. and it's really good again. Like it's I like it as much as Breaking Bad. It's like a Breaking Bad that is way way fucking faster, hmm. and the the mastermind is not half-assed stumbling or not stumbling his way ass backwards into success over and over. Like he's a super hyper intelligent accountant who I'm not going to spoil what he's doing for those of you who haven't seen it, but he knows exactly what he's doing. He's already proficient and he like almost an, in a, an eerie way folds into the corrupt s- scary life without like becoming a, a sniveling pussy like it's really really a a good series i haven't seen season two but he's kind of a fish out of water and then a lot of the people around him don't seem to be as bright as him you know he goes to the ozark and they're are they rednecks are they like he's with like a a bunch so like if you go to lake of the ozarks which is in the lake of the ozarks is fucking enormous it's a lake in southern missouri you know that was something i actually noticed where uh the the southern kind of you know House of Representatives District or whoever was he was saying he's like and I'm always represent the fine people of Missouri, 
And I was like, ha, I can tell you're not from here. Because he would have said Missouri if he was. But uh, it, it's, it's a really fun place to go to, on a trip if you like lakes and skiing and that kind of shit, like hunting, outdoorsy shit. But, you know, sorry to my Ozarkian listeners, but the people who live there are weird. <laughs> like, they're strange. I wouldn't even say redneck. I'd say, like, bumpkin if that like differentiates a bit, like not, not even, you know, a Texas, Alabama kind of redneck, just like an odd country wood folk bumpkin are what those people are like. You know, mm. some of them are, are fine. Some of them are fine people, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> <On> <laughs> but they're not sides. setting their, they're not setting their best you know, the, the, the <laughs> people from the Ozarks. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a really good show. I suggest everybody check it out. It, it, it starts immediately. There's no investment of, oh, I got to watch three episodes and kind of, you know, garner a little appreciation for the characters. No, it starts fucking quick. And I know you've seen that as well, haven't you, Kyle, or no? I watched uh, some of the first episode and got sidetracked, but but uh, but I, I, everybody keeps talking about it so much, I'm definitely going to have to go back to it. Have um, Did you watch the second episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the 13th season, obviously? Oh, was it, did it just come out? Uh, last week it came out, the 5th. Hmm. I haven't seen the first or second yet, but I will. I heard the first one was about an escape room. That's the second one. The, the that's second one. the most recent episode. Um, they're, they're, it, they they retrofit um, Max's apartment into an escape room. Uh, so so that's pretty that's pretty funny. Uh, the first one, I I, I didn't like Not the first funny. one. I'll say that. And but and the thing that I've seen a lot of people on I I read a lot on the on the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia subreddit. IASIP, and uh, those guys all seem to agree that this was almost like the show makers and the writers saying, "This is what it would be like without Dennis. This is what it would be like if we tried to like reinvent ourselves into this other thing that we that isn't what we do, that isn't in our wheelhouse." And uh, they have Mindy Kaling, I think is her name, the the Indian girl who played Kelly in The Office, who was oh, yeah. my least favorite member of the. She was office. annoying as shit. She's annoying as shit in this. She takes over the Dennis role. And uh, it's it, it was it was I didn't like it. Look, I, I, you won't you'll have you struggle to find a bigger Sonny fan than me. I, I've seen it all many, many times. I own all the seasons. I love it. I love it. But man, that first episode was excruciating to watch and I, I didn't like it at all. Uh, mm. Second episode, markedly better. I, I, I got several good laughs out of that. Um, and, Is you know, Dennis I, coming back? Like, is it a tease that he's going to end up coming back? Because if he's not coming back, I'd rather do what I wish I did with The Office and just stop after Michael leaves and just have that be how I remember the show. No, you, you get Dennis. Okay, good. Hmm. I've been watching. Thank God. That show's nothing without Dennis. Like, you need the whole dynamic. Sorry, Woody, go ahead. Who's the show with Terry Crews in it now? The 9-9? Brooklyn 9-9. Brooklyn 9-9. I've been watching that. It's five seasons in, and the seasons are long. They're short shows, like 20-minute shows, but it's like 22 episodes a season, so there's a ton of content, and it's really good. It's fun, and Adam Sandberg is great in it. He's so likable, this guy. Like, I feel like I'm saying this, like, breaking news. The, the best comedian SNL's had in the last 10 years is actually kind of likable. Adam Sandberg, thank you. What did I call him? Uh, you called him Adam. It's and Andy. It's Andy, right. My mistake. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I was trying to say Andrew. I don't know. But uh, Close he, enough. He's great. The show is great. He's routinely charming, and Terry Crews is great, and every character is awesome. 
uh, it's my new thing now. I watch it, and it's easy to keep up with. You don't even have to give it your full attention. Yeah, and it's got a huge following on Reddit. I, I've noticed that. So It almost got canceled, or it did get canceled, but then the community kind of outraged, and they decided to uncancel it, and I'm watching it. That's like, kind of how I got to know of it, and I can see why. Everyone like raged about it, because it was pretty yeah. cool. Is it a show like uh, Trailer Park Boys of the Office, like a mockumentary, or is it like regular show it's a regular show it's a mindless comedy but i somehow still like the characters and it's no there's tons of great mindless comedy like uh, uh, parks Parks and rec Rec? is a mindless comedy and you can watch that and enjoy it and pay it five percent of your attention and just look up and laugh when you know fucking april or andy says something funny for me it's in the same league as like a parks and rec or scrubs or a 30 rock like you know mindless comedy but i like it i don't know i i watched one episode of 30 rock and I don't know what the character's name is, but he annoyed me. The 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 skinny white guy with the straight hair who seems like somebody's bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he plays like a, a tour guide or something in it. Oh, that guy with the southern accent. He's that guy? Yes. He is like, I've seen him in a, a few things, and there's something yeah. about his face that I just hate. <laughs> 30 Rock is really good. I think, if I recall, it took a season or two to really find its groove. You know, before they they started getting good, but uh, I like that show a lot. I don't watch it much, but it's good. Yeah, I like Dave Chappelle, or not Dave Chappelle. Um, what's Alec the black Baldwin. guy? Oh, uh, black guy. Um, Tracy Morgan. Jamie, Tracy that is Morgan. Who it is. Yeah. Tracy had that horrific car accident uh, where the Walmart truck hit him uh, a couple years ago. Made he got. He had bank. that great joke. It, it, He's like, you know, everything at Walmart prices up by one penny because of me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not 98 cents anymore. Now it's 99. You look. Yeah. They He's fucking, apparently they, like a real live maniac, like a very difficult person to be around. Like, not that he's like unlikable or anything. Just he's like, yeah, you know what? I need my fucking Fiji waters or like whatever the fuck he would say. Like, like just demanding things all the time, being crazy. Uh, he was the one who years back was like, you know, if my son was gay, I would fucking stab him. <laughs> and everybody he's, was like, oh, that's so offensive and terrible. And he's like, I, w- I wouldn't really stab him. <laughs> like, it is, I'm, I'm drunk I corner him, I meant with my dick in his butt, because he'd like it. Why are you yeah, mad? You love that. You know, Tracy, you shouldn't joke about uh, <laughs> murdering gays. It's not that's appropriate. All. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just post rules after this. I um okay. his uh his stern interviews are filthy. He's he just goes on like these tangents and you can't separate reality from him doing a bit. He just mixes it together. He'll tell you like he's like, Yeah, I used to live on this street and that street. And then one time I was jerking off in the car with my big ten inch cock and a police lady comes over and he's like has this it, like he he blends like an actual story about things that we know happened because they're like <laughs> historical events with insane Nonsense. shit yeah. and it's always dirty he's always talking about like how he likes he, he likes stretch i like my wife stretch marks yeah stretch marks turn me on and big floppy pussy like he's he's just disgusting talking about like smelling buttholes and stuff like like he's just he's gross he's crazy yeah i don't i'm not familiar with his work that much but i <laughs> have, I, I like him yeah <laughs> he, he seems like a fun guy to hang out with yeah just a real madman yep i want to go i've got like, the hurricane I go, I'm going to go look and see what, what it's doing outside. All right, yeah, go check right it out. There was, uh, this, uh, this guy sent yeah. me a message uh, if you, if you, in the, uh, the AMA thing. Uh, he says, bro, could you help me with erectile dysfunction? 
I'm 21. It doesn't make sense. Well, that's now, that's- sir, how much are you masturbating? Because if you're masturbating five times a day, it's probably that. Um, well, I would definitely recommend a chemical solution. Well, before you go to a chemical solution, make sure it's not a self-induced thing where you're just beating your meat so often that when a real chick shows up, you can't get hard for it. You don't want that. That's why porn fucks some people up. Like, people who get, like, addicted to porn, and then, like, real-life sex comes around, and they're not able to perform because they're, like, so in their head with, like, these fantasy lands that they've lived in. Like, yeah. that. Like that, that's a real thing. Like if you guys don't believe me out there, look it up. Like like people who look at porn constantly, like p- porn is fine, I think, in moderation. But like if you're looking at porn often, like it's it's not very good for you. It's not a very good. Uh, uh, it's not good for your love life as far as not being a total degenerate. Hmm. I uh, he says sometimes three times a day on average, but on this day with my girl. Didn't at all? Yeah, but you probably did three or four day times the day before, and so of course you're not going to be horny the next day. Yeah. You, you haven't let your reservoirs fill back up, my friend. You got to let, let those reservoirs fill. Reservoir fill. You dirty bitch. You dirty bitch. And then if I'm you like, jack off quote, tomorrow, I'll find you, and I'll cut one of your fucking toes off. And let me add that. If you... We're giving advice to tomorrow, someone who's having erectile dysfunction. I'm really Taylor <laughs> will cut off your toe. Okay. All right. Well, I, I told him. Um, I, my advice, of course, is my advice is to get Cialis. Go to the fucking doctor, bro. Yeah. What if Tell you him if he to doesn't go to the therapist. doctor? That always seemed like a cool off. way to get laid. Really? You think a sex therapist wants to fuck you? Wait, that's not what they do? No. Are you sure? No, you don't, you don't go to a... hundred thousand percent sure. You're thinking oh, well. of a prostitute. <laughs> you were like, about to pay for an appointment that you did not know what you were getting. I would have been this so is, disappointed. Be like, oh, I the, sex therapist. The best part of this is the coming, right? $200 <laughs> an hour. I sent her my flaccid penis right away. <laughs> she she did not respond well. <laughs> then I went in there, dropped my pants first thing, called security on me. Like, like, no, they, they provide... He acted like, surprised that I showed up in a robe. It's like, you know, a, like a marriage counselor doesn't marry you, right? <laughs> and by the same token, a, a sex therapist, you know, doesn't, doesn't fuck you. I, I wonder what sex therapist, like, sex therapist advice sometimes is. Like, I guess, what's their go-to kind of advice for... Because I would imagine they talk to couples, right? Sex no, therapists? I'm right on this. Sex therapists sometimes have sex with their... People, they turn into surrogate partners, people who help patients with intimacy issues using a hands-on approach. This can include sex with the patients. It's right here on Fox News. Well, I mean, this like... This is a... I had no idea this was a possibility. This is a tiny aberration amongst sex sex therapist industry. Like, the rest of them are, like, licensed therapists. They're, like, they're like, like psychiatrists. Kyle, this is one of the few articles in the news where there's no reason for anyone to have a bias in reporting it. <laughs> oh, see, this is different. This is about surrogate sex. sex partners. This is about when, like, a husband has been like uh, become a quadriplegic and he can't get up, so they they bring somebody in to bat for him. Is Wait. that what this is? Sex what? Yeah, surrogate talk sex with their parents, partners help them control their sex partners, 
and improve their sex lives. But some patients need more than talk therapy. They need practice in the bedroom, and they have no spouse or partner to turn to. For these patients, some sex therapists turn to surrogate partners, people who have patients with intimacy issues using a hands-on approach. This can include having sex with the patient. So it looks like there could be... It's mostly what Kyle was claiming, but it looks like there might be some some cases. Sign of me up. Fucking. If there's a doctor somewhere, and I'm picturing Doctor Melfi from The Sopranos, who's gonna like? I'm gonna be like, ah, yeah, still no, no, I got all these uh, intimacy issues, et cetera, et cetera. Give me a hand job, and she's gonna be like fifty dollars an hour. Uh, yeah, I assumed that. That's cheaper than the other girl I was paying, and just <laughs> like, like, like I, I mean, I'm hoping insurance covers all this getting laid. Oh my god, what right? if that's true? Like, what if there's just a ten dollar copay and she blows you? Now, I will not settle for any insurance plan that does not cover you getting your crank waxed twice a month minimum. My wife is satisfying. (laughs) (laughs) That would be his angle. I know all of you out there have your wives that you can't please. And so, you know, we're all just like me, Bernie. And so (laughs) you need someone out there with a little help, and that's going to be covered. By the 1%, who is not me despite my three homes. <laughs> uh, Medicaid. <laughs> I feel like he just <laughs> drops words in sometimes, kind of like Trump. Like all the really old politicians, I feel like uh, like it's almost like Scrabble sometimes, where they'll like just throw spicy words in. Do we need a little like, more ageism in our electoral process? We, and- I couldn't get behind that more. We absolutely do. These seventy, these octogenarians. <laughs> I saw one article that was like, what is Hillary's thinking about coming back again. Uh, septuagenarian, yeah. But they're like, oh, Hillary's thinking about coming back and running again in 2020. And it was like, dude, if Trump hadn't gotten elected this time, I wouldn't want his first turn to be next time. That's Could an she old be man. Making these money. are old ass people. Could she be making money? Because I feel like Santorum... And I forget if it's Al Sharpton or someone else. They used to run again and again oh, and Sharpton. again. Yeah, yeah. Was it Sharpton? And I think they were making money. I think they were just getting tons of donations, which in some way would eventually become their own money. And mm-hmm. it was just an industry to run. Because Hillary's run twice already. Does she think she's going to win the third time? Like, I have no idea. Like, at the very, like, I feel like if she showed up at a Democratic a DNC, you know, primary or something. Like, I feel like at this point, all the Democrats would be like, fuck you, get out. We, I, you're, you are the biggest <laughs> loser in the history. Let me repeat this, Hillary. You are the biggest loser in the history of American politics. <laughs> fuck you. We don't want you. We want someone better. And not you either, Biden, you 79-year-old man. Like, we need Bring somebody McCain fresh. back! <laughs> the Democrats felt really lucky when Hillary and Obama ran. They were like, I like my first and second place choice. That was the feeling. And there wasn't really... I don't remember who was in third that race. It was them. The Republicans this time around, there were 16 or 17 candidates. And it seemed like amateur hour, didn't it? Like, there, were, there was, like, some pros on the Democrat side, like Bernie and Hillary, and then just... a cast of nobodies on the Republican side. That is what the Democrats are going to bring next time around. Next time around, the Democrats are going to have like 22 candidates, all of whom think they can beat Trump. And depending on where things are, could be right. Who knows? And uh, yeah, like the economy is great, but the approval rating is terrible. I don't even know where that stands for him next time around. Nothing uh, bodes better for Trump than if they do that. And especially if there are very far left candidates that make it into the later rounds some of the democratic socialist candidates mm-hmm. if, if those guys get in there and and, and start pushing each other and, and that person starts pushing the more moderate democrat yeah. 
farther and farther to the left. And he, he's like, oh, you're going to give everybody Medicare and Medicaid? I'm going to give Mexico Medicare and Medicaid. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. deserve it, too. I'll give you Medicare. And we're going to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Dude, I, I wish the, the, the wall has been a topic lately, right? Trump has said that he wants the wall, but he's going to wait till after elections to really lean on that idea again because it's somehow not a winner. I don't know. But um, I wish the Democrats would say, you can have your wall. I approve it right now. Just get Mexico to pay for it. Uh, there it is. I, give I you thought a- you were going to say, don't run again. Oh no no! Does if they, I feel like if they said yeah, that, he would break that promise. Yeah. It would be a big reminder, and and you know, like yeah, you could have your wall. Just keep your campaign promise. Let Mexico pay for it, and do that. He wouldn't do it. I mean, he, he can't get funding for a wall now because he doesn't even have enough Republicans who want it. Like, like there's lots of Republicans who don't want a wall. But uh, but he is president. yeah. Like the, the Democrats, like the, I totally agree with what Kyle's saying. Like it, it would it will end bad for them. I think if they have like a gaggle of people. And it ends up like, oh, shit, now there's one pretty moderate Democrat and four hardcore leftist socialists. Like, that will not bode well, because I I would imagine the Democratic Party itself would be like, fuck, we got to make sure this moderate wins. Like, we got to... The superdelegates are gone. Did you guys... Probably, you might know, but some listeners must not. If you don't know, in the Democratic... In the Democrat process, Democratic, whatever, they... um, they had these super delegates, and they were like a third of the total vote. So usually one or two candidates started halfway to the finish line, and that is gone now. There's no super delegates unless there's like a tie and no one gets enough delegates. So That was part of the way they uh, they kind of fucked Bernie. Yeah, with the Bernie super looked like thing. he was way behind. Like, at it, like, Bernie comes in, he wins Vermont, right? So he gets whatever it is. There are 12 delegates or something, and all of a sudden he's behind like 309 to 12. Because she had all the super delegates, and it looked like he was getting trashed and winning. Well, I think that's good winning. for the for the DNC then. So at least yeah. like the voters, they will have some degree of confidence. Like, hey, my vote here actually matters. It's not just going to be overridden. Like, because like that was a, a thing that was weird with the 2016 election, where they're like, pay no attention to crowd sizes, pay no attention to rallies. Hillary, sure, there were only 70 people here, and there were 25,000 with Trump, and there were 25,000 with Bernie. But no, those numbers, ha, T, T, no, nothing. No, no, no. It was like, no, are you serious? Like, for your own party, Hillary's pulling fucking nobody. Bernie is... Energizing the populace. Bernie had insanely big crowds, and they tried to act like that was not indicative of a groundswell under him as opposed to Hillary. Like, they... Like, that was a very silly thing of them to, oh, Trump, Bernie, those size crowds? Ah, people are just coming up for the show. Or, or maybe they really like Bernie and he would have been our better chance. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It, it would have been was... a neat race to see because he's further oh, for to the sure. left. It would have been fun to watch. Polar opposites. Yeah. Like, like, like you, you have a hard time. Like, like, Bernie seems thoughtful and intelligent. Trump seems the opposite of that. <laughs> neither, neither, neither one of them are thoughtful and intelligent. What's interesting about Bernie is he won't do anything to win, right? We've seen that. We've seen him say, Hillary, well, I'm hearing so much about your emails. I don't care. And Trump was like, Bernie's making a mistake over there. You know, he's, he's, letting her, he's giving her a pass on the email thing. And uh, turned out, at least electorally, that was a mistake. You know, it he, was. He, he should have, like, like, Bernie should have fucking hammered her. On like you're an establishment politician. You've been here for forty years, almost as long as I have, frankly. But <laughs> you've been here for a while, and you've made a lot more waves. Your dis- your dis- your your foundation is corrupt. It's a pay-for-play organization. This will not happen. 
under the Sanders administration. Like he, he could have played that up so mm-hmm. much and mm-hmm. like taken all those like on the fence Democrat voters to be like, you know what? I Bernie may be a little extreme for me in some ways, but at least I know he's not a Clinton. At least yeah. he seems a more on the up and up than these people. Like, yeah, I, I would he, he should not. He gave her such a pass. Yeah, I, you know, the, we've we've discussed in length all, all the issues with some of Bernie's policies. You know, it just, I don't know how you pay for for the silliness that that he proposed, the free college, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But fuck, if I would not prefer him over Hillary Hillary Clinton, like, like I I just feel like she's. Well, you don't have to go into a whole Hillary thing, but I don't care for her for for a thousand reasons. Well, I don't think anyone. Oh my God! Have you ever seen Hillary fan would say that they don't think Bernie is a better person than Hillary? Have, like, despite you, any policy thing. Have you ever seen the clip when Norm Macdonald is on The View or something like that with like Barbara Walters, and uh, he he claims he makes the statement that Bill Clinton is a murderer, um, and and, and they all flip their shit and start going after him. It's, <laughs> that's a, that's such a norm thing. I love it. I've never. Oh my god, seen this. it's absurd. He's like, yeah, yeah. I thought that was uh, pretty well documented. The murderer, and they're just like, they do not care for it. You will if you don't hate Barbara Walters now. You will go from zero to Hitler in three seconds flat. You will absolutely despise this woman by the time you hear see how she reacts to this. Like all of them, all of all of the chicks on that on that show. I don't it, think it was, like, I'd like that claim either because he's. Didn't, like, is it the Vince Foster thing that discredited conspiracy theory? I, I have, first of all, the clips from like the '90s or something, oh. or maybe early 2000s. Like it's bad qual- video quality anyway. And you know he's being. I feel like he's being silly, right? Like, like he's not like. It's important that everyone knows that this Clinton. He's like, yeah, you know, he's a murderer, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, like kind of slips that in there, and they flip their shit. They lose. He it. like he, he is he is such a troll, and. In an age where comedy is so neutered and pussified right now, like I like a guy like Norm, who like is willing to to poke and prod and piss people off, and it's like that's what comedy used to be, like speaking, you know, as Ben said, truth to power, and sometimes speaking non-truth to power to get them to rile up and reveal themselves for who they really are—the kind of people who are vindictive and will do anything to crush you if you say something they don't like. Like Norm is hilarious. I'm so glad he has his own show now, or you know, hopefully he doesn't lose you're it. You're selling me on it. Like I like the concepts that you're putting out there, but then when I actually watch Norm take six and a half minutes to say something, he loses me. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like it, it took you so See, like, long to get there. That, that's fair enough because like his style of comedy isn't for everyone. Like when I watch him tell a four minute joke on Jimmy Fallon or Conan, and it's clear that Jimmy Fallon and Conan are so uncomfortable because they know like all right we got we got to keep this moving. And Norm he, he doesn't care. He's gonna keep going right at his own right at my own. What was I talking about? Oh yeah. Like he'll he'll intentionally like lose his track and make them like no you're talking about the butterfly that you were doing. Oh yeah I forgot where I was. Okay anyway the butterfly is in the office. Like he's like. It's just such a troll. I love, I love Norm. I just but realized I, I, I found the clip, and Julie Chin was on the View at the at, at the time. I think that's uh, Les Moonves's wife. Have Did you been following the whole? Save it on purpose. Is that the uh, right? yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah? You know, I skipped a bunch of silliness. Uh, it's um, but um, have you been following the Les Moonves thing? You know, the, the guy who's running fucking uh, CBS, I guess, or ABC. I want to say it's ABC. Guy makes. Uh, they said how much money he was making per year. It's right at half a billion. It's right at half a billion dollars a year. They fired him because of all the sexual allegations that have come out. These women, uh, you know, he's been forcing oh. women to, to blow him and stuff. And meanwhile, his wife is on the talk now, which is one of these like 
middle-aged lady girl power shows where they went ham on like Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. and like like all of these guys. They, 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 their first episode came out the other day. She was she couldn't attend. She 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 took a little time, little oh, personal no. time. <laughs> is there is there more uh, details to know about that less? Mo- clip? Oh yeah yeah sorry. Sure, I'd love to watch the clip. Uh, I'm queued up at one thirty three. Three, yep, two, good. one, play. You like George Bush, don't you? I love George Bush, man. He's a good man, decent. You know, none of this. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's not a, a liar, a crook, murderer, or anything like that. So it'd be good to get the. See, I, I don't. I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a, <laughs> a, a fresh start because we don't want any more murderers. I think no, we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah, you know, we're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. That's a little too far. Let's just go on to the next question. Yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you? Oh, it's not mine either. And I'm being very nice, okay? Be a good boy. Now, Norm. Do you never hear that? No, listen, no, we don't need I to don't talk get about into that. this, and I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Let's oh. get on right <laughs> exactly. so get with it. There you go. <laughs> this is a live show. So uncomfortable. But you have been properly chastised by Barbara, oh. so I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut up. <laughs> He's trolling him. Okay, it's funny. Do this, okay? okay? I'll tell you what's a matter of record. You will not be invited back if you don't shut up. Uh, All right, uh, now. Double down. All right, man, manslaughter. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> he doubled down. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear the word? Oh, oh I, the phone is ringing. I certainly hope that's somebody calling Please. to tell you to go home. Oh, no. Dude, you got a phone ringing. Oh. <laughs> He's just dragging um, it out. Answer the phone. Hello? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. Uh, the thing is this. There, uh, you know Matt Strauss? Yeah, the producer. <laughs> the producer. He told me it would be funny. He said, like, why don't you carry a cell phone on and then let it ring and then have, pretend like there's a guy on it. Is there anybody on it? No, it's a pr- thing. Pretend. You know what, Norm? <laughs> You're a dead man. <laughs> Is it the end here? Yeah, you talk you know to him You know what, Barbara? <laughs> you know what you said about rage and work? Give this man a soup and tell him to shut up. Is there more to this? <laughs> they, they, they just berate him for the next what two all right we can minutes? we can stop that one yeah they they, they just they're just <laughs> annoying and like rude for the next three minutes all right I manslaughter like yes <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. well, i could see that he was funny but he triggered me a little too <laughs> when he see just, that's what's so funny yeah about yeah I, I have to admit it you know he's i thought it was a better record they're like stop it stop it and they're trying not to fight him right they're trying to be like like you just like telling bullshit lies that conspiracy theorists fall for and you know it, he just kept like bringing it up again in his typical slow pace taking forever to do his thing and uh yeah it's norm mcdonald i don't think he was ever on the view again <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I would. Uh, you know, if he was on the View again, he would do the exact same thing. Oh yeah, he, he'd bring it up. He'd bring it up. Yeah, he told. That's me. why, like, he got booted off of the SNL, like newsroom or like weekly update or whatever he was doing because they kept telling him like, stop, stop saying like really awful things. No, like, in the OJ. middle of your update. Yeah, it was, it was OJ. OJ that, that was the, one of the main things, but he did quite a bit 
of other stuff like in the midst of that. But I think, what did you say that the producer of SNL was like the, friends with OJ or something? One some of shit? the NBC executives is very good friends, was very good friends with OJ Simpson, golfed with him and shit. You know, it, it, when asked publicly, he maintained, of course, OJ's innocent, et cetera, et cetera. And he went in and put the squeeze on, um, on the, what's, what's his, I always skip fucking the guy who runs SNL that, that always has. Lauren, maybe? Lauren Michaels, Lauren yeah. Lauren Michaels, yeah. And, uh, and had him fired. And then, of course, Norm comes back like a year, maybe two years later, and he's hosting the show. And, and, yeah, he just kind of roasts him in his opening monologue. Norm's a good guy. What did he say in like his opening monologue? Where he's like, you know, they fired me because I wasn't funny enough. And now I'm hosting. That must mean the rest of you guys suck. Yeah, he's either I got a lot funnier, or this show sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. Yeah, he yeah he's, shit. he's one of the few comedians left who like, who genuinely doesn't give a fuck? Because there are so many who like pretend to not give a fuck, but like Norm truly doesn't, and I, that's what I like so much about the dude. I like that. I, I feel like he's financially secure, and that's part of why he can not give a fuck. You know, to me, Joe Rogan is kind of that way too. You know, he he works at his own pleasure. Joe Rogan. He likes to do the podcast, so he does the podcast. The UFC stuff. He's like, you know what? Only give me the best fights. I'm not really interested in traveling for all your shit. Get someone else to do the fights that aren't cool. Joe's also like like mushrooms in that he absorbs whatever flavor is around him. And on so his like, like yeah, on his podcast. So like a guest who's like uh, more left leaning, like Jimmy Dore, who's a very funny guy. Uh, he'll be more similar to Jimmy Dore. Then he'll have some right leaning comedian on and be more similar to him, which. You know, you can make the argument that's just being a good conversationalist, which I prefer that he does that because you don't want like a contentious conversation bogged down in minutia 24-7. But also, like, it would be fun if he challenged his guests more. And I'm not like a I'm not a big Joe Rogan listener, so maybe somebody can link me to a bunch of times when he did. But it doesn't seem like he does. Was that kind of the impression you were getting, Woody? It looked like you yeah, were thinking. Like he I, I was he processing it. Like at first, I was like, yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, yeah, I, now I would say he only challenges the ones that are full on wackadoo, right? The ones who are saying stuff that's just like, you've lost a touch with reality. You're saying shit that we can't buy at all. Then he'll probe them a little bit and ask, you know, how can that be? But yeah, and, and he does kind of, he's left when the left people are on. He's definitely right. You know, he, I think he's right. But, uh, I mean, to say he's right of the, on the political spectrum. But uh, he will go left of center if the, sh- if the guest does, oh, too. Oh, yeah. I, I think he personally is left of center with his right point being, like, free speech stuff. Like, and gun cause stuff. Because he's, he's like, he, like, gun stuff, free speech stuff. But, like, other than that, he like he's pretty Mar- left. Pretty abortion, left with the marijuana. Abortion, marijuana, gays, uh, mm. trans people or whatever. Like, I, I actually don't know what he thinks about trans people, but like for the most part, he seems like it's hard to tell. Not, I want to like, say not he was, super far in one direction or the other. But. He was ferociously pro-Trump, and then I'm like, but who was the guest? Right? He might have just been absorbing that guy's flavor when I formed that opinion. I have a great. He may have been. I don't remember him being ferocious. I remember him doing like the whole. I remember him being very anti-Clinton from a political one I listened to him, where I was like, and that was like a, a trend through a lot of places th- during that election. It was like people bonded more on the hate of Hillary Clinton than they did on the love of Donald Trump. Yeah. I have a really funny uh, Joe Rogan clip here. It's like a minute or two long. It's, um, it's him talking about uh, chimpanzees or apes or something like that. Like I watched this today in my car, and I was just laughing my ass off. Him and chimps. 
<laughs> Dude, he, I love it. All right. Um, just There's nothing see. wrong with enjoying a good chimp clip. clip. <laughs> All right, ready, set, play. They're lame in general, though, man. When's the last time oh. I went to the zoo? I went to San Diego Zoo. That line was pissing on everybody. Dude. If chimps were everywhere and they had full freedom, <laughs> the way people do, we'd have a fucking serious problem. <laughs> this music is going to be... Why do you always like clips with music? There were many chimps as there were oh, people. You would never Did you not notice car. it had music they on it? Mug do you I have to talk over the they whole got, fucking thing? They would rip thing? your fucking I, I feet off I want, and just stop fuck it. your ass. I will. Right, you always link clips with music every show. Just music after music. I watched it today in my car and my phone and I didn't consider that there was music. I just remembered that it was Joe Rogan talking about apes taking over the planet and, and we're ripping fine, guys. babies we're gonna apart. Go, we're going to go without missing a beat. I got a video right here. No music, Woody. <laughs> There's All literally right, so, music in it. Oh, no. just You can just mute this one. Okay. <laughs> like, no, it's, just, it's, a, a, it's like a 7-Eleven uh, security cam footage. And basically what it shows before we play is uh, three people in the store, one store manager, the guy in that gray pullover, and immediately when you click it click play you'll notice the guy in the green pullover there with the longer hair like starts stumbling over and just crashes into uh, a merchandise stand because he's having like a brain aneurysm or like some like problem that needs immediate medical attention or he will die the and title says you heart have, attack yeah or a heart attack okay and you have to watch and see what these customers do because <laughs> you know you know the obvious response yeah to help i'm ready guy. they rob him right <laughs> ready let's see ready set play all right, gas station clerk has a heart attack. Oh, he just took a header into the water bottles. Now the the customers start to run away, as you do when someone collapses helplessly. Yeah, they check him out briefly, and then they decide to mull around and start stealing shit from behind the counter, jumping over the counter now, trying to get money out of the till. Really, it's not their fault. I, I feel like the manager was this is entrapment. Right, the, the, he's leaving the place unguarded, and therefore any reasonable person would just rob him blind here, right? Wow! Exactly, he's engaging in Arab privilege. <laughs> oh, he knows or to look under the privilege. drawer. He does. He doesn't look up under the drawer. This isn't his first robbery. That's where the good shit is. I and then he just, and then both the, of oh, these, lifted, both of I... these, both of these fucking cunts leave without helping this dude who's dying right now he's fucking dying and these assholes steal a few bucks instead jeez i'm i'm out of that's terrible that's these are you know if if these people like if these people both spontaneously combusted the world would be a better place objectively i'm adding them to my list objectively people who watch someone pass out and you just leave after stealing from them? You think this dude is the CEO of Philip 66? <laughs> no, this is an Arab dude who probably moved here a generation or two ago, and he's running a gas station trying to make you know ends meet, and he has a fucking heart attack from the stress of dealing with assholes all day, and then you fucking rob him. Like you, good lord, they would be on my list of my if when you know when I'm the evil despot, not the evil despot. I shouldn't lead with evil. When I'm the despot of this country, people like this will be will be put in cages and their crimes hung on their necks. And you'll go, hey, what'd that guy do? Deserve to be put in a cage? And they go, ah, 
he robbed a convenience store after a poor Arab man had a heart attack and he didn't help him. And they'd have repeat footage there. Tax-funded repeat projector footage all over the city. It'd be upsetting, but people would get used to it. <laughs> of, 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 of violent acts. Of violent. <laughs> Can you imagine my city? Just violent acts projected on, on buildings all over the place. Be wary. Be a good citizen. <laughs> I was Googling, hoping to find that they've been caught because they're on camera pretty good. And I feel like if I knew them, especially them as like a pair that hung out together, yeah. that they'd be super easy to spot. But I'm not seeing anything that says it's two days ago it happened. I'm not seeing anything that says that they've been identified yet. Yeah. You know, you can only hope and pray they get hit by a car. I wonder if there's been any progress made with the thing with Dr. Disrespect, uh, the people drive by shooting his house. I would stop if I was those people. You know, I, yeah. I think it's happened twice now, and I bet that there's surveillance or, like, I bet there's something happening to catch those people because it's no joke to shoot in the man's oh. house. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, th there's absolutely cameras out there now. Like, if you were the chuckle fuck out there shooting at Dr. Disrespect's house, if you do it again, you're going to go to prison. I, that, that, that's such a ridiculous thing to do. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Doesn't he have a young child in the house? Pretty sure, yeah. What a fucking asshole. How long should you go to prison by indiscriminately and purposely firing into a home where a young child is? Might call that attempted murder, like like some sort of, or something like that. Yeah, I don't what know. What would you get for? Five years. I say five. That was the number Dude, I had more in than my head, that. too. More than that. <coughs> Dude, do you know the kind of person you have to be to drive by a place and fire indiscriminately into Perhaps. a home with well, the with the uh, with the knowledge there's with, a child with in there. no priors? Five years is the first number that pops into my head. If he's got priors, right? If this guy is kind of a routine troublemaker, then we can talk about a long time. You know where he. Gets I think that, I just like even with no priors, like you have, like there's no state like. There's no frame of mind, just like, if I did, I've never done cocaine, but if I did cocaine, there's no way it would make me want to shoot into someone's home, or if I got really drunk, or really high, like, there's no excuse other than maliciousness, you know, like, so it's not, like, I see that differently as, like, a first offense of someone being like, all right, you're 20, and you were, you were caught with some weed, you're not selling mm -hmm. it, you know, you're, you're just a pothead, okay, like, let you off with nothing but like this isn't yeah. like that it's not an accidental thing he purposefully did something that could kill someone i think the thing that makes it um so bad to me is that like it's one thing to be like joyriding and shooting a gun at a house like that's a horrible thing that's that's five years but maybe the fact that he clearly targeted this guy like like he, he knew who he was going after he knew that there were children in the house like, like he certainly did he knew this guy's got a family like it's well documented Lately, it's, it's unlikely that he did enough research to find out where the man lives and then went there with a gun, but he somehow do isn't aware that the guy has a family. Like, I think the fact that he knows all that and that he targeted someone makes it more, more of an aggravated circumstance. So, so maybe more serious. I don't know. It's, it's, an example needs to be set, though, right? Because you don't want your house shot at, right? Yeah. I don't, don't want to get shot at. Like, it's kind of like uh, I almost equate it to the knockout game. Remember that? a yeah. few years ago and like it still goes on today where like some fucking cunt would run up behind someone walking mm. you know innocently and they would knock them out and steal from them and like like you should be like if you play the knockout game i don't care if it was a game <clears throat> that your friends said was fun or something like you you that should be prosecuted like attempted murder 
You did something that could easily kill someone. You fall from head height on concrete. You could die. It's not, though, attempted. Like, it, I, I get that there could be a manslaughter that happens there, like an accidental killing. And I just, I just know this from the Reginald Danny thing, where they pulled the guy out of the truck, they threw a brick at his head, hurt him badly, and then started dancing like it was Fortnite or something. And they said, oh, that dancing proves it's not attempted murder. If you're actually trying to kill someone, that that's why they got off. Like this is a this yeah, is that's settled what, that, law. That's, no, um, no, I know, but, but there's no such thing as settled law. There's a well, no, that's why that's why the Supreme Court exists because there's no such thing as settled law. They're they're there to overturn things that have been previously settled. But like my point with Reginald they constantly Denny, constantly say that settled law and they won't see it. They, 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 like Kavanaugh they'll say that, constantly. but that's they but they also constantly will overturn things that have been previously settled. Hmm. Anyway, let's not. Get but regardless. Yeah, that's not the the important thing with <laughs> with this is that we all hate the same people. And, and, <laughs> yeah, I and just... like when you when you knock somebody out, maybe not attempted murder. I'm not an attorney, but like, what would that be like? Second degree murder or a second degree attempted if murder? You're died, you're it, just reckless endangerment. In that case, assault. the case I know something about, they said that it was a classic overreaching of the prosecutor. Right, the prosecutor tried to get attempted murder under this guy. And he ended up getting off totally free because what they could do is they could charge him with like attempted murder, aggravated assault and simple assault. But if you do that, then a jury might be like, you know, I'll give him the aggravated assault. So they said attempted murder or scot free. You're forced to decide. And they chose scot free because he overreached with the charge. That's that's how that works. Mm-hmm. Or Yeah. So I, I guess I'm more speaking like. You're more yeah, of a I right totally and wrong, how that works. not like, I mean, like how the dumbass legal system works. You're like, morally, it should be attempted murder, I, I think is where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm, I'm more justice-based in this, where it's like, <laughs> clearly, you punch somebody in the side of the head from behind, and you watch them pass, like, get knocked out and crack their head on the fucking pavement, and then you take their phone and leave for them to bleed out from their head wound, like... Yeah, that's savagery. I'm on the other side of this, and it applies to the McSorley thing, right? Uh, McSorley Uh. hit that guy, and then uh, people – I'm describing. This is a hockey thing. McSorley wanted to get into a fight with Help Me. Uh, Oh, Lord. Well, it was Marty McSorley, so whoever was fucking with uh, Gretzky, right? uh, I don't think so. It might have been – I want to say it's Brashear. Was it not? I think it was another tough guy. Oh, and Brashear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I, it Brashear? Right. Okay. It was another tough guy. So these are two enforcers in the NF- NHL, and uh, they were kind of messing with each other throughout the game. And code is that if one enforcer asks the other enforcer to fight, they say yes. That's like a hockey code. And uh, Brashear declined. He said, no, you know what? Like the way this game is playing out, we've got this win. I'd rather just not fight, win the game, and, and head back to the bench. So McSorley hits him. He says he was trying to hit him in the shoulder with his stick. He actually hit him in the head with his stick. And I don't buy the shoulder thing, but that's either I don't either. Not at all. The judge said it best. I'm going to digress for a second. He's like, you're a professional hockey player. You did not miss his shoulder by a foot. An old lady with a broom beating her carpet wouldn't miss by a foot. You did exactly (laughs) what you meant to do. I didn't know he said that. That's perfect. (laughs) So, um... Uh, anyway, he hits him in the head. Brashear falls backwards. The helmet enforces, uh, used to, maybe still do, wear their helmet super loose so they can take him off and, and uh, doesn't mm-hmm. become a problem. His helmet comes off, his head hits the ice, and that's where the real hit happened. So uh, the question is, like, 
Is McSorley guilty of what went down, which was a really bad hit, like concussed him and caused a huge problem for Brashear for yeah. a while? Because of the pile on subsequently, I think, is what got him, right? You could be right about that. I, I forgot. But yeah, I think that you're right. Um, you know, is he, he set off a chain of events that was terrible, but the actual event he did was just bad. You know, he hit him in the head with the stick like, you know, like, you can't just skate away from me. You owe me a fight. And uh, then his head hit the ice and there was a pile on and, and Brashear got mm-hmm. really hurt. So that kind of ta- goes back to this. This goofus might have just been trying to scare Dr. Disrespect, right? His whole goal might be to terrorize but not hurt the family. Is he responsible for the worst thing that could happen, like this child getting shot? Is he an attempted murder of a child? Right, which we all is all terrible, or like I don't know how do you prosecute a guy who so I mean, recklessly endangers a family like that? You're right; it, it is complicated because, like, well, for one, like the McSorley thing, where a lot of individuals were involved, and so like when people piled on him, it was like that's where the damage happened, you know, where his neck got hurt. But with the drive-by of Doctor Disrespect, like he's the only. I mean. Nobody knows. I, I'm assuming right now it's just one guy driving by, firing some you know, shots at it. Like, if he did hit someone, it's not like he's leading a charge where there are you know, ancillary elements to it who may have also like, caused some damage. Like, it's, it, it's just him, you know? Like, it's just that guy who, who might be. A lot be. of the law punishes based on intent, right? So, so like, first-degree murder, yeah. right? You get, you get strung up for that. Manslaughter, where you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, like, I, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, they they punish you much less. So it, it's really hard to figure out what this guy's intent was. Is he just a really incompetent murderer and you charge him with attempted murderer? Is he terrorizing a family and you charge him with whatever would yeah, be terrorism associated or, with that? I don't know. Um, hate crime. I guess. I mean, it, it would hate be hate a hate crimes. crime on an individual level. I hate, <clears throat> I agree with you, Woody. Like, hate crimes as a whole, like, I don't like. Cause All it's, crimes are hate crimes. Just cr- prosecute on crimes. That's the best way to say it. All <laughs> crimes are hate crimes. Nobody's been like, man, I would have murdered him more if he wasn't a white guy. Like, like, yeah, no, like yeah. no, you're, you hated that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, so crimes are punished on intent, and it's really hard to get into the mind of this idiot, who we all agree is bad, you know? I, and uh, But I, I, I can't imagine what his motives are. Attention. Attention. And I was going to say jealousy. Like- I, I'm leaning, yeah, I, I would say just like hate, jealousy, and maybe like a dabbling of mental illness in there. Yeah, for sure. That sounds about right. What an I asshole. I like that combo. Hate, jealousy, and a little mental illness. Maybe a lot of mental illness. Did yeah. you guys set up a Christmas, a Christmas tree, Woody? Yeah. A couple. Well, last year we did two. Real or fake? Uh, last year they were both fake. It's not the same every year, though. Well, Jeff Bezos has solved any Christmas tree ordeals oh, you may have. Apparently, Amazon is going to ship your ass a fucking Christmas tree this year. Dude, I, that's probably where we'll get it. If I could right? click my... Unless it's wildly overpriced. I do like the idea of supporting local people, but I buy everything from Amazon. I will go shopping it's online... Prime eligible. ...via Google. Is it? Oh, wow. You get a tree in two days? Dude, yeah. I, 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 how much is it? How much is it? Here you go. I, I'm looking for the price. Um, it says here, according to a recent study, people spend an average of $75 a tree. I'm not seeing like how much 
this tree, the, let's see, this year the online retailer will sell a wide selection of living Christmas trees ranging from two to seven feet tall. Uh, the collection includes Fraser fir and, you know, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing a price here. But this article, if, but if I'm sure it'll be competitive. Do, do you guys do this too? Do you sometimes see a thing for sale and then check to see if Amazon sells it and buy it there if he can? Yeah, because oftentimes other websites or retailer sales are bullshit, and Amazon's just always selling it for that price or whatever. Uh, you know, Amazon's shipping is just so um, it's so good. It, I, there's no reason to ever get anything not from Amazon most I, of the time. I feel like I need Amazon's customer service two or three times a year. I buy from them a lot. And uh, they always come through. They're always fantastic. They always make it right. I, I love them. Um, I, we're not sponsored by them or anything, but they just do me well. Ish. Yeah. I, buying a tree from them, man, I do like the idea of supporting some local entrepreneur, you know, who planted a tree seven years ago and is trying to make it happen. But every year it feels like I get it too late, you know, that it's some sort of problem that – you know, my wife is nagging on. If I could just click twice and make this problem go away and have it show up on my front door. I, I mean, I told you, like, like, I love Amazon and, and all their shipping. I told you the other day, like, I ordered a, a new king size bed frame. It was like two, six, $260. They sent me two. I'm ahead of the game forever with Amazon. Like, like that, that's two years worth of prime fees. I have that with yeah. my hand. I, I I did this a long time ago. I I, I um, got into a car accident when I was like seventeen. The bills to repair this hand, and it's not even that much better, but it was like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. For the rest of my life, I'll never pay that in insurance. Like yep. I, I'm one of the winners, go boys. You're looking at it right here. <laughs> you're looking at it right here. I came out ahead in the insurance game. Yeah, and you came yeah. out way ahead. <laughs> was, I don't know. We pay like twenty five thousand a year for insurance. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so we're catching lot. up a little bit. Well, 30 years worth or something like that. Yeah. I think I'm going to be ahead. We use stuff. Yeah. And it's not like that's the only thing you've ever done. I mean, add Colin's foot into there and, yeah. and you're good. And you're Broke gold. my leg in four places just you know, 12 months ago. You know, I think I'm going to order a couple of my friends Christmas trees and not tell them. <laughs> <laughs> just so they have to deal with a, a like whatever the biggest pine tree they offer is <laughs> at their front door. Oh, this is going to be hilarious. You're going to do like a hundred dollar prank gift. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred bucks. That's, that's a small price to pay to like order a tree to someone's house, be there when I know it's going to be delivered and film it on my phone when they get frustrated. <laughs> uh, I wonder how much the little trees are going to be the little two foot tall trees. Cause those are definitely prankable. Those yeah, are little, a, uh, little cutesy ones, but it would take no time to throw away. It's not a good prank. You need to like make them get like a handsaw out to make sure they can get it in their trash can or something. I wish they would send like a Clark Griswold size <laughs> fucking tree, bro. I wish, I wish they'd send like an eighteen footer. A lot of sap in there. A lot of sap. Fucking squirrel in there too. The whole, the whole nine. That would be great. <laughs> like, a, what are you saying? Hey, prank me, man. That would be. That'd be such a prank if you sent me a full-size Christmas tree for my beautiful <laughs> home that I then would set up with my children and wife. Yeah. And please, not Fraser fur, anything but that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know my uh, my trees well enough. Like Fraser fir, balsam fir, Black Hill spruce, and Norfolk Island pines. Any of those? What's regular? What's the regular kind? Uh, I always got the Fraser fir. I you had, like I, a preference on the kind of tree you'd buy. Yes, absolutely. Always got the Fraser fir. Why? 
What was like the the benefit to that? Uh, like, like I don't know much about trees or Christmas trees or anything like that. I'm not an arborist or whatever. But uh, but you know when they point at the at the trees and like which one do you like? I'm, I always like the Fraser fir. I like how it looks. I don't know. I guess the the shape of it, the way the limbs look, the little needles, their consistency, the color. I always went with the Fraser fir. I always yeah, like all it. the aspects of a tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the, the pines. Kind, it's kind of thicker in the middle and like dense. And then on the edges, it's all pokey. Yeah. <laughs> a little pokey. Fun fact, you can turn those things over. A lot of rings. I don't know what they mean, but man. <laughs> when it's good and dead, you get to burn the thing and they, nothing burns like faster and, and, and more fun than a you know, a Christmas tree. That's great. It's a little sketch. Like I burn stuff in this fire pit. The Christmas tree's a little oversized. No one seems to be on board with burning the Christmas tree, yet no one stops me either. Because I'm of course the biggest. Not. <laughs> and you may or may not have a flamethrower in your hand oh kyle i i know you like transitively fucking with people through my twitter mm-hmm. where like adding things mm. like that i'm a ucb professor and first of all i should have been taking screenshots but i like purposefully get into like stupid arguments with blue checkmark people just so that people respond and be like, disregard this guy. He's a gender studies professor at Berkeley and things. And so like dozens of those have come through and like with people liking them, like the people who I respond to, like, ah, he's a fucking Berkeley professor. Who cares about that? I've had another idea. (laughs) I'm thinking I might change my profile to look totally normal and legit. Apply for a blue check mark. And then as soon as I get it, Go back to exactly the way it is now, <laughs> and and fuck with people with the blue check mark with the UCB professor LBG, LGBTQNRA plus. I was told whenever I got verified that if I changed, <laughs> <laughs> see, it's a it's a funny little thing because people go LGBTQNRA plus. Okay, that, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, Kyle. I, you, I just I, laughed at it. I was told whenever I got verified that if I changed, I don't remember which aspect of the profile that it would uh, it would de-verify it or something. Like maybe like the description or the name or something like that. If I changed it, like they would mm-hmm. cause an issue. Uh, I think I know who you need to talk to if you actually want to get verified, though. Okay, as long as I can provide them only fake and bogus information. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I am a LGBTQ NRA plus. Uh, proponent and a professor and i also told someone like uh i was being made fun of for being a uh gender studies professor and i told them i also teach bike lock and a sock self-defense courses on the weekend (laughs) (laughs) was it done as a threat no it was done as like i'm the antifa professor was like Ah, the the meaning of it yeah yeah i i I love watching is a fun place for fun people Taylor goes on Twitter and he'll get in these arguments with Hutch and (laughs) Hutch doesn't realize he's being trolled. It's been a year now. He still doesn't. And I see like, like, like Chiz and Taylor and now like, like, like other guys that I know who I like game with and they're, they're trying to see how much of Hutch's time they can waste. (laughs) <laughs> they rank themselves on that. Like, I, I, like, like, like Daniel. Dude, they, is, that's hilarious. I had no da- idea. Tiz is like, Tiz is like, he just got an argument with class for two hours. That's two more hours for class. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> and me, and, and long threads, long threads, reply after reply after reply. And then like a fan will jump in, reply after reply. It's hard to even keep track of like, 
how much time of hutches these guys are wasting because they yeah, like throwing them. And Hutch like, isn't like, immune to like the the mental wear and tear that they would take on him. He breaks almost every night. <laughs> they break him almost every single night, and it bad. ends in like it ends in PM apologies. <laughs> I like, I, like the, I, I didn't know they were trying to waste his time. That's pretty funny though. Like as far as tr- Twitter trolling goes, but like I will like Chiz and Hutch. That combo is hilarious to me because all like say something that's ridiculous or Hutch will say something that I think is ridiculous and I'll respond to it and we'll have like a back and forth for a little while or Hutch will do the same to me and respond and we'll have a back and forth and then Chiz will jump in and I swear to fuck the next day around like lunch I'll be like I wonder how that ever happened and I'll go back to it and I've got hundreds of notifications (laughs) from Chiz and Hutch and people battling for sometimes four hours Five hours after I sent my last thing, and I'm like, "This is hilarious." Is it always politics? No, I mean, no. It's sometimes it's like social issues, politics. No, not necessarily politics. Uh, oh, like the most recent one was I posted a picture of that big fat fucking animal Tess Holiday on Twitter and said, "How is this possibly?" Someone make an argument to me about how this is progress. <laughs> this is revolting. It's vile. This is setting a bad example for people misconstruing their perception of health and what is possible to maintain. Like this is negative. You're judging How me can by anyone my kink. See? Yes, I'm judging Woody by his kink. You know, <laughs> as much as I hate to do so. Uh, like I did that, and then that was what our argument was about. Because Hutch was like, "Well, I think you should not make fun of this woman as much. Like, don't make fun of her body. Uh, you should talk about the issue." And I was like, "Well, the desperate attempts of these people to separate body from the issue is the crux of the problem. Because they're saying my body isn't indicative of my health, despite the fact that I'm 600 pounds. Just look at me as a person." Don't look at the grotesque traits I have that indicate a lack of health and lack of self-control. And so that was my point of like you, like you can't separate the body itself from the health argument. They are one and the same. What are you if not your body? That's it. Oh, I'm big. I'm big and fat, but my body's healthy. No, it's not. Your your body is what it is. Like, and that was my kind of point behind it. And then we had a little tiff about that. You know, it was, it was cordial. And then I checked back the next day, and it did not remain cordial. You know, once uh, once old Chizzy Poo hops in, he's a hoot on Twitter. I love you watching that guy. You do not want to argue with Chiz. Chiz will argue about the most ridiculous minutia. shit, minutia, with you <laughs> for hours, for fucking hours. He will go and go until until he wears you down, and you're just like, you know what? Fuck you. How about that? How about fuck you? <laughs> and he's just like, I won! I Because <laughs> that was his goal the whole time. He will argue a point that he doesn't even begin to believe. He'll, he'll, he'll argue for an hour about something he has no stake in just to fuck with you. And it's only after you've replied 20 times that you're like, he's fucking with me. He's just fucking with me. He doesn't mean any of that shit. I've been, I've been researching over here to prove him wrong, and he knows he's wrong. He's fucking with me. It's awful yeah, arguing with you. That's the whole fun of Twitter is is trolling blue checkmark people. <laughs> and and like I'll, I tweet things all the time just to try and get a rise. Yesterday I tweeted, what did I say? That got people like, well, I said, uh, deep down all of us know women aren't funny. Come on now. Let's be adults and stop pretending. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people liked it, but even more were like, hey, you know, you should you should meet some more women. <laughs> 80% of my tweets, sh- maybe 95% of my tweets. A lot of tweets. funny women out there. It's like, oh, there's a gap there. Most of my tweets fall along the lines of, 
Woody just uploaded Painkiller already, episode 404. <laughs> hey, but you can't forget all the classics like Woody's Gamertag liked. <laughs> this video. Colin, YouTube has trained my son to like videos. So every so often, I'm liking the Try Guys. or and He watches the same videos a lot. And uh, you can see he's liked them all. He just, he's so... He's really nice to like all the YouTubers he like supports and you know does the things they ask him to do, but every so often he's on my computer, so I'm liking, you know, things that I'm not watching. Just tons of Minecraft content (laughs) (laughs) and climbing videos and tips (laughs) that you don't do. Yeah, he's a fun kid. He's getting so big, man. He must be. Is he 15? He is, and I think he's like five seven. He's a little delayed on the puberty thing, so you can't try to guess his uh his total height yet but um yeah i don't know sometimes like, like he had shoes on and i didn't and i was like am i taller yeah i'm taller but <laughs> i'm not sure this how, how, is gonna stick how tall is jackie five seven five seven how tall is hope actually she's shorter that might she's be a better like indicator five, four-ish i think it's funny i put in this uh calculator on how tall our kids would be and I said I was five foot, and the kid was going to be. I mean, Jackie was five seven, and they're like, "Oh, your kid will be five or six one," and I'm like, "Wait a minute, she's. I'm the weak link. Apparently, five seven is like taller in girl height than six foot is in guy height. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm the weak link in our height marriage. That's how I got a little taller. I think being a cunt hair over six foot is my dad's five ten, and my mom's almost 510 mm. like i think 59 maybe like my, i have a like my mom's a pretty tall woman i think that's where i was able to surge ahead right. into the sixes shorter than your dad but the stronger part of the gene pool yep yeah you got to man that must be like super cool to be the kid of like a 7 foot tall guy and a 6 foot 3 woman as long as you aren't born with like those like retard tall jeans where your arms get gangly and shitty. Like if you're born like LeBron James style, that'd be pretty dope. Uh, yeah, but right? that's but that's clearly rare by the fact that, you know, it that's the funny thing about the NBA, and I'll get hate for this, but the like LeBron is an all star athlete. He could be a professional in probably any sport he chose. He's a fucking mon he's a, he's an athletic dude. Yeah. He is super remarkable in the NBA, even more so than other leagues, because part of being a seven-foot-tall person, like the people he's competing against, is to be unathletic and gangly. Like, I've wa- I watch NBA games with friends where I'm like, holy shit, that guy's a professional basketball player, and he's like, bouncing, <laughs> like running around like a goddamn retard. It's like he, he has the motor skills of a six-year-old who hit an early growth spurt. Like, he... Like, do you guys not see that in the NBA when you I, watch? I know what you're talking you about. Do? I, I like, can see where you develop that it's, opinion. It's not an Here's, a, like like the N- NFL. They're all athletes. Even the fat guy who's six four. That guy will beat you in a forty race. You better believe it. That guy's quick. That guy. That's a lot of fat, but that's also a lot of muscle, a lot of athleticism. Basketball. It's not based on your girth and your ability to shove forward. It's based on your height in a lot of ways, and that height really correlates to being not an athletic coordinated person, which is why basketball players suck cock at fucking uh, shooting free throws. Shaq sucked at shooting free throws. He was in the NBA for two decades. It's It's literally inexcusable. I hear where you're coming from, but sometimes I think that height just makes them look unathletic and gangly when they actually are. And I would present this as evidence. 
even the good ones, right? Like the Kevin Garnett's, the LeBron James's, etc. They look silly while dancing. They just look like bad dancers. And I think it's just because when you're long limb like that, you look silly dancing. It makes you look uncoordinated in a way when you actually are coordinated. Woody, I'm not going to let your salient and sensible point change my mind on this. Fair enough. Yeah, that would. <laughs> <laughs> I concede to, to, to your argument. Not having it. <laughs> so um, we we talked about it for a while um, a few shows ago, but Call of Duty released the beta mm. for their um, their battle royale mode, which I believe is called Blackout. Please tell it's, me uh, Wings is playing it and getting pissed off already. Oh no, he. No, he, he he doesn't like battle royale games. It's you know, you, for whatever reason. That's but, kind of the uh, way of the future looks like. Absolutely is, and uh, so it looks fucking good. I got to admit, I don't want to be getting into COD again. I I, I don't. It's not what I want to play necessarily. But I got to say, like like watching and it's PlayStation Four gameplay, mm-hmm. and uh, Shroud's not great with a controller. That's who I've been watching, but. It looks really well polished, uh, and I'm sure once the, on the PC version, like the looting and like the other systems will be much more streamlined and uh, and better than it is on console because it's a little they clunky using be, a controller. Yeah. And uh, but what they've done is they've got a massive map, like you've got in all the other battle royale games, populated by Call of Duty maps. So a lot of your favorite Call of Duty maps exist in this world, and like you're like, oh well, this is a state, and this is fucking a, a, a asylum. And there's lots of them like that. And, and in a couple of the maps within the map, because it's, you know, free world that you're running around. Um, it's probably from one of the later Call of Duties, but I mention oh. it and it stuck in my head because it has zombies. There are zombies existing in the Battle Royale world, mm. but only in Asylum from what I, from what I caught from the footage I watched. It, it looks fucking good. It looks fucking good, and, and PUBG uh, might, be in, might be in some fucking trouble. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it's going to be polished. It's going to have a good engine. If they can get it to run smoothly with, with little little to no lag, I you can check your ping now in PUBG. I got three milliseconds ping. That's where I top out. The servers yeah. are here. At, the servers must be here in fucking Atlanta. Like some That's sometimes a reasonable it's, guess. Yeah. Sometimes it's one millisecond for an entire game, and I'm like, my monitor might have more lag than this <laughs> than this than I do with this server client right now. It's it's excellent. It's amazing. Um, if, if Call of Duty runs that smoothly and you know that that low uh, amount of um, of lag or whatever, it's it's going to be a killer. And now it is going to be expensive, I think, because you probably have to buy that hundred thirty dollar package to like do your thing. Whereas PUBG is, I don't even remember what I, what it is thirty dollars, twenty dollars, something like free. that. And Fortnite's free, and Scum is twenty bucks, and and uh, you know there's other battle royals out there, and and Battlefield's coming out with one, but from what I understand, it's gonna fucking stink because they were really late to the game and getting started on theirs, whereas COD seemed to have had it planned for Who much longer. Battlefield. Battlefield oh. sales were so far off, they've already like pushed their release date into November. I think could be wrong about that, but I know they moved it. But um, this COD game, the battle royale mode of it at least, looks really fucking fun. Hmm. I, I, I I'm I, definitely gonna have to play it. Asylums from World at War. You could call it COD 5, and uh, I kind of didn't play that much. I, I played COD 4 for two years. That's kind of when I started. July. Yeah, the maps are all from various CODs, like, like <clears throat> over the years. Like the, and and it's, it's weird to say maps because it's like maps within the big map that, that the game mm-hmm. is played upon, and you can you know, freely travel from one people? to another. I'm not positive about that. From what I, I, I remember them saying something about, like, working to get that number higher like maybe it was 64 or maybe it was 75 and they were trying to get it up to 100 i so so don't quote me on any of that all 
various weapons, I believe, from every Call of Duty are in there. The ray gun is in there in multiplayer. Like, of course, it's toned down a little bit, but it's the fucking ray gun. It's choo 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 when you're shooting green fucking donuts at people. Uh, the MP40 from World at War that, that everyone despised, I noticed that it was in there. And then just like, and I think it's just the Treyarch CODs. I should say that. I, I believe, it, I, you would think that they would have access to the full catalog since Activision is publishing, but uh, perhaps they didn't even want to utilize it because it, it looks to me like it's only Treyarch guns and maps that are, that are being used. But I, like I said, I don't want to like it. I, I, lo- I like PUBG. I like what I'm doing now. And I, you know, I, I'm enjoying Scum to some extent, but this COD game may be the the one to rule them all. We'll see. Hmm. Shroud's awful at it. He's in, in PlayStation Four. Is he? It's real bad. That stinks. I, I like Shroud being incredible. Well, you know, he'll be on PC when it when it comes out on PC, of course. Yeah, and he'll be incredible again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I've only watched highlight videos of him. That guy's real likable to me. I like that. I, I like, like him Shroud. a lot. You know, people yeah. people people dog him about his personality, and I think one do of the they? things people do, huh. yeah, and I think I think one of the things that people have called out is like when he does something amazing, he doesn't react to it. But that's it's 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 kind of like a Nate Diaz Diaz moment. I ain't surprised, motherfucker. I'm just better. <laughs> you know, he's just he's just better. He's used to it. He's been doing that shit for years. He's he's a like a hardcore lifetime gamer, from what I understand. He's always played games forever on the pc so he's, he's just fucking good is ninja and, really good do you, I, he's like the biggest guy right yeah he's the fortnite guy and he's very good at fortnite i've seen a lot of his clips on fortnite and and again i have a cursory knowledge of fortnite i haven't played a ton of it but i know that it's difficult and i can see like i know what keystrokes are required to do certain actions mm-hmm. and so when he's building and like having a gunfight and like you can you can look at him and be like he's not even trying that hard God damn! Yeah, he's he's very good. He, I've seen him pull off all kind of ridiculous trick shots and stuff like that. He's he's very good. Is anyone big now that's not really good? Because I I would argue that gameplay used to be a third of what matters, right? It was like production quality, gameplay, and commentary. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like everyone crushes production quality. It, it hardly even matters, right? That they're all about the same. Yeah. Um, gameplay is like eighty percent, and commentary is twenty, maybe. Look, Dr. Disrespect doesn't have amazing gameplay, if you ask me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong and I just haven't seen enough of it. Forgive me for saying so if that's the case. But I've seen him play with Shroud. I've watched, I watched their duos before, and Shroud's like, this is an awesome game! You know, it's two, it's two duos, so teams mm-hmm. of two. He's like, how many kills are you sitting on, Doc? And Shroud's got like 17 or something like that. Doc's like, don't worry about it. He's got none. He's got none. <laughs> You know, and maybe that was an aberration, a fluke or whatever, but uh, on the whole, Doc is the guy I feel is like 70% persona and, 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 and you know, his, his whole outfit is custom made and, and, and he's got like, uh, he's got his own lingo and his own like group of fans and it's very entertaining and he reacts when something amazing happens really well and he reacts when something bad happens really well. It's, it's extremely entertaining. And that's why he's going to be around and successful after... Were you talking about Shroud Ninja? Shroud. Which Shroud? Okay, yeah. that's why Doctor Disrespect is going to be around and successful after Shroud has faded away, because uh, Shroud will eventually come to a point where he's not that. Uh, this is speaking from someone who has no idea about this community. So take it, <laughs> don't take it seriously. I'm just saying that from the the perspective of maintaining an audience, it's much much easier to do so if you're based solely on personality as opposed to gameplay when the games are constantly shifting. Because if you're 
if the anticipation of your your play style is going to be perfection and you back off of that and that's 90% of your pull people will lose interest like you were the ace you were the guy that murders and mercs everybody else whereas Dr. Disrespect he's going to be the same funny fuck I think they'll all be that. for the same reason here's yeah. my prediction on this I'm no Notre Dameus Nostra- Nostradamus. Know. Nostradamus. Yeah. I think I might be mixing it up with the hunchback. But anyway. Yep. <laughs> uh, like Bobby Bacala. There's a whole episode of The Sopranos where Bobby Bacala does this with Tony. He's like, you never considered that? Because Notre Dame, they got like the quarterback <laughs> in Notre Dame. What, and the halfback. The actually and the of. hunchback. <laughs> and the hunchback. <laughs> anyway. Nostradamus. I'm no f- what? Nostradamus? Nostradamus. I might have said yeah. that. I don't or know. Nostradamus. Well, anyway, I'm no uh, gypsy fortune teller. But um, I bet they both leave for the same reason. And it is they've made enough money and their passion is gone. Right? That, that's what eventually they're just going to be like, you know what? I think three times a week is fine for me. Like, I, I, don't, I have $10 million. Why am I Trout. grinding this game in a dark room against my own depression? And Go ahead. Shroud streams, I think, 60 hours a week, every week, and without fail. He gets up. Like, like one of his main mm-hmm. sponsors is uh, uh, a coffee, a kind of coffee, because he's always drinking coffee, because he's always grinding. And, and I think that if Ninja, Shroud, or Doc ever stop doing what they're doing, it will be, like you said, because they've piled up enough tens of millions of dollars. Because, like, I, I'm sure Ninja has tens and tens of millions at this point. And I'm sure, I know Doc has, well, has tens of millions of dollars. I'm sure Shroud is on the fucking way. You can look at Shroud's, like, top donators, and there was one guy. A lot of them are in the tens of thousands. And these are just random individuals. These are just the top ones, you know. Like, like people, I've seen him make... $20,000 in a gaming session, shit like that. And I, you see how he lives. He's not being extravagant because he's there fucking working most yeah, of the time. He, I think he still, just bought a house, but... He's heads down, he's collecting money, and at some point, he's just going to be like, more money doesn't make me happier. Like, this isn't where it's at for me. And I think that's where it'll end for him. I think he loves what he's doing. He definitely <laughs> loves gaming. Um, and, and, and like the thing about Shroud, like, it's not like he's just good at PUBG. Didn't you? He was a pro- didn't I? Like, you know, it, at some point, you, you don't as much. I, I think that he likes... Um, it's, it's not that he's just good at PUBG. Like, he mm-hmm. was a professional at, on, on CSGO, on Counter-Strike. He wasn't the best in the world, but he was in the, you know, maybe top 25, top 50, top 100, something like that. Every time I talk about that, somebody gets mad. He was actually 86th best in the world! <laughs> All right! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sorry to those other 86 professional CSGO players out there. I didn't mean to... To, to throw him under the bus, but his what he's good at is fucking clicking on things. He's he's good at fucking clicking on things so accurately, good. and that applies to every fucking video game there's ever gonna be. When you see him, there's no I've never seen him play a game and not excel at it. Like when he plays these like startup BR games, whether it's Realm Royale or it's there was one that was kind of like Mad Max. He he immediately starts showcasing that same amount of skill of clicking on people's heads instantaneously before they can fucking react, and he'll win his first game. He's like, all right, first game of Realm Royale, let's go. I win. You know, just whatever game he plays, he's great at. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet there's some games that he's not better at. Like it, Shroud, if you're watching this, me, you, Peggle, it's on. <laughs> yeah, like, like if he went to a game that wasn't his, like 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 a like a um, like like World of Warcraft or like um, um, League of Legends or something like that, he's probably not. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe that's what he does in his spare time. But like, probably not 
Peggle's that like crazy high level. Luck, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one where like yeah yeah like like everything goes crazy? Yeah, when you yeah. Like you, it, it's like Plinko almost. Like you shoot a disc or something in some direction, and it just bounces and bounces and bounces. And, and oh, I've been I've been playing a game. <laughs> Let me make sure I get the name right. I think it's called. Um, Golf with friends or something like that. Yeah, golf, golf with friends. It's called golf with your friends. Man, it sounds and like a blast. It's it really is. It's a lot of fun. Every you know, you're playing mini golf. It's like like like, like putt putt, uh, but crazy like, you know, it's virtual, so they can do anything they want. These crazy courses, and you, we we play like four or five of us at a time. And uh, they, there's a mode where everybody has a golf ball. Of course, you can do that. Or then there's a mode where like it's random shit. You never know what your ball is going to be. It'll be a cube, an acorn, a Christmas ornament, something that's going to roll funny and be annoying, an egg, shit like that. Oh, that's, so, that's a fun concept. I like that. So we've been playing that, and then the other game that we uh, we uh, we played a little bit the other night, and then Midi, Midi was streaming it, is Hand Simulator. Oh, I've right. seen that Is before. that a masturbating It's older, thing? I think. Hand Simulator is a $2 game, all right? <laughs> you use your mouse and keyboard to control two hands. Every finger complete wrist rotation and it's awkward as fuck and we play this game mode where we're all sitting in like a wild west card room and there's a gun on the table and you have to get that gun and load that gun and aim that gun and shoot someone and that is such a goddamn challenge and you're just like every now and then you're just like <sighs> all right let me try again and meanwhile i look over there and one of our friends who's like played the game a ton He's holding the gun. He's like, I won't kill you guys. I'll just wait till somebody figures it out. And like, like he's got the gun loaded and, and in his just getting the gun in your hand is hard. Getting the and there's one mode where you gotta put the bullets in the revolver and then close it and cock it. And like each of those motions, you're just like so Are you doing with as a mouse and keyboard? Mouse and keyboard. Like you 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 switch hands with shift, go left or right, and then like ASDF are are your are those fingers. They they correspond to those fingers in the game. And then the the space bar is your thumb, and and you you sort of try to grab something, and then you're like, all right, shift, lock that in. Now now he won't let it go, and you go to your other hand, and you're trying to get the magazine into that gun. It's infuriating to play, and th there's a lot of game modes. There's one where you're like in a tank, and so I'm the gunner, and one of my hands is like moving the scope, and the other one is like firing and reloading, and then the other guy's trying to drive the tank. And we're facing off against other teams of two who are also incredibly awkwardly trying to drive and shoot tanks. It's it's a blast because everybody's bad at it, and it's really fucking hard. And like when you like sometimes you'll get in like this weird position where it looks like you've got cerebral palsy with the gun, but it'll work. And you're just like, bang, bang, like shooting it with your pinky while you hold it down on the table flat and like spinning it on the table to try to shoot it. It's it, it's pretty fun, and for two dollars, sounds, sounds frustrating. Super frustrating. That's the whole point, I think. Is it like uh, that game Quop people used to play? Is that what it's called? Quop, that the whole time. Where like yeah. you're supposed to run, but it's super hard to hit the keys in the right order, and so you end up like making two steps and then tilting back and falling over. I beat yeah. Quop. I didn't know why everyone acted like it was so impossible to beat. I just oh, I, I never played. I just saw oh. probably like a, a PewDiePie video from. Eight years ago, whenever it was. Remember, mouse your friends. We, we played that yeah, game. That oh, game's that, fun. Equally awkward, not, not quite as awkward to play as uh, as as this hand simulator game, but but very much. Just you're just like, come on, let go, let go, yeah. just oh no, and then he tumbles off and falls into no man's land. I like those little games like that, and they're so cheap. Steam's a great thing. I'm I'm upset that like 
a lot of the big releases are trying to get away from Steam because I think they take like 30% of the money or something like that. So the new Fallout game that's the beta releases in October, I believe, for Fallout 76, the multiplayer Fallout, mm -hmm. it's on Bethesda.net. You got to go there to get it. And I believe this Call of Duty is also maybe separate, but I could do be if you were Steam. Would you like back it off for the AAA titles maybe? You know, because I feel like if I'm hand simulator then steam might their promotion their interest in me doing well could mean a lot to me if i'm fallout i don't need steam to sell this game yeah uh they should probably you know i'm sure they i'm sure there's people at at valve who know what's up right but but it seems to me like maybe if they took a smaller margin they negotiated individually with the AAA publishers right. or, or developers that they could get something done or maybe if they promise some sort of promotion like put it on everybody's homepage on release day or something that that would be valuable to them i would think but also it seems like with the microtransactions everyone wants to have their cake eat it too and then make you order a second cake if you want frosting so they're they're trying to shift everything to their own website so that they can control everything from mods to dlc to cosmetics and charge a premium for it if they can. That's one of the fears that a lot of us have about Fallout 76 is that we're not going to be able to mod our game and make private servers the way that we'd like to. Like in my ideal world, mm -hmm. I have a server where, where when you join it, it's like Gary's mod and you automatically start downloading all of the mods required to get in this server. Like, like whenever I join a Gary's mod server, it's like I start downloading sometimes heaps, sometimes heaps of shit. I got fast fucking internet and it'll be like, a 20-second download just to get the the utilities or whatever I need to play in this world so that when I look at a guy who's wearing the Darth Vader mask, he's actually wearing a Darth Vader mask or whatever. I wish it were like that, but I'll take what I can get. I, I, I'm, I'm going to play. Hmm. I you guys enjoy the show? gaming talk this week. <laughs> I always enjoy gaming talk. Yeah, yeah, we can call it a show. Let me just uh, get a couple of uh, quick outros here. Uh, make sure I do the right ones. Mm, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this episode's brought to you by Square Enix. Uh, terrifying terrifying Tombs, Unforgiving Jungles, A Mayan Apocalypse. It's just another day for Laura Croft. And Shadow of the Tomb Raider, witness Laura Croft's defining moments as she engages in brutal combat, heart-stopping stealth, and challenging puzzles to stop the apocalypse and ultimately become the Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider coming to Xbox One on September 14th. Pre-order the Croft edition for 48 hours of early access. And uh, also remember that when you need energy on the go and you don't have time to wait in line, grab Espresso Monster. Espresso Monster is a premium brand of espresso and cream made with the freshly brewed uh, espresso coffee, hormone-free milk, and a unique energy blend complete with taurine and B vitamins. Each can has three shots of espresso and comes in vanilla espresso and espresso and cream flavors. Close your eyes, take a sip, and enjoy an Espresso Monster today. I should do that. Is that it? Yes, sir. PKA 404.